Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp MX Show is coming at you. It's Monday, February 20th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching on YouTube, RacerX, Facebook. Thank you for listening. PulpMXShow.com. Thanks for supporting the sponsors as well. Discount codes for almost everybody we deal with. Trying to help you save some money. And yeah. We got a banger night lined up. We do have a banger night lined up, Phil. We'll talk more about our buddy Phil Nicoletti as well later on the night. Got a great in-studio co-host. The man is everywhere, at all times, doing everything. It's phenomenal. Uh, Eli Tomac will call in tonight. Uh, yeah, Eli Tomac just won Oakland, and he will call in and tell us about that and more. Uh, Zach Osborne, friend of the show, injured right now. But, you know, we're on a group text with him, and he's got a lot of thoughts on Supercross. So we're going to get bench racing with Zacho about what he sees uh, in this year so far in Supercross. Uh, Alice Gillespie as well. He is the co-owner of Dirtworks. This gentleman designs the tracks. He builds the tracks. He works with Feld. I have so many questions for him. Dozer whoops, loader whoops, tough blocks, over-under bridges, dirt. Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of stuff with Alex tonight. We also have a special guest as well calling in. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. Not the girls from L.A. They're not coming in. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to having a great show tonight. 702-586-7857 if you want to call and talk Oakland or anything. We are in, I think, I mean, look, it's six rounds down. We're in for an epic series here. This thing is is great. And the racing on Saturday night in Oakland was fantastic. Uh, So we got a lot to talk about when it comes to that. Thank you to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, Acherbeast, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW Pro Filter, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace.com, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Works Connection, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Wisco Piston, EVS, all on board with us as well. So uh, we got the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs, Race Tech Rant of the Night, and uh, the Motorsport.com Tweet at Talon segment, of course, later on in the show. And again, 702-586-7857. You want to talk Oakland or more. Uh, my in-studio co-host, as I said, the man is hes doing everything these days. He was live announcing in Oakland. He was doing the pre-show the week before with Stu. He's uh, the boss at Racer X. He, he's 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 a lot of things. It's Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? So I was in Oakland Saturday Saturday for the race. Sunday morning. Yeah. Flew back home. Yeah. I was in Charlotte for about 14 hours. Got back on another plane. Flew back out here. Yeah. And my wife just texted me and said, uh, tell them I believe I'm now married to your mother, not you. Okay. That's how little I've been home lately All right. well, and how many things I've been doing. I mean, yes. look, it, it's great to have you here. I tell her, tell your lovely wife that... Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you being in here for five hours tonight. And then you're flying to out tonight. I'm just trying to send a link to YouTube. I'm not looking oh. at my – I know you're very stickler about this. Yeah. You do not want me to look at my phone during the show. I just want to share the link. 
so she can watch this to know at least I'm going to Vegas for the proper reasons. Did you not think of this before the show started, though? It's busy, man. Okay. Got a All lot right. going All on. Right. Oh, you saw it. I was and, booking and, another and, flight and out to <laughs> Vegas as about one minute before the air, and I'm like, I don't want to be pulling out credit cards on camera, so yeah. we'll just wait. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are also uh, flying out tonight back home, so it's amazing. It's great. It's well, because uh, I land at 640 uh, Eastern AM time at a red eye, and it takes me about an hour, hour and 15 to get home. Yeah. So I'm going to get to my house about 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. Myself and Daniel Blair will be beginning recording our SMX Insider Show. Oh. Not familiar with that show? No, no. Watch it. No, it's really no, the best in the it. game. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. already the number one. Oh, it the is. The place to get your scoops oh, and info okay. on the sport. Huh. Yes, oh. yes, it is. I didn't know. Yes. So I, uh, I have a half hour to spare between yeah. Yeah, getting your home. show, airport, getting home, doing another show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking the uh, your calls over there in the corner, holding things down. He is uh, uh, now a gearhead for all of us. I did not know this program even existed. I am very interested. I need this kind of support and help. Callan Taylor. Hey, I'm here. You better do better than that when they call you as a gearhead. I try. Can you provide more words than that? Uh, no. I'll give you an example. So I have called Motorsport. Yeah. I have gone on their uh-huh. website and yeah. been confused. Yeah. Especially when you get, it's easy if you have a YZ250F, very common bike. But when I'm saying getting something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's easy when you have a common bike. But when you're buying stuff for like pit bikes and things like mm-hmm. that, it's not as universal. And uh, I do get confused sometimes. I'm like, do these brake shoes for these drum brakes, real? is this really what's for this bike? So would you be able to help with things like that? Yeah, I would just go to the OEM Parts Fish. It's on our site. Put in your bike and pull up part numbers. And even if you uh, you put in your bike and then you can go through the aftermarket parts on there and they'll, all, they'll say if it fits your bike or not. I have done it and it has worked out so far. I'm saying like a chain. You don't buy an OEM chain, right? You buy an uh, aftermarket chain. Yeah, firepower. Easy when it's a yeah. 250F or a 450 or a 252 stroke. You so know, if, you have your, to, yeah. if you have your bike entered in on Motorsport, if you're looking for tires or chains or anything, it'll say what comes stock on your bike and yeah. make sure you get the parts that you need. And you can really trust that. Yeah. Because yeah, that's my yeah. leap of it's, faith. Yeah, I've had to do trust it. it. Okay. Yeah. I've had to do it. I want to call the gearheads. Okay. I want to well, use them. Right yeah. over there. I did yeah. not even know. Yep. This is a great, great thing. Yeah. That they have. Can you request you for a gearhead? You can. Most of the time, really? like whoever you call in, like whoever's first available is who you get. And we try to not transfer calls because everyone everyone can handle the same yeah. calls for the okay. most part. But you no, can I'm request asking, a I'm asking person. for Talon Taylor. Yeah, there you go. How do I put handguards on a TTR-110? How do I do it? You just uh, undo the clamp, put it on the bar, and then put the bolts back yeah, in. Yeah, but a lot of the handguards are designed around the levers that you'd have on a regular bike that has... Uh, some pit bikes don't even have... A, a, a clutch lever because they're auto clutch. This is riveting. Then you have even more room for the handguard. You can put it okay. anywhere because there's no lever. You don't have to worry about space on the bar. This is riveting. I'm just using my gearhead. Directing the show over there, using the uh, cameras uh, and uh, building the app as well. Uh, grinding on all things Pulp Mix Fantasy, of course. Shout Marks. What's up, Marks? Doug? I don't have anything exciting to talk about, like handguards and stuff, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I was trying to get it for the free information. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to get yeah. the gearhead he, information. He but no. I mean, he, he Talon already proved his worth in that two minutes right there. Yeah. I he did. The handguards yeah, are no yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. think so. Yep. yep. That's right. Uh, all right. Great show. Uh, Tomac, Osborne, Alex, Gillespie, Alex Gillespie uh, special guest as well. We each coming up for you. So special guest. Um, yeah, you will not tell me who this is. No, I will not. Okay, and, I'm very uh, excited. You will be very excited when this gentleman calls in. Uh, I'll tell you who it's not, though. It's not Filthy Phil. No. Uh, it is not Filthy Phil. No. Our friend Phil, we no. went to dinner on Friday night I with did. him. He was in good spirits. Didn't pay, but he was in good spirits. 
and uh, crashed in the whoops in practice and hurt his wrist. He's going to be out for a while. He's God a, bless. He, he's in a deep, dark spot. Again. A, a, again. And like you said, we we just want him to ride 450 Nationals. That's what we want for Philip. I think that's all Philip wants. Get and then, through Death Cross. Yeah. 450 and outdoors is his specialty, and he continues to not get there. This could potentially be the third year in a row this doesn't happen. Uh, our friend Philip. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. He rides well in Supercross when he does yeah, ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yep. think he's honestly surprised us the last two years. Yep. He's been fast. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. Death Cross again. It's a real shame. So mm-hmm. I know our listeners love Phil when he calls in here, and we'll try to connect with Phil when he's out of his deep, dark place. <laughs> so, Phil, if you listen to this, we care about you. Don't end it. Phil, if you're listening to this, this is only going to make the place you're in darker. So don't listen to it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Phil, and it wasn't even on jumping the jumps. It was on the whoops, which you've been generally good at. Yeah, that's a specialty. But he's also good at doing doubles, and that's what got him last year in Atlanta. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good yeah. point. Um, poor Phil. But uh, lots to get into. Hey, we have live shows coming up at Indy in uh, like three weeks. Indianapolis Friday night live show. Uh, myself, uh, Jason Wygant. Right? No, I don't know yet. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Look, I, okay. Was, I was able to get out of the house to do this. Yeah. Let's take it one okay. step at a time Well, here. Uh, me and JT will be there. Maybe Weege. We, I do have one guest lined up. Okay. Uh, your, your co-host on uh, the SMX shows. So he is, he is uh, also a pleasure Daniel to Blair. come in. Yeah. Pleasure so, to work with. Right. Great guy. Yeah. So he is, he is coming in. Uh, and uh, yeah, so check that out. Tickets are available on pulpmex.com. And in Denver as well, I can guarantee you one of the live show guests at Denver will be the winner, the survivor of the LCQ challenge. Yeah, I will invite that gentleman in on stage to uh, to talk to us on that night as well. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I talked about this on a review pod a little bit. Like Marty, yeah. Are you going public with this? I said it on the review show. Yeah. Do we let Marty in? I'm all for it. Marty uh, says he will not ride until that day. I thought Marty did ride though. At one point, he was testing. He for the does team. test. Is that already yeah, done? yeah. I don't think he. Was, I think he meant like he wouldn't t- t- wouldn't ride train. The, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't train. Wouldn't get. I'm all for it because obviously chaos theory is what this race is all about. Yeah. Uh, and if it goes disastrously like it did last year, letting Chiz win, mm-hmm. I won't have to deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. for entertainment to get Marty back out there, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it would spice things up a little bit. And I believe JT made this point on the review show. Um, some of our faves, some of the fan faves, they're making main events consistently. So you might not have the star power that people would like to see uh-huh. in this event. Yeah. So you got to bring some star it, power in. If I get Marty in mm-hmm. and he's leading and he washes the front. Oh, I mean, wouldn't that just oh, be? Oh, it'd be so good. Wouldn't that just be? <laughs> Ten grand washed away. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, can you tell him that? You, have to, you wanted uh, Chiz to start backwards last year. Yeah. Tell Marty, you, you can race, but you must wash the front one time. <laughs> Jeez. If you can win with uh, washing right, the front. Right. Uh, your, your buddy JB wanted in, and I absolutely said no chance on that. No, I thought that'd be yeah, great, too. Yeah, yeah I know you yes. did. Yep. But, yeah, I confirmed to him this weekend, you are not in. He said he will... had not ridden a motorcycle since November. Right. He, oh, same program as Marty. Yeah. He said he would not ride. Yeah, he but, just show up. JB is not allowed in. They're, they're, I feel like the difference between Marty and JB, you know, like Marty's been gone a couple years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? JB has podium speed. Y- yeah, we know that. We know that, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Live shows are out there. Uh, Yamaha LCQ Challenge tickets are there as well. Uh, you could win a 2023 Yamaha YZ450F with $30 raffle ticket. And all the money goes to the privateers, races in Denver. I want to pump that thing up the rest of the year, get these money up for these guys and all of that. So, Weege, big live announcing debut this weekend for you. And uh, it's not great audio, but uh, I did capture. 
You did. I captured your debut. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's let's again. It's the Oakland press box. Not great no. audio in there. Like their audio system is. The visuals bad and the audio is yeah. bad in this building. Okay, everything is bad in this <laughs> okay. building. But here's what I got. We each did the night show. I have not heard this. Wait, it's building. Oh, there's more. Okay, okay. I thought there'd be. There you are. That's really good. There it is. Yeah. That is really good. Fireworks. There that it is. is really good. Yeah, there yep. it is. Yeah. Uh, that are was, you ready? Uh, the best part was uh, that was the main thing they said. The main, 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 the linchpin of the show, the nucleus of the entire oh. thing was the yelling, this is Monster Energy Supercross, and then the giant fireball. Okay. And so I had been prepared for that for weeks. This is going to be it. This is the, okay. the linchpin yeah. of the yeah. whole operation. I think you went early. I did it. And then they say, okay, do it. And I said, I just did it. And they're like, oh, sorry, your mic was not on. So then I did it again. <laughs> okay. But it almost sounded like it was her. No, it was. It, it, play it again, right from the beginning. Listen to the beginning. Oh, sorry, Marks. Right there. Yeah. That's so I, it was and then, it, and then it cut. Yes. No, it, it was only on for a half a second. Yeah, so something got messed up. Yes. And then they said, do it again. Yes. It was like, yeah. That was my moment. Right. It was a it, bottom of the ninth, full count, and yeah. I swung, and they said, actually, sorry, <laughs> we're throwing another pitch. I was laughing, too, because on the parade lap, which is, by the way, Mui, Prater, can the parade lap. You're done again. You're I'm done, done again. again. If these assholes aren't going to do anything, yeah. I'm done with it. I, I don't want to see it. I, I was in the day, and so were you, when McGrath did knack Ricky went upside down yes, on a KX250. Yeah. Uh, uh, you name it. Uh, yep. Stu did stuff. Like, mm -hmm. these guys don't do anything. You know what, though? There's a lot of people in that building that don't watch practice and maybe only go to one race a year. It is the first time they've seen Eli Tomac but, do a lap but on a But wouldn't it be track. great to see the first time to see the 250 guys on a race lap? Yeah, but you're still going to get that. Yeah, but that's the first time you see it. Like We need to ask the fans. I bet you they still think it's badass to see those four guys. They're not doing anything. Yeah, but they haven't seen them ride a Supercross track maybe once a year, and they weren't there for practice. They probably think it's amazing. Okay. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's right here in front of me, Eli Tomac. And then Kellen and I were laughing because you were saying, this is the parade lap as they were getting the checkers. We're like, yeah, we know that. We <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. another one where yeah. they're like, hey, you're supposed to announce this. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. they're going over the finish. You're like, this is a parade lap. <laughs> yeah. I think I was supposed to do that at the beginning. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. I think I was supposed to do right, that at the right. beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But look, honestly, uh, and we'll talk about the race here right away, uh, people. But um, you've done a lot of things. So the SMX show with James was a big thing for you. You really, you really enjoyed that. Yeah. Peacock. Um, yep, you, that was you're awesome. part of the Peacock yep. crew and the Feld yep. guys. You've been the voice of the outdoors for God knows how long. GNCC, like. You've done live stuff at Daytona, JB winning. Uh, doesn't I, really get any better. But I feel like that's different from the Supercross. I don't know why. The I just do. It's you, Kevin Kelly, Rob Bidas. It's just not Supercross in Daytona. I know it is, but it's not to me. So anyways, like where does this rank? Where does this kind of sit on your totem pole of cool shit? Yeah, uh, not as good as the Peacock on TV with Stu the week before. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was... Somehow, some way, I'd never appeared in any capacity on a Supercross TV broadcast. Oh, I got to say, webcast, too. You did the webcast. I did the webcast back then, yep, yes. Yep. But I'd never appeared in any capacity on a Supercross TV show. That was a big milestone for me, personally. Yep. Yep. But uh, you and I talked about this at lunch. Just being in that mix again, just being 
they might call and they might say, we need to do this. We think you could do a j- good job at that. That overall is the big thing, whether it's the SMX show with Blair, yeah. whether it's live announcing, whether it's TV stuff, just getting those phone calls again yeah. is awesome. I will say, Lurch always had a huge amount of respect. I don't really hear people bash on Lurch. No. Nope. People respect um, Lurch. No, I hear people bash Lurch outdoors. Outdoor oh, fans really? bash Lurch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like this. They might bash that style, but if that's the style it's supposed to be, I don't think anyone thinks he does a bad job at yes, doing no, that job. No, he's good. You might be yep. the type of person that thinks, I don't want a yelling hype announcer I guy. feel like that's the criticism of Lurch. Like, tone it down, bro, outdoor-wise. Yeah. But yeah. that is the job. Yeah. And if that is the job, he's the goat at he's that job. He's good at it. Yep. Yes. Uh, so my respect level is already high. We like Lurch. I don't... But the thousands of hours of pods. We don't make Lurch a target. We don't make fun of Lurch. No. He's fine. No. Uh, so I already had huge respect, but I will say to do this 17 times, this is a gnarly job. I hung out with Lurch in the privateer days with Danny Hartwig and Lurch. Yeah, Corey, he was Corey Denny's Hunter. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. Uh, Chicago guys. Right. But anyway, yeah. to do this 17 times, yeah. this uh, compared to TV to me felt more yeah. like a job right. than, I mean, look, you and I are going to sit in the press box and watch the race and comment on it. Or if I did TV, I'd be 10 feet over in another booth, essentially doing the exact same thing. With, with less uh, sort of with more G-rated talk. Yeah, yeah. that's about right, it. Right. Probably making fun of less things. Right. But not that far apart. Yeah. This is like real work. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. This is a job. Yeah. Uh, was it cool? Yes. But it was much more of a job. So huge respect right. to Lurch for doing it for a long time yeah. and every weekend. Wow. And then, I mean, you know, there was direct, direct talk with you and JB in the Race Day Live. Yeah, that was really the crowning achievement. Yeah. We finally have done it. You talked a lot of crap on me not being there for many final JB events last year. Yeah. But we are back, baby. Ugh. Me and JB. And, and he, you, you had some feedback. Yeah, I had some feedback on Twitter. And, Marks, did you watch Race Day Live? or You were, you were out, right? I was out. You yeah, were I was out. on the mountain. Uh, but I had some feedback that, yeah, it was just disgusting. Mm. Disgusting mm. that you and JB were absolutely in lockstep with each other. No matter who made the point, the other backed it up strongly. And, Look, and these are just, just facts. Yeah. Like if I say something brilliant, he yeah. knows it. Yeah. If he says something brilliant, right. which he always does, right. I know it. Like and, I can't, I can't go against the actual data. About five minutes after that opening audio was captured, he comes in and goes, "Have you ever seen the crowd more alive?" Thank you. I've, and I'm Thank like, you. I'm like, yeah, we're in Thank Oakland. We're we're, no. we're we're in Oakland, JB. Nope. Like nobody, like we're all lucky to be alive right now. I mean, and, yeah, they were alive. Maybe he meant it from a literal yeah, yeah, standpoint. Right, right. So he was backing. He's like, Weege, what a, what a mm. guy. And I'm just like, this is. Thank you. I tried to throw myself out of the press box, but it was, it was closed. The windows were closed. Phenomenal yeah. interview with uh, Justin Barsha that Justin Brayton put together. Yeah. Phenomenal right, interview. Right. True journalism. Yeah. Asking yeah. the tough questions. Oh, man. That many would not do. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, you did a good job for sure. And um, um, it was good uh, to hear your voice, although I would have liked a better sound system to really make fun of you. Like I was trying. Trying to make fun of you, and it was hard because I couldn't really hear anything. You did get vertical blinds in on the Moto 60 show on Thursday. We had a caller ask for a word of the day. Yeah, yeah. Parabinos was in and said yeah. vertical blinds. I have no idea why because the, there's no vertical blinds in this room. No, and but, I was really afraid that was slang and Urban yeah, Dictionary and yeah. I was going to get fired. Yeah, well, yep. it turns out it actually is in the Urban Dictionary. A fan showed me. Great. Yes. Great. But, but as far as we know, it wasn't. Okay, because um, um, you assured me that was yes. not why. Well, Paul, Paul said he Googled Paul's- it. Yes, I know. So, so I was taking his word for it. Anyway, so have. you got vertical blindsing in an interview with Sexton. Yeah, I tried to pick what is the time <laughs> that people would be most likely to listen. Probably the 450 fast qualifier mm-hmm. interview. Sexton was probably in complete confusion as to why I would use that term. Vertical blinds. To describe the yeah, ruts. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It was great. Yep. Um, uh, when we go to commercial, I'll tell you what the Urban Dictionary uh, reference is for that. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, 
It was cool uh, also to be in that atmosphere. This is another thing. You had at least been a mechanic for a long time, so you've yeah. been in it. It occurred to me at one point, I tried to even think of how many Supercross races I've been to. I, I don't I, What did I come up with? 300 or something? Oh, you actually thought about it. And I was like, hey, you know what's weird? I don't think I've ever been on the floor for a podium. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, wow. Uh, years ago, I did a story at the Detroit Supercross where I actually... I stayed in the starting line area the entire night and just learned why guys pick the gates they do and mechanics working the gate and all that. I did a story just oh, on I remember. that. You, it was like one rut or something. It or, was fascinating. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a heat race. Barsha double-clutched, and the third gate from the inside, which everyone thought would be the best because of one double-clutch and one heat race, they all avoided it like the plague. I thought it was so interesting. But I don't think I stuck around for the podium that night. I'd never seen a Supercross podium. And I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. But yeah. I'm up in the press box every week or in a broadcast booth yeah. every week. Yeah. I've never been down on the floor yeah. for this. Yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've done that hundreds of times, right? But yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, you don't think about it that way. No. And you should, um, well, I guess I don't go, go in the mechanics area sometime and stand in there and watch the guys, you know, don't, yeah. don't get in the way of them. But yep. yeah, you yep. can see it gets pretty hectic. Like dirt's flying and, you know, yeah. guys yeah. are zooming by. Yep. Yep, it, it was a cool experience. Right. And uh, you forget it's a lot different than outdoors because it's yeah. exclusive. Yeah. I mean, outdoors. 10,000 fans are absorbing that podium champagne. Yeah. In Supercross, there aren't any fans down there. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Uh, just Mertz. Mertz was down there. Actually, Jacob Hayes, literally, he got all of the champagne from Jet. Wow. Uh, we got a comment on YouTube, Elisa Wygant. My takeaway is it's so nice that Wy Wygant has time to go to lunch with Mathis. That is true. Yep. yep. Not her, though. <laughs> that is my wife. Yes. Yes. We went to lunch. But here's okay. the difference. Steve paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Now she'll understand. Okay, yep. fantastic. Did you say at any point the louder you cheer, the higher they'll go? No, thankfully, uh, they did a freestyle on the floor. Did you see this? What? They did freestyle before opening ceremonies. They did? Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I think I was making my way up then. Okay. I did not notice this. Yes, freestyle on the floor. I don't I, know that, what changed. That seems like the first time yeah. this year. Or? They brought the show from the pits. They did two sessions in the pits. They brought it in to the stadium. Yeah. But our guy, Kenny Taco Bell, was there, yeah. so I didn't have to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the next time I yell parade lap, <laughs> I'll say the – maybe that was, was missing. Yeah. Maybe they didn't go big because I didn't tell you people. You didn't tell people. They didn't have the instructions. The Tom louder Mack you cheer, like, yes. the higher he'll go. Webb's going over a triple. He's like, they're not cheering. Yeah. I, I can't go big. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Right. The, the fans yeah. Yeah. fire me up. Uh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, J Jason Wagon brought to you by the folks at Decal Works, Ron and the boys there. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, magazine test, decalmx.com, promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. You have some backgrounds from Decal Works? Uh, the, yeah, there, the, are, uh, there are some backgrounds on my son's bike. That's it. And, and there are some backgrounds still in the envelope. They sent them to me in for my bike. For your bike, okay. Someday. What number are you? Uh, I believe I was uh, 412 back in the days where I had numbers. Mm. Uh, so I hope that's what the numbers okay. that they printed for me last year. All right. Decal Works mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Jason Wygant brought you by Decal Works. We're having sushi tonight, too. That's how special this appearance is. I was so, joking. Well, it didn't seem like it. So, <sighs> Elisa Wygant. <laughs> Chipotle and sushi. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. We don't, we don't play about sushi around here. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. No. Nope. Great. So now I'm going to have to take her out to lunch and sushi. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. Zach Osborne's coming up. We haven't even talked about Oakland race, but I do want to talk about it. But Roy has a question on three. Roy, what's up, man? Roy. Come on, Roy. All right, Roy. See you later. Oh. Uh, we do have uh, Alex on one. 
Alex, what's up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. I just wanted to say a uh, big thanks to you guys uh, for uh, hooking me up with a Weisco deal. I reached out on the Open Mike's contact mm. form, and a couple a couple days later, I got a reply from Weisco. I well, funny story. I have a Honda, and remember Kenny posted those pictures on his Instagram before the season. My bike did the exact same thing, so I had to rebuild my motor, and Weisco hooked me up with everything I needed. Nice. Oh, good to hear. Yeah, the Weisco guys are great. They got a show discount, and uh, yeah, Kevin uh, from Weisco will be in studio here in a few weeks. So. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Thanks for Thank supporting you. it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye. Zach Osborne coming up uh, as well here on the show. Um, we can start with Tomac, who's come, calling in the night, by the way, uh, or Sexton. Um, your, or Webb. You pick. I don't know. <laughs> is, is, this, is this – so 40, 30 seconds back was AP of, of, of yeah. Tomac. And basically yeah. he was closer to Sexton, but Sexton had crashed. And, yeah. But basically 30 seconds back of these, these two guys until Sexton went down. Okay. Um, is this what we're going to see? Is this? Uh, I feel like yes. not all. It's not going to be one, two, three repeatedly. But I think from here on out, the cream always rises to the cro- to the top in these races, in these titles. I think we're starting to see this. Yeah, and it's telling that we probably had the most ideal start ever in Supercross. It was you could have ranked every single guy who had something to show. Anderson also got a good start. Kenny was with him. Plessinger was with him. And Webb, Sexton, Tomac. Anyone who was anyone yeah. that had some momentum or reason to think, I can still win one of these, they were all there. And those three guys did pull away. So, I mean, Kenny Tomac, won a heat, so you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, there we could, go. This could be yeah. Kenny's. Anderson yeah. was very fast in Tampa. We're like, if he doesn't go down yeah. in Tampa, maybe he went. No, they could not stay there. Uh, the only thing is, Webb was 30 seconds down in Houston, won the next week. Yeah, Tomac was 30 seconds down in Tampa, won the next week. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think it would be hard to say that it's not these three. So, like, who else is going to win a race this year? We had a Moto 60 show, you and I, back yeah. in probably December. Yeah. And I was like, hey, no, we're going to get five. It would have been January before, before Anaheim. Right before it, maybe. Yeah. And you're like, hey, we're only, I always say, you're only get five. Yeah. So I'm like, we are leaving someone really good. Yep. There's at least six guys that should win. So... I'm still going to say Anderson should be the most likely, right? Anderson should be the most likely fourth winner. Yes. You don't think so? Yes. Oh, right. But here's what's crazy. You already see how this could happen. You can already see a world where Anderson does not get a win. 100%. He should win. He's probably the next likely to win. But you can already see how, dude, these three guys are going to hog up most of it most likely. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And so that will leave us with... Three, three, three winners? Yeah, so you, somebody sneaks one in or two other guys. Like, you can see how this works. Yeah. And uh, I wish it wasn't true. Uh, it would be awesome if Plessinger wins next week and Anderson wins the next and everybody's tied in points. Yeah. Uh, but those guys tend to step up. I mean, I was just in awe. And, again, maybe that was because I saw it up close and I saw them on the podium, how gassed those guys were, how intense they are, the emotions. I mean, Tomac was so ecstatic. And, obviously, Sexton and Webb were bummed. You're just seeing them take each other to another level. Yeah. You're just seeing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yep. if you're Sexton and Honda, you're just like, let's try it again. Let's yeah. just try it again. Yeah. And, and uh, I had somebody from another team after the race tell me he's going to get – if he gets one or two, he's going to rip them off. Like, and this yeah. is from another team that mm-hmm. is, is in the mix with, with them. And so they're, they believe it. They just – he needs to break through. And, I know. And they think it's going to happen, but they yep. hope it doesn't happen until much later this year. 
This is because it's a team he's competing against. Yes, yes. I know, but uh, that is true, and that seems totally believable, but I feel like we've had this conversation for what feels like a long time with him. But it's it is in- actually only the third year. It's not that no. late. And it's insane that he only has two career wins. It's insane. It's yeah, nuts. And only yeah. one in a 20 plus yes. one, which yes. is the real thing hanging over his neck right now. Because even though he did win the triple crown in Anaheim 2, he still crashed. Yes. Yep. If that's not a triple crown, he doesn't win that one either. Yeah. So one seven one or one five one one five one, I think. So yeah. it's still there. Yeah. It's like it was only the triple crown format that got it done. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Tomac and Weber being very respectful. They are not playing mind games with him. They're not trying to make him feel any more miserable than he already is because I think they know he has speed, dude, and that is so scary to deal with. It's not completely under their control. Like if Sexton does not crash. I do not think they can do anything about it. it I think well, if he g- doesn't crash, does game he win? recognizes game, right? These right. guys know. They're like, if he doesn't crash, does he win? Yes, of course. Right. Absolutely. So yes, they have to be like, I'm playing with fire here. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. But they probably know a run could, not guaranteed, but yeah. could be there as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, sounds like this one team member thinks so. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then I also think what's interesting is uh, we have not seen Webb and Tomac have had offsetting good year, bad year. Yeah. I feel like this is a – they've been around enough where I think they think this is cool. I they think, think it, it's cool to be like, I want to see your yeah, best stuff, and I'm going to yeah. bring my best stuff, and this is really it, actually fun in a way. It's really interesting that Cooper Webb's deal is up with KTM. Yeah. And he, we all think he's going to Yamaha with Star. We, you know, we don't, I guess we don't all know that, but we think that's going to happen. We don't think KTM's keeping him. We think Sexton's going over there. I think they can have both. But, yes, what if he wins the championship? I know. Because they didn't think this was going to happen. I only said that I was thinking he was leaving if it went bad again. Yeah. But this is going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. I don't know if he's going to be the champion. Right. But this is not a disaster. No, no. no. It's already it's already been good. Uh, right. You so know, I'm not to... convinced that he's leaving. And I do believe they can yeah. have both guys. Yeah. Well, I do believe they no, can. No, I think Red Bull yeah. and Austria can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You I know? believe they have both guys. Um, so... they, I think they can find other spots. I don't think they've even given up on Plessinger, but they have yeah. other places to put people yeah. or just have a third guy. But I feel like some of the reasons that they sold Sexton on going was you're going to be our guy. You're going to be the guy. You don't have to ride underneath the shadow of Jet. You're going to be our guy. And, I don't think and Cooper, I think that appeals to people. Uh, I don't think you could compare the shadow of Cooper to the shadow of Jet. Okay. I don't think it's the same. Okay. Even though Cooper is well accomplished. Yeah. There's nothing like this. Yeah, yeah. The supernova that is Jet. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll be there in four or five years with Deegan yeah. probably as well. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get to our guest. Or actually, first up, it's Nash. What's up, Nash? Oh, gentlemen. Na- Nash, you said you have cold code red info for me. I do. I do. The GNCC bus is in transit. Jersey. Just drove past Bud's Creek, coming home from a great week. But I saw a man known as Robbie. Robbie Green, mm. FM, FMIP's buddy. Yeah, yeah he's wrote an I IT. Steve, yeah. Steve, I've, see, I've seen these machines that you, you want to purchase. And Jordan Ashburn had a, one of his Huskies underneath the tent. I saw the sheer quality in a Robbie Green machine. And you, you cannot refute it. you you got to pay a premium if you're going to get that Kajiva. Well, I, that's code red for you. Code uh, red. First of all, did he have Kajivas there or no? No. Okay, okay. But, okay. I, I'm, uh. but the theme, it was pretty cool. They did a theme where Jordan had a bike with the number one plane on it, and it was Robbie's. And uh, But I said, holy cow, this machine's beautiful. And then he yeah. just got talking about the Kajiva. 
And I said, well, you got to pay top dollar. And, well, and, easy and on that, said, Nash. The guy's got wait, six wait. of them, okay? So, I mean, <laughs> like, you got six said, of them. I can only speak on what I saw. And I saw that the man owns quality machinery. And I think that as a collector of your stature, high ceilings, <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> Weech. Weech. I mean, hey. he wants quality. He's got he's to pay. He bought pay. sushi. He bought sushi for dinner, Nash. And this afternoon, we were at Chipotle, and he said, go ahead. Order the chips and queso. He's got money, Nash. He's got money. It's not a problem. Uh, well earned. He's I will well not be paying chances. premium for those Kajivas. The gentleman has a whole lot of them. They're in dis- various states, states of disrepair. We, we so, did. What about the running Kajiva? Come on. Well, I don't think I'm getting the running one. I think he wants to keep that one for himself. So You don't need it to run. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if Mr. Robbie calls in. Well, but I saw a lot of I saw a lot of ex-friend athletes this weekend. Oh, they're everywhere in the woods. An incredible event. The, 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 Weege, you'll be happy. Steve, you'll be happy. I'm still driving home because we went to a motocross track today because my kids are that sick. They're like, Dad, we want to ride today. And I was like, all right, we're driving past the place in CMP. We go riding. As long as you guys aren't burnt. Yeah. Jeez. So <laughs> living the dream. Living the dream. Anyway, uh, it was a great event and a lot of ex-friend presence there, although Johnny Knowles, Scott Goggles, Scott Goggles, best goggles out there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But anyway, it was uh, very good. Very, very right. good. Thanks, Nash. Yeah, thanks and, for calling in. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, tell Robbie that I will be paying a fair price for yeah. Kajiva. I, w- I cannot wait to hear the updates on the bidding wars as the rest of the Pulp fans will love to hear the bidding wars as they continue for these highly wow. uh, sought-after Kajiva and, you know, you need something there to screw gun to the wall, Steve. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, Come on now. I'll work on it. <laughs> All right, go get it, right. guys. Have fun. See you, bye. See you, Nash. I have uh, Nash's future planned out. Uh-huh. You know Mike Bonacci, our friend yes. at uh, Club yeah. MX? Yeah. That will be Nash in the future. Oh, will be. Mike Bonacci retired, lived in New York State, just wanted a place to retire. Yep. Lived in a cabin for free instead of help manage the place. Yep. Now he's as deep into the race team as you can get, traveling every weekend. Yeah. That is Nash That's in Nash? the future. Yeah. Oh, you know Nash wants this. GNCC, though, or Moto and Supercross? Oh, it'd be either way. Okay. He'd be way. Moto and Supercross yeah, yeah. all okay. the way. All right. Uh, speaking of Moto and Supercross, our next guest on the line, brought to you by the folks at Wisco. Who didn't have a Wisco sticker on their fork guards in the mid-90s and late-90s as a privateer? We all did. And right now, Wisco logo on the factory uh, Honda bikes as well of Sexton and Jet and Hunter. Um, you know, Jet and Hunter have won every 250 Supercross this year but one? Yeah. Triple Crown. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they got everything you need to rebuild your bike from two-strokes and four-stroke pistons, garage buddy, engine rebuild kits, clutch, and valve train components. They've been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for over 80 years. Full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, jet skis, and more. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, of course. Uh, Weisco bringing you our first guest of the night here. Uh, this gentleman is a 250 uh, champion. He's a 450 champion. Zacho Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Chilling, man. What about you? How's the injury? How are we doing? How are we, how are we doing uh, with that? Yeah, it's actually coming along a lot faster than I kind of anticipated mm. whenever uh, I woke up and saw all the stuff that was in there. But, um, yeah, we're, we're headed in the right direction. Do you think, what, what are we, what, I mean, a month till you start riding, or what, what are we at? Like, what are we thinking? Yeah, say a month or five weeks until okay. I can start riding and start kind of getting back after it again. Right. Uh, I, yeah, just a really unfortunate as far as timing goes and everything, but it is what it is. I is mean, it, do you think you, it happened because the Blue Crew has too much horsepower for you? That's what my theory no. was out of the gate, was that you weren't used to Blue Crew. Well, I mean, dude, honestly, I, like, of course, 
it's super cliche, but I've had the best time on the bike. I've really enjoyed it. I just made one tiny little mistake. Uh, didn't even actually hit the ground. I just kind of stepped off the bike. And when I did, I, there was a tree like right in front of me. And I, I think just instinctively I stuck my arms up to, uh, block my face getting hit. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, just elbowed the tree right in the perfect spot. And oh. that was all she wrote. Just let that formula helmet take the hit, man. Yeah. Can handle it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, uh, protecting yourself against a tree, not something you've had to do in Supercross and Motocross. <laughs> no, uh, no, definitely not. Um, just one of those things, though. Like, I, I just hate it because I'm too experienced and too old and um, wily to let, like, something like that happen that close to the first race. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's what it is. It's yep. just a curve. And um, I knew there would be some, some pitfalls. I was hoping to skip the injury one, but. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Stu winning. Stu on a new Stu team. Baylor, yeah. Stu Baylor, a new I was team. I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie. He looked he looked extremely easy doing it, too. You know, yeah. like just yeah. ever in panic, never really had any major challenges. Kind of uh-huh. started fourth or fifth, wasn't really leading, and just went to the lead. And, um, yeah, controlled the race perfectly, really. And is that Lafferty's kid that won the XC2? It's his, uh, no, it's his nephew. Nephew, nephew. okay. His brother's son, yeah. Oh, brother's kid, yep. okay. Yep. Um, yeah, Weed, you have a theory about Stu. I don't know if it's a public theory or a private theory. I can throw it out there. Yeah. Your theory on Stu is like, he just, something will happen. Something will happen. There's always yeah, there, there's, just drama. He can't get through a season. Yeah. Like, he, I, he's I, fast. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah, but to back up what Zach was saying, this is this was very little. Now anything can happen anytime. Yeah, yeah. But this looks a lot more repeatable yeah. when it goes this easy. How did the Kelly guy do? The he didn't get a second. He got second. Okay. Um, he was second. Yep. I think he's still, I don't know, you know, I'm just kind of speaking on hearsay, but I think he's, his leg is still not okay. perfect. Yep. Um, you know, as he gets a little healthier. Um, but, yeah, man, Stu looked just really easy yesterday. Right. Um, my teammate Ricky Russell was third. He was quite in the battle all day. Yep. Um, just three weeks, three or four weeks off of a collarbone injury, so I was pretty impressed to see that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of action really in both classes. Super awesome to see Stu just go ride and flip his bike over. That's that's great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> we know how you feel that? about that. R- ridiculous. He actually ridiculous. messed up the timing and scoring stuff for the finish. Oh, he did. Just to add to your oh yeah rant. yeah, yeah perfect yes. yeah thank you. So his his ridiculous move fucks up the 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 the, the, the transponding and scoring for everybody else. Great. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just want the. The woods people, the stew people, I, I want to connect your rant with them and then see what happens. This would be like. He, he <laughs> yeah. said yesterday yeah. on his podium interview that that was the last one. Well, see? Okay. Yeah. So he's learned. Thank you, Stu. He's, Thanks, a, Stu. he's a privateer now. Yeah. Rocky Mountain does help. Yeah. But he can't afford the parts to destroy his bike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk Supercross. Can we do that? Because Zacho's got some hot takes in our group text. Oh. Um, we'll get into this. What? We're going into this? I do want your theory on this, yes. But let me talk first Sexton. What the hell's going on, Zacho? If you're working with Chase Sexton, you know, even Weege brought up a great point on the show tonight where the Triple Crown race that he won, he crashed in that too. But luckily there was three three races to uh, to atone for that mistake. Like, what do you, what do, you do? Because, you know, he's had such a great attitude. He's been doing good interviews. He's saying the right thing, Zacho. But this is getting to be... Weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm around Chase quite a bit um, during the week. Uh, he rides at Jack's place, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that from him during the week. And I, I think that 
he's so fast, like, easily that when he tones it back a little bit, that's when he doesn't really know how things are going to go. Like, that's just kind of my opinion on it. Mm -hmm. He just has – he'd be better off to just go out there and hammer until – he wins by 20 seconds or whatever it is instead of, you know, getting that, like, comfortable mm-hmm. seven, eight-second gap and, like, managing. I think um, – and I think he can do that. Like, I honestly think he can go out and win a main by 20 seconds. And, uh, you know, I, I know he has the fitness for that and all that. But, um, yeah, to me, that's that's the thing. Like, it's, it's not really – there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it. It just happens, right? Where he crashed in Oakland – I don't think anybody crashed there all, all all weekend long. I never saw anybody crash there. Never saw anybody no, do what happened it, to him. You know, it's an easy spot to crash. You know, it's it's one of those spots when you walk the track, you're like, okay, when this flicks off after ten minutes of the main event, mm-hmm. and there's like four breaking bumps right here, things could get wild quick, and he just happened to be that guy. Right. I was going to ask you, kind of along those lines, um, your adjustment to the 450 division, the last ten minutes of a 450 main. Totally different track than I would assume anything you've raced in the 250 class. Probably anything during the week. Is there a learning curve of all those things? And Webb and Tomac have certainly been in those conditions more than him. Yeah, I mean, yes, as a rookie, yeah. But, like, he's a third-year guy, um, obviously a legit championship contender. So, for me, it's kind of hard to see him throw those those points away twice in a row. Um I really thought he was going to take that one the distance this weekend because it just looked really easy. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's, yeah. it's frustrating to watch, you know. Um, but to me, to answer your question, yes, but not in your third year. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. It, um, you know, we had, we had a Barsha Brayton transfer of power um, that was theory great. for a while. Great time, yes. Is, 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 is there chances that there's a stew Sexton transfer of power? Like just when they went to lunch, they – Fist bumped each other when he, Stu was training him. Oh, he's now just become Stu. Yeah, he's crasher. Yeah, win. yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Uh, and Cooper Webb, uh, Zacho, like, man, you just, you just, you got to tip your visor to him. Like, whether it's Tampa and almost dying in the whoops and getting that win. Yes, again, needed help from from Sexton. And in this last few five laps of Oakland, catching Eli, like. Yeah, this you you just got to be like, man, that is a that's a guy who digs. Like, I don't know. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I yeah. mean, as far as speed goes, it's a two-horse race, but when you throw in racecraft and being there at the end of 20 minutes and all that stuff, it, he's definitely in the championship and uh, you know, right where he needs to be um when it heads east for you know, the long stretch. Um but man, yeah, just the positions he's able to put himself in not having the raw, sheer, outright speed of those guys is is pretty mind-boggling. I don't think he's qualified top three once this year. No, no, Ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Never. No, no, I know. That's what, <laughs> Just to back up your raw speed comment, like, yeah, just – but he busts out that four over the table. Yeah, Like, he big. just – you know, he does that on the parade lap, he told me, and then he's like, cool. And then, like, you're just like, wow. So, yeah, he's impressive. You know, it's just – it's impressive, Zacho. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, as far as racecraft goes, I don't know that there's ever been. Um, I mean, I have a hard time finding someone who has better, just situational spatial awareness and um, how to go the distance better than Coop. Has there ever been? I mean, you were there side by side with them at uh, Alden's for a long time. Um, was there ever a time where they were like, "Hey, that's awesome," but? Why is it only coming in the last five laps? Or does everyone know that that is when the track breaks down, that's when he's at his best? Or does anyone say, like, 
Can we work on some sprints? Or they just know that these are strengths and weaknesses and it just is who it is? No, I, I, I mean, I never experienced that. Yeah. I, like the first year he came in uh, would have been 18 going to 19. And in the offseason, he was not very fast. And there was definitely some panic. But, I mean, obviously, he showed up and won the championship. Yeah. Uh, and I think after that, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, we'll see what happens in the main event. You know, yeah. once – and once people have that confidence in you and once people, um, you know, know that you have that capability and know that you have the fitness to do that, it's it's kind of like whatever, you know. I think that they work – I don't know this, but I think that they work a lot on race trim during the day. And um, obviously race trim for that last five minutes of the main is not going to benefit you on a fast lap. So um, with that being said, I yeah, I mean, I don't uh, – it doesn't surprise me, and I don't think anyone on the team gets too alarmed whenever that happens. Wyscoe Pistons bringing you Zach Osborne on the show, GNCC racer as soon as he heals up. Blue Crew. Uh, Blue Crew, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fly racing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Zacho, so something in our group text. You, Anderson's on probation. Um, we saw him check up against Kenny in the heat. Maybe the old Anderson gets a little rougher there. I don't know. I'm just – that's a – possibility where i was like oh look at jason anderson like not quite going for the kill uh and i don't know if the probation had anything to do with that but uh you said zacko you'd rather not do that you'd rather not put a guy under probation and have him change his riding and think about things like that you'd rather just see points fines whatever and then continue the escalation from there yeah i mean i actually texted mike peltier after we had our little conversation yesterday and he kind of explained their new uh new and in my opinion improved system to like with probation what that looks like and um what oh, you know how so you're coming around you're coming around on what we were saying yeah yes yes and no yeah. um so whenever i was on probation i know mm-hmm. like as a rider i was trying not to touch anyone and trying not to you know be an incident but also i felt like it was kind of like open season on on me because people <laughs> knew like i wasn't going to retaliate i wasn't going to do anything or whatever sure, yeah so that kind of um it really really played on my mind in 2018 whenever i was going through all that um just how it affected me as a rider trying to go and race every weekend and win races and make the moves that were you know, needed to be made that, you know, are sometimes aggressive, but, um, yeah. So after Mike kind of explained the new system, I okay. kind of agree with it, but I still think that like probation for six months is such a long period. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I well, just feel like there's maybe a better word to put on it or something. Sure. Well, we were talking about it too. Like Barsha got probation last year and then he destroyed Mookie cause he was on probation at that point, right? He was on probation cause of Bogle. Yeah. Then he hit Anderson. Yeah. Got three points. Okay. Then he hit Mookie and he got tenth. So they escalated it. Yep. From and there. And then DQ at Bud's Creek. Yeah, but we don't know if that's no, connected. Tyler Keith told me it was. Okay. And then right. he was upset about that because he's like, "Wait, it's never been connected. Yeah. You guys literally are two different organizations. Yeah. How can yeah. you tell me it's connected now? Yeah, I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the the weird like the one other thing like about mine was mine carried over from Vegas 2017 to Dallas, which was the first round in 2018. And it was only, a, I think it was only a six month as well. I don't, I don't really remember. Maybe it was a year. Yeah. But either way, like starting a series under probation was like, oh crap, like this is not going to go well. And then first, first lap of the first main event, um, I was underneath Fortner. He turned down. He went down. I, I mean, I didn't like intentionally blast yeah, him. Like I remember that. Hit. Yep. 
And I literally was going down the start straight after that, like, I'm about to get black flagged. Like, that, that's the next thing that's going to yeah. happen to me. But, uh, I just remember it being, like, such a, a pain, like, a, I don't know, a worry in my mind, which I get. Like, that's what they're they're trying to do, right? They're trying to curb that behavior and um, make you think about it. But at the same time, it's hard to mm-hmm. just go out and race the way you want to race um, um. when all that's going on in your brain. I'm sure the uh, very first Supercross race after Vegas 17, you falling into a Cowie rider. Cowie was totally cool. With it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, they would have yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. Literally. All the, all the worst things, right? The, like, yes. Those guys again, you know, like, it, it sucked. The, the skull and crossbones flag that we've laughed yeah. and joked about was created from Zach Osborne's incident with Joey, right? Like, yeah. The, the, yeah, it was, yeah. That was Cowie's idea. How about we throw a skull and crossbones flag and just anything goes in the last five minutes? So, yeah, if it's for yeah. a title, you can yeah. suddenly take dudes right, out like right. you can. But it is funny that the LCQ mm-hmm. doesn't – nothing happens. Nope. Now, they, they did speak to Chiz after he torpedoed Freddie. Yeah. And he talked himself out of it. Yep. But generally speaking, anything goes in the 450 – or the 250 LCQs. It's gnarly. I, yeah. I see way gnarlier than, you know, some of my hits. Um Every weekend in the yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but Jason is somebody you know well. Jason Anderson, Zacho, your teammates with him for a long time, and yeah, like I think the Cowie guys are not stoked, right? And I think the AMA is obviously not stoked. And it's like he can't help himself. I heard from somebody that that when they were talking to him about the the Barsha thing in Tampa, he basically said, "Yeah, I was trying to clean him out." Which I'm just like, what? Like, why would you say that? But <laughs> It's Jason. and But, like, dude, he could win this championship. Maybe not now, but he could have. And it's like one – he steps on one rake after another. It's like the Bugs Bunny cartoons, just whack, whack. The rakes are just coming up and hitting him in the face. Yeah, the, the Tampa thing was not, not good. I mean, um, obviously those guys have beef and it's ongoing. But, um, you know, when he could have won that main event easily, I think. I think he was maybe better than Chase, definitely – uh, down the stretch, um, coming from where he did and making up the kind of time he did to be down for what was a, quite a while in the mm-hmm. first lap to get sixth place in the main event. Like, that's pretty impressive, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, he's too too old and too seasoned to be making those kind of mistakes, um, trying to do whatever. I yeah. mean, retaliator. I don't even know what you would call that because it wasn't even retaliation. It was just like he it's wanted just, to plow him. It's just Barsha. It's Barsha. It makes, yeah. brings out the insanity in everybody, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> so. Barsha get penalized just for being Barsha? Yeah. But you caused it just yeah. by being you. It's just, yeah. I mean, he did. He did. It was just Barsha and like, I just hate this dude. Watch this. Right? So Barsha said he hates me. Right. That's what he said. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, I talked to, as part of Race Day Live, with the great Justin Brayton. Oh, I interviewed Dan Fahey, and I'm like, what is your take on yeah. all this? And I knew that they were going to be disappointed that Anderson is blowing points and positions yeah. by getting into this. Yep. But he went one step further that he did not expect, and he said, that's only the second thing we're mad about. We just don't like the look, the reputation. That's not what we're here to do. They don't want to be known as the team that has the dude yeah. that runs into people. Right. So they're even madder than I thought. It's not even just results. complain about that team. <laughs> What's that? That's because they used to complain about that team, which was my team. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, yeah. Uh, just, Zacho's team was it's the true, one. It's yeah, true. Right. There's some consistency there, at least. They hated yeah. it uh, when Anderson was not on their team, and they also don't like it when he is on their team. I'll yeah. give it to them. Yeah. And yeah. Zacho. And Zacho. And, Zacho. Yeah. and Marty yes. losing front ends and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> now that helped them. Right.
Oh, no, he was on Cowie also at times, too. Right. Yeah, yes. good point. Uh, Weisco Piston bringing you uh, Zach Osborne on the show. Uh, we have a couple calls for you, Zacho, as well. Um, but who's taking this thing home, Zacho? I mean, it's only there's 11 rounds to go, but uh, who do you like for this championship? Um, it's a hard – it's going to be a hard-fought battle down the down the stretch, I think. Um, I think – I is, I don't know, man. I think when they get to Salt Lake, it's going to be – between between Coop and Eli, but I think I don't know. Eli's going to be hard to beat um, mm-hmm. once those tracks get hard again, uh, hard packed again, and traction's marginal. I think that's where he shines. Um, people were freaking out about the Tampa ride, but yep. the Tampa ride compared to his old whatever you want to call him, blow up races or mm-hmm. races where he wasn't um, himself. I think his Tampa ride was just fine right like a fifth yeah fine um so i don't think there's anything to freak out about or worry about there but um yeah down the stretch i think eli's going to be hard to beat you know you uh got to do the tomac training program way back so you saw it up close um his longevity now is crazy right he's just as good at age 30 maybe better than ever which he's already the oldest champ um there's been in 450 supercross so part of the longevity is how is he not burned out so you saw a little bit behind the curtain. How gnarly is it? Are you sitting there saying, like, man, I can't believe he's doing that volume for a 13th year? Or do you see some methods behind the scenes that you're like, yeah, I can see that he's gone this far? Yeah, I can see that he's gone that far. Um, I mean, they're very calculated people. Um, the volume wasn't, like, stupid when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely high, you know. Like, he goes hard, and I think that the altitude is um, really, you know, obviously really good training. Um, for me, that was what kind of fried me there was altitude. Um, but I definitely think that him and John have a really good method. And, um, I think that they, you know, have always kind of managed those risks and managed those, um, times on the bike and just kind of taken a long, long game approach, but also still playing short game fit, you know? Um, so to me, I can see it. I think they, they've been calculated his whole life. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get to some phone calls here. We have, uh, this gentleman on one. He's, uh, he's probably up to no good. Uh, FMIP. Oh, yeah, good morning. Uh, good evening. Sorry. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Yeah, I've been, I, well, I've been asleep since, uh, since racing the GNCC yesterday. I've been beat. Okay. All day. I'm trying to recover, <laughs> but, uh, just to clarify things for Weege, um, I'm in fact not the special guest. Okay, so yeah, I, I did get worried. Worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah somebody no. worth worth listening to coming up. I did get worried. I wanna, <laughs> yes. No, I just want to call in with and chat with Zacho. Bummed that he's injured, and uh, uh, I wish he would have been there this weekend for sure. I know that series. will appreciate his star power. Talk to your team manager Randy Hawkins, and of course he was bummed, but but welcomes your presence there when you get healthy and back under the tent, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Randy's been super. Uh, gracious and super understanding and um if anything pushing me to kind of wait a little longer than uh yeah. what i'd like to 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 be back so that's a, a nice change when you get on the yamaha fmip i mean it's got you know a lot of horsepower there so you know yeah these things happen yeah well yep. yeah that's true that's true things happen uh but zach's an amazing rider i, I had a chance to get on uh the gnc on the chris landers gave me a magna one racing Husqvarna for the weekend. His son, uh, Chase Landers, is injured, so they put me on his bike for the weekend, and uh, he's about 10 pounds heavier than me and twice as fast, so uh, 
I would have given anything the first lap to have had Robbie's IT two hundred suspension. Yeah, um, that yeah. thing was that, that, <laughs> yeah. it was tough in the it was tough in the roots and the rocks for sure. But uh, unlike uh, I won't name his name, but unlike some people who do a GNCC occasionally, mm. I don't quit. So uh, mm. I finished. Uh, yeah, I finished a fifth overall. That earns yeah. me. Thankfully, that earns me fifty dollars in Michelin contingency. Oh, so I'll be able nice. To, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I'll be able to pick up uh, a tire for the GNCC. I mean, sorry, for the day in the dirt. So I'll be ready. Okay. Oh, use it, use it for burnouts? So you can burn it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, actually, what I did, you, you were speaking about Stu Baylor earlier. I burned off, I completely roached one on the old 75 Husky 250. So it needs replacing for sure. So uh, I'll have to put a did, new Michelin Starcross 6 on that bike. Did any of those uh, Huskies break? Did they make it through your high revens? Um no, no, they all they all did really well. Jordan Ashburn finished fourth, so just off the podium, so that was good. Um, Robbie rode the IT two hundred uh, to I think a top ten finish in his class. Oh which wow, was plus yeah. fifty B class. Yeah, Jeez. and then uh, he 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 stopped for. Uh, sorry, I got a text message from a vital Jamie. He says, "Ouch." So someone must I'm not be familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me either. Me either. Him, uh, yeah, not at all. No. But yeah, Robbie stopped for a beer on the third lap, so uh, I admire that. Wow. Uh, I said he went. He went by the guy, the sign that said "Need a beer." Robbie turned, went back, and said, "Yes, I do." Had one, <laughs> kept driving, so it was good. See, Zacho, maybe you have a awesome. chance to stop for a beer, Zacho, yeah. this year. Yeah, that, if my elbow starts to hurt, I'll just stop with that guy. <laughs> yeah, pain yeah. reliever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, in, in all in all seriousness, Zacho, I know you've done these. You know, here and there, and I know that you've you've done you know ISDE and some other offers of your your a true passion for anything moto and two wheels. I'd like for at the end of the season you kind of recap and share with listeners like the physical demand of GNCC racing compared to like outdoor and how you train differently and 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 how challenging it is and how you feel the Monday Tuesday after compared to Supercross or moto. Yeah, I can do that for sure. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting for sure, and um, yeah, what, well, hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. So it's all the way back to the yeah. Zacho Geico days where he raced a couple jeans to see at the beginning of the yeah. year, and JT did not recommend this. And, yeah, yeah. And well, Zacho, you said no. Trust me, it's motocross intensity the whole time. I'm not cruising. Absolutely. Yeah, I was yeah. really hoping that uh, my my blue crew uh, transition would bring Steve out to a GNCC this year. So, mm, well, well, I wouldn't mind uh, doing one. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. I, I would do the e bike race. I'd like to do the e bike oh, race. You know, all right, Taser Nation, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe do the race the next day. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, double double classic yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron yep. Man. It. Yep. For the record, well, I don't. Speaking of that, oh. hey, oh. Speak, speak, speaking of that, speaking of Iron Man. Uh, I think that would be a great one, Steve, for us to do that doubleheader well, end of the year. The last I'll, time I was there, Randy, I don't know if you remember, but I brought home a fifth in the industry well, class. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the uh, that is the uh, award that I received just yesterday with yeah, the fifth. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, Zach can put in a good word for you. Uh, I know Randy Hawkins well as well. I think we could probably have a really nicely prepped. Uh, Yamaha Blue Crew mm-hmm. uh, from Randy's team, and and I would even waive the competitor brand of tires. I'd let you stick oh, everything you. with the team. Yeah, yep. heck yeah. Yep. And we could even have this other guy uh, if he wants to come back and race again. You know, I tried diligently to maintain his uh, anonymity, which I know those words are tough for you. Yeah, I they you are. Said what I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. yeah I... um, yeah, but if if, uh, if Darkside wants to come back to Iron Man, uh, he, let's all do it. He's a quitter. He, he's done. He's a quitter. Um, <laughs> I was about to correct and be like, I have never not. Oh, no. Quit side. 
Quitside. Oh, okay. Quitside. I was going to defend myself, no. and I'm like, I do race the occasional gene to say I've never quit, but yeah, I did not realize yeah, who the yeah. shot was aimed at. You know, okay. yeah. You know why? You know why we just go? That's that's not what men do. Men okay. don't quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't short, do that. Short-haired so, men, uh, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Short-haired <laughs> men. No, yes. Um, exactly right. Hey, and and Weege, are you coming to day in the dirt again? Speaking of not quitting, we've got uh, round two of burnout training to do. That's up in the air right now as well. Um, okay. I mean, well, my wife is already mad enough that I went to lunch with Steve and not her today. So uh, we're we're working mm-hmm. very hard mm-hmm. on that weekend, which could be either Daytona 200, Indy Supercross, or Day in the Dirt. I already told Red Bull I would be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. What a Sophie's Choice you have coming up. I, I say yeah, it all well, the time. Yeah. Who am I going to screw yeah. over with this decision? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll leave you with this week. I'll leave you with this week. While I still have to buy my own tires, I am in a position that I can give you a free set of Michelin Starcross 6 for your bike. So if you want to continue, just finish off that burnout uh, lesson, then I'll not only give you, but come and install a new set of Michelin tires for your motorcycle post Day in the Dirt. I'll be honest. My burnout was pretty unaffective last year, <laughs> but the back tire is still showing the effects. It is still uh, showing the effects. Yeah. Awesome. Still. And, 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 yeah, and if we ranked burnouts, we were horrible. You, you, you won that prize, and Zacho wasn't too far behind. Oh, oh really? Zacho's really? Zacho nah, burnout? No, nah, he wasn't. Right, Zach? No, my burnout wasn't great, and then I did a burnout on my elbow over in that other section. <laughs> really not a great. So needless to say, you won't be there. You, you, yeah. uh, Zach, are you going right, to any Supercrosses? Zach, you got plans? Uh, you I'm going to be at Daytona, the best Supercross of the year. Nice. Um, okay. Yes. All right. And, uh, other than that, no, I don't have any plans. I hope to be back racing um, pretty quick. Uh, I'm kind of shooting for the the Camp Coker round, uh, which is round five. Um, that's that's my goal at the moment. That's uh, right in Randy's neighborhood, I believe. South Carolina. Is, uh, yep. Oh, wow. Look, look at who's South got the Carolina. GNCC knowledge on this t- tonight. That's me. Uh, it is impressive. <laughs> you know, Camp Coker. Yeah, I know Camp Hank Coker. Marie. Remember Hank Marie? Hammer and Hank Marie. That's his best. That's his land. Uh, I rode a dual sport ride with him uh, last year with uh, Hammer and Hank Marie and Chad Lowe. Uh, it was good wow. to reconnect with those guys. They're still enjoying some dual sport riding. Hammer sure. and Hank was fast. Legit. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah he was, Chad Lowe was fast, too. Actually, like, he's part mm-hmm. of the reason I started riding him. And Jim Neese used to ride in this lake bottom behind my house. Oh. Uh, like a little, little kid, like three or four years old. And, um, yeah, that was a big part of why I started riding. Zacho Connections. Yeah, know, there's, there's a lot. There are no bounds. No, there, there are no bounds. There's a lot. Uh, all right, Randy. Uh, thanks for calling in. Michelin, of course. Starcross Sixes. Uh, grab them at motorsport.com, your local dealer. Yeah. Yeah. You got a, got a, got a free set available for Weege. Yep. Uh, post day in the dirt down south uh, burnout and, train. And so. Listen, tell Robbie I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to well, talk. So. Well, uh, Robbie said that uh, he kind of knows how Keeper feels now about – Someone backing out on a deal. Oh, stop it. Stop it. That bike's gone. It's already gone. It happened. The deal happened. Alta's gone. What did Kajiva see? What's that, Zacho? What's your connection to Kajivas? I just want one. I've always thought they were cool. Like, I just never saw one as a kid because in Canada they were not around. And yeah, that's fair enough. I, I understand that. I yeah. just didn't know if you rode them or whatever. No. Like, no. I, you may know this, you may not, but my like dream bike is uh, Christmas edition Z50 from 1986, like the chrome one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that thing, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I'm well. hot in search for one of those at all times of the day. Well, Robbie's probably got one tucked yeah, away in his garage. Probably going to get taken care of in about five minutes. Yeah. He doesn't, but did, do you know the story about the quad? Yes. Dad yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks, Randy. Thanks for calling in. All right. Right. You guys have a great evening. Thanks. Later, bye. Thanks. Uh, Zacho, I got one more bench racing question for you before we let you go. Uh, okay. Where's What's Jet going to do outdoors? Like, what? Where, is he going to win? Uh, I, I, I think he's going to win some for sure. I okay. Mean, I've, yeah. never, um, I've never watched anyone uh, ride a Supercross race and win the way he does, like, as easily as he does. Yeah, he makes some, some strange little mistakes and whatnot but i think that if it were any other rider we wouldn't even really point them out so much but because he's so good and he looks so good all the time uh it's like we kind of nitpick him um but yeah i don't know man he's he's a mega talent he's a stew level talent in my opinion oh um, whoa I yeah I, I, I always take heat for that but um Last year, I was at the track a lot when they were, and um, what he does on Saturday is like 80% of what he does during the week. So I think, you know, Stu was always on on TV, but Jet is just winning races on TV, you know. Um, so to me, there's a lot left in the tank for him, and I think he's going to be a threat and a force for a long time to come. I've always wondered this. We talk about his race craft is pretty wise beyond its years, right? He he won by 14 seconds this weekend, but Steve, you and I and JT have said it a million times. He kind of just rides as fast as he needs to a lot of the times. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always wondered. I'm like, are we not even seeing what he could do if he had to? Yeah, but just riding to do what you need to do and winning by 14 seconds, that normally doesn't co- No, No. Yeah. It's only like, oh, I won by two seconds. I was just managing the race. But, yeah. like, right. <laughs> he's just managing the race, winning by 15, and – and that's no, you know, slight to anyone in the field, but the dude is just really freaking good. No, RJ, but, RJ but he has correct. more speed. Yeah, yeah. You think he has more speed than we even see? Oh, I know he does. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Oh. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say stew level. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't do that. That 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 doesn't, doesn't come out of my mouth. But I mean, maybe. I, I, so when I say stew level talent, I mean he he's capable of doing stew things in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Does he win fifty supercrosses in his career? I don't know. Right. Uh, I got you, yeah. No, does he? But I I do think that he's had some crazy good rides, like, um, from the back and through the pack. Like, he's kind of the whole package when it comes to that, uh, as far as there's not many skills in the toolbox that are missing. His, my appreciation for him, and, you know, we argued with Daniel Blair about the generational and all that crap, and we went back and forth. What I saw at this nation started putting me over that side. Oh, generational side. Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, this dude just jumped on a 450, one MX3, you know, was fine. All that looked great. Like I just was like, oh, this is a different thing to me. So yeah, yeah, that, that's where you know, and it's a, a lot of it's going to depend on how his first Supercross season goes. You know, if he goes out there and he's there for all 17 rounds and he's not injured and everything's smooth, it's going to be a weapon. Like he's going to be gnarly. Yeah. Um, but if he can miss, you know, kind of miss the downs and stay on the ups, he's going to be a, he's going to be a beast. Uh, thanks for calling in, Zacho. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck yeah. in the healing. And uh, yeah, thanks for calling in, buddy. Good luck. Thank you. All right, see, see you, Zach. Uh, that's Zach Osborne, everybody. Uh, brought to you by the folks at Weisco Piston. Our next guest, um, surprise guest. This is it. This is it. So this is it. Who do you think it could be? Brighton. Welcome to the show, Justin Brayton. Yeah! <laughs> I mean... We, we, we did it. We did it. We did it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that, yeah. like, 
Yeah, it's pretty obvious. That was I, my guess. I felt like it was pretty obvious. Uh, it's great. Uh, is this Steve, where we... If you want to go have dinner or yeah. use the restroom, yeah, I'll just, yeah, what if you need yeah. to do is if you need to go to the strip for a little bit, we got go it. and go, me and Weege got it. Yeah, this is it. It's not far. It's walking distance for Steve. Uh, JB, first of all, phenomenal job with the Justin Brayton interview. The, the first time, you've, I believe that's the first time you did that, right? Justin Barsha was your subject. And yeah, I really yeah, think if any podcasters out there want to see how an interview with a writer is done, you've really laid down the standard. It was a phenomenal job, man. Great job with that. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, Jeff Harper, I got our guy there at, at Race Day Live, the producer, he had asked me. But I, actually, it was when RV was on Race Day Live at Anaheim, too. He was like, man, you, you got a lot out of RV, and you guys were kind of joking. You had some a lot of history, and that was really cool. Would you ever want to do some sit-down interviews with guys? And I'm like, absolutely, I'd love to. I think it would be really cool. I think uh, if I'm on that side as a racer, I think I always – opened up more to another racer because there's like this fellowship you have, right? It's like, oh, we were in the trenches together, and he kind of knows what I went through. And uh, so, yeah, I, I said, yeah. And he said, all right, well, let's do Justin Barsha in, in Oakland. And all right, cool, let's do it. So I came up with my own questions, and, yeah, he, he just let me have at it. So uh, I, I think it went pretty well. It was cool. Like at the end, I'm obviously talking about Anderson and – and. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted it to come off more because him and I had some history, too. I didn't want to make it personal because I didn't like him for the longest time. I, I really didn't. I hated racing him, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. But You don't have to I convince us. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I wanted it to come off as, like, I wanted him to tell more of a story on why he's like that. Like, what, it, did you grow up different? Like, I don't know. So I, I thought it was cool. I hope everyone liked it. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought he opened up pretty good. So it was fun. Well, you asked the tough questions. I mean, you already had gone down the road. It was mostly about the aggressive riding and why and things like that. But then you wanted to drill straight down at the end. You just said, wait, before we're done, what's up with Anderson? And then he gave the most honest answer you could give. He just said, he hates me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When he said that, I'm like, wow, okay, you you really think that. Like, he actually hates you. Yeah. Yeah, it it was good. And, and, uh, yeah, that was the question everyone wanted to hear right is 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 about or that's what they wanted to hear was yeah. Jason Anderson so I was debating do I start with it or end with it I'm like all right I'm gonna end with it okay so, yeah I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not but well, I thought it went well I got a great I got a it's tweet great. got a couple of tweets JB that just they were people were just like it's disgusting Weege and JB just they're backing <laughs> each other up they're agreeing with everything you got it Weege and you got it JB and it's just like God. Game recognized game, like yeah, you said. I guess. Right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Game recognized game. Yeah, I, I yep. guess. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, my, my favorite my favorite part of the night was when we're doing our picks and we each had first pick and he chose Anderson and I and I was gonna choose Anderson anyways, but then they came to me and I said, You know what? Weed is a smart man. Oh yeah. And we have a lot in common. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Just... <laughs> Face it, Steve. Resistance is futile. Uh, okay, it's, it's it's unbelievable. We got JT Weege all in Feld clutches, just collecting that sellout money. JB's <laughs> in there now. Yes, you know it's just what am I going to do? They they I, I I can just be the lone independent voice out there in the wilderness until you have a privateer race in in Denver. <laughs> you're on the take too. Okay, okay. I don't know about that, but uh, JB, we yes. Yeah, so you're on race day live. You even came back actually, I believe, before the 450 main. Yeah, to do a little bench racing yep. with uh, Dan Hubbard. Yeah, yep. that was fun. Which, yep. by the way, can I just say, I was talking to JB right before then, mm-hmm. 
And he was down in the press box, like, away from me, talking to Fro a lot, right? And he was talking to me, and then he moved away, and I go to the bathroom, and I look on the – he's on the TV, and I'm like, 30 seconds ago, he was right here. <laughs> I, I was we, like, we were literally, like, 40 feet from the uh, – broadcast i was like is this pre-taped i was like is this pre-taped and then i'm like oh my god he just moved he just stealthily moved how we do it yeah yeah. how we do it professionals yeah i guess Uh, it's phenomenal i'll tell you what uh by the way justin brayton the surprise guest tonight brought to you by renegade racing fuels who used renegade racing fuels justin brayton did to win championships down under dean wilson max anstey as well uh renegade racing fuel is the only fuel going into jb's tank uh, please check it out. Racers who win, pour it in. They got real uh, octane as well. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. RenegadeRacingFuels.com. They're looking for dealers. They're looking for uh, distributors. So please go to their uh, website and check it out. Thanks to Renegade Racing Fuels for bringing us the surprise guest, Justin Brayton. Great surprise. Well, was it a surprise, Luis? No, no surprise at all. You, you knew it. <sighs> you were the very first guest. Either that or our buddy Phil, but he's in a deep, dark place. Uh, so. Yeah. That's a bummer. Is there any updates? I've tried texting and calling. Oh, I got a text back. Did you? Yeah, okay. but it, he just, he was not good. It wasn't good. Yeah. So he's alive. Dang, what a bummer. Yeah, he's alive. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I think there was more uh, visits with the doctors today at 3.30. Yeah. So hopefully by tomorrow, maybe we'll, we will know something. Yeah. And we had a good thing going. Uh, Phil invited us to dinner. Yeah. He did not pay. Yeah. Uh, no. But he invited us to dinner on Friday. And uh, the three of us on the line and Phil and even a two-time Supercross champion yep. came out. Cooper Webb came out. It was a really good time. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Good, uh, good meal. I the, thought Pulp was going to pay, but I know. Well, Pulp did not pay. I, no. wor- I worry, though. I brought this up on the review show. Friday night before Tampa, Cade and A-Ray out to dinner with me. Uh, flash, fo- flash forward to a Saturday, and A-Ray just b- dies and breaks his thumb and everything else. And then Friday night dinner with Phil, and then Phil kills himself on death cross oh, like, yeah. maybe stay away from dinner everybody for yeah. me coop do not come back yeah. to dinner don't, yeah exactly don't, yeah don't go with me nobody i do yeah. like how yeah, at I dinner guess, go ahead jb go ahead no i guess coop throws that theory completely out the window maybe it can't even be a theory because he was there too so i do enjoy though that uh, jb asked me hey if i was coop is third in points right now if i were racing weege where would he be fourth yeah He'd be fourth right, in right, points, yeah, right yeah, to Coop's yeah, face. Yeah, right. He didn't disagree. No, he didn't disagree. no, no. Well, <laughs> the last time they raced. He saw Paris. I was there. Paris happened. He it, saw it that happened. smoke. I saw it, yes. yes. Uh, but what I really wanted to get is, so you came back on with Dan Hubbard to talk to 250 class and to preview the 450 main for the audience at Oakland. But uh, we have not heard your talk and your, I'm sure, great analysis of what happened in the race. And we've got to go back to the same Chase Sexton thing. Uh, what's your take on everything that you saw there in the 450s, JB? Well, it, it was an interesting week because all the calls we drew on all of them with, you know, NBC and the, the Race Day Live and yep. all that. Me, and, you, and, and JT kind of a, on the calls. Unbelievable. Not Steve. Steve, Steve not Steve. Not, Steve is not on the call. He's not. Uh, but kind of the theme of the week was, is everybody being too hard on Chase Sexton? And we just kind of debated that literally I was on, I don't know how many calls this week and we just debated that. And, and, you know, Ricky had some great analysis on, on his side of it, which I agreed with on, you know, his, he, he was kind of not hard on him, but like, he was just like, man, he's got to figure it out. But then on the flip side of that is he's 23 years old. It's his third year in the class. The third year is huge, right? We broke yeah. that down on race day live with Carmichael and Villapoto and, and Stewart 
uh, Cooper Webb, they all got their championship in their third year in the class. But then also, who, it's who he's racing against. He's trying to beat these two-time champions that are just insane. So I wanted to tell more of that story, too, because in the past, like when Ricky took down Jeremy and, you know, RV would take down Stu, like they would retire, right? Those guys were retiring early. Well, Chase has still got to deal with these guys. Eli's about 30 or he is 30. Coop's in his late 20s. You've got Anderson, Barsha's 30. Like they're all getting older. So Chase is having to deal with all these veterans that kind of have it figured out. And he's trying to figure it out along the way. And I mean, and and my thing was too, is he's going to figure it out. We really need to enjoy this time we have now, because as soon as he figures it out, (laughs) I think it's going to be Ricky and Jeremy in the early 2000s. And once Ricky figured it out, Jeremy never beat him again. Right. McGrath in 93, some said, Oh, which that was my thing. Honestly, I said that. (laughs) I said, once he figures this out, and I, this was last year, I yeah. said, he's going on a run, and I'm still waiting. But I, that's how much I believed in him, you know? Well, I think yeah. it's coming. The only thing that we have yet to see is Jet on a 450, and that could be the only thing that could potentially stop it, you know, if he comes mm-hmm. in and, and he's th- who we, we think he could potentially be. But then again, you know, like it, t- it took a lot of those legendary guys – until their third year, so is it going to take Jet that long? If it does, I think Chase wins almost everything between then and yeah, between now and then. So I don't know, man. It's really tough. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I had, had watched it, and because he was gone, it was like, Dude, yeah, yeah, man. All right, he's gonna, he's gonna shut everybody up. Tonight's the night. Oakland's where he starts this run, and man, it, and it was the lot before he almost went over the bars on the dragon back. And I don't know if they showed it on TV, but I was like. Steve, you mentioned me watching the race with Fro. I, I said to him, like, oh, my gosh, I about jumped out of my seat. And I said, he went over the bars. He just didn't crash. <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> but, I, like, he all, he almost crashed. And then that very next 30 seconds later or whatever it was, then he's yeah. down. So, big bummer. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Chase. I think we all are. The way he's handling it all. Yep. You know, we've talked about it a bunch of different times. But shout out to him and his family for – how he's been brought up he's just a great kid and and it's really cool to see i think a lot of people would pout and throw stuff and not talk to the media and you know kind of be their own worst enemy but he's not man he's learning from it and he's trying to learn from it anyway so he's studying the track and he's studying himself on on tape and he wants to figure it out and i think that's the biggest part to all this is he's not really sulking in his own misery he's just like all right man i gotta figure this out so and he will. I think we all agree. Don't you guys agree? He's, yeah. Yeah. He's he, going to get this figured out. Yeah. I was telling we another team that's competing against him was telling me that if he gets two in a row, watch out. Like, watch out. Like, he just needs to get a couple under his belt and it's over. And this was the team that's competing against him, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I see you know the reason. interesting. Yep. Go ahead, Weech. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I mean, okay. we both have great things yeah, to say. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed, um, especially because I got to be down at the podium, which I don't normally get to do. Um, Tomac and Webb are not throwing any salt in the wounds. They're not trying to get in his head. I think even they know, like, this guy's dangerous. He keeps giving it to us, Mm -hmm. but I do not have complete control (laughs) of this situation. So I I almost see in their eyes, their level of respect for him tells me a lot. If they know, and they're going to know, they're seeing it firsthand, that tells me a lot. That they know, like, dude, this guy's not to be messed with. I might be a passenger soon if he figures this out. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time you win races with speed, right? I mean, almost always. Yeah, it's history repeats itself. Yeah. Never in our sport, it's like you win on speed. Well, look at the times. Look at the qualifying times. Look at even the race times. Like he's clearly the fastest guy. I don't think Eli would argue that. I don't think Coop would argue that. Yeah, but it's all these mistakes, right? So once he figures it out, they, yeah, I mean, he's just the he's the yeah. fastest guy, and if the fastest guy doesn't crash and he gets a good start. He's going to win the race. Well, so. yeah, and you talk about him handling it. I mentioned this on our review show last week. Like, I, I think it. I think the world of the guy talking to the media, facing the fans, facing. I mean, he's frustrated. You know it. But we, you and I, have been there with other generation of racers that just never came out of their motorhome. If oh, something like that, if something like that happened, yeah, you would never see them. Yes, and you would, and they would never do anything. And Sexton is facing this and keeping being as positive as he can. And saying, we'll try it again. We'll be there next weekend. All I can do is show up. And I just think the world of that. I think that's a great attitude. And uh, I yeah. say, yeah, props to him. And he and Dunge, by the way, were the last guys to leave the track every week last year in the Nationals. Dunge, because he was yep. soaking up everything he yeah, had. Yeah. And there was no pressure on Dunge at all. But, I mean, Sexton was in this gnarly championship battle. Some weeks were great. Yep. He beats Tomac. Other weeks, not. The pressure had to be building. And he really seemed to still enjoy all the other parts of being at the races. And most guys, when they're in this situation, yeah. the enjoyment goes way off to the side. Yeah. He almost still, I don't know about now, like this has yeah. been extreme these yeah. last couple of weeks, <laughs> right. but he's managed to not um, hate everything about this process, even with the frustration yeah. at times. I'm impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, JB, by the way, brought to you by Renegade Racing Fuels on the line. Will Hahn, some asshole named Will Hahn, uh, also won with Renegade Racing Fuels. I don't, I've never heard of him, but we'll, we'll, that's what it says on the sheet here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Would you? What, what if he wins this weekend, guys? What if he wins this weekend? It's another triple crown. Then there's that theory going around. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a triple crown. He just yep. he can win those. Yep. It's almost like opposite of Jet, right? It's like Chase wins triple crowns and Jet's yeah. not so good at him yet. So <laughs> yeah. what if he goes and wins this weekend, which he might? Like then, what yeah. do we say before Daytona? And you know, like well, like all right, no matter he's, what, he's won these races, but. He hasn't won a twenty-minute plus a lap yet. No matter what, ET is my favorite for Daytona until proven otherwise. I'll go Eli Tomac. Well, he's been proven wrong before. Yes, he has. I remember. (laughs) I remember. uh, You know, the Feld folks asked, "Can you yell and scream for the audience in Oakland?" And I was like, "The man on the call right now." Uh, I was there when he won. Yeah, I was yelling and screaming. Yep, hugging even. Ah, Hugging. I mean, it's a big moment. (laughs) Yeah, big. You know, we have moments in our sport where just us idiots, like in the media, just. You just can't believe it's happening. One of them is the word of the day was Chupacabra, and Weege got it in, and Baggett started calling himself that and selling merch with that and name. And he named his ranch. And he named his ranch that way. Because of our dumb and, show. Because of our stupid show where we're, we're <laughs> yeah. daring Weege to get a word in. Yeah. And then Weege's favorite rider wins the race. He's live announcing that was, by the way, the longest odds of, of winning Daytona with Justin Brayton was ever. So he, he happens to win Daytona. What are the, yeah, what right. are the odds that this is going to happen? And why gets live announcing and is the first guy there. Like this shit, you just, you can't make it up. Like I just laugh my God. ass off, uh, you know, uh, Marty, you know, washing a front end out, uh, me then working on Marty's bike. Yeah, like, and then, yeah, you know, just, Marty's sworn enemy right. and there you are helping the guy. <laughs> now I'm helping Marty. He's going to try to get Marty in his privateer race, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah, now they're boys. Yeah, well, JB was there. JB yeah, was in the there. conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's out. You put that out. There. I put that out that we're gonna, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna run it by. I'm gonna run up the flagpole of a few people. I don't want to make a Chiz yeah. Brees mistake again, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Remember, he did say he would race the 250. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll we'll see about that. But um, 
Hey, JB, so honestly, like, you are really good on the show when you're in studio. Um, calm down. Okay. Uh, Ray, stay live. Like, you're great. <laughs> uh, you're you're fantastic. Would you that. Would you do more? Would you want a Carmichael schedule? Would you want to be all in like that? Or do you like it how it is? Well, here, here's the thing is I've been all in on something for my whole life, and now that's pretty much over, uh-huh. you know, and it will be over. You know, I may race a little bit, some races this summer and, mm-hmm. you know, possibly Paris and we'll see, but it's coming to an end. So do I want to go all in again on something like that in the sport that I love the most? For sure. I, I think it would be awesome. And what's weird about this whole deal is in 2021, I got injured and uh, I don't, I, I think I was on, I think it was Orlando. I got hurt in the week of Orlando and um, I think Doug, Cabrera, somebody had asked me, hey, come on Race Day Live. So I went on and, and we had a great time and had a ton of good feedback. And uh, I think Chad Reed even texted me and said how good an insight I had. And if you get a, a text like that from Chad, <laughs> right, you know you've right, done something right. good because, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's hard to impress, right? He's yeah. one of the smartest guys in our sport. So that was really cool. And then, so then I was on like three weeks in a row. And then something happened to where somebody couldn't show up to Salt Lake City. So, like, hey, will you host the whole show with Dan Hubbard in Salt Lake? I'm like, sure. Never done it before. Never practiced. Nothing. But sure. And it went well. So then I'm in Australia this past uh, year, and and, uh, Doug calls again. And he's like, hey, can can you do six of them, or would you be interested? And so anyways, what I'm trying to say is it just all happened super organically. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I never thought I would ever do anything like this. Uh, but now that I've done it, I really enjoy it. It's way harder than people think, and I'm just, I'm just dipping my toe in the water, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the amount of meetings and schedule, like the preparation, I love that part. I love the training and stuff for racing. And now it's just a different side of like statistics and getting some insight on certain guys and having some knowledge of, uh, I guess, just my experience on these tracks that I've raced. It's cool that I'm so freshly off of racing and i think a lot of the riders still respect me to a certain level Mm -hmm. so i think that's cool like i can speak the truth sometimes and and uh i think the riders will respect it i'm not i'm not going to be too critically hard but also if i see something i'm going to say it and so yeah i'm really enjoying it i don't know if it goes anywhere past this year but we'll see and and would i entertain us more of a schedule? I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. So yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, yeah, you're doing a, doing a great job. Um, let's do the, uh, let's do the X-Brand goggle tear off, shall we? With JB? Yeah. Great. Oh yeah. I would give it more than 30 seconds. It's the X-Brand tear off segment. 15 second rapid fire. X-Brand Q&A. goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Freddie Noren wearing them this weekend in the uh, main event. Josh Strang, X-Brand athlete as well. Ricky Russell. I don't know Podium. how. Podium. 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 X-Brand Goggles. Third, yep. Uh, choice of champions everywhere. Pulp Show 23 is the code to save. Rich Taylor was there this weekend with, uh, which Rich, with, with, yeah, RT, saw him. with yeah. RT Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, always good to catch up with RT. I'm trying to get him in studio. The guy's got stories upon stories upon stories. Uh, Pulp Show 23 is the code to save. The Lucid Goggle, simply phenomenal. And uh, you, won't have a, you won't even be able to ever try a better goggle than that. It's, it's, it's amazing. So. Okay. All right. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Brayton, do you know him at all? I don't. I don't think I do no yeah. Mosier. Unless it's that guy running around Washougal buzzed up every uh, year. Is that the same guy? Uh, we don't know. That, no, that, that guy's sure. like more like Bigfoot. Uh, uh, yeah. 30 seconds. Rapid fire. Let's do this, Marks. 
Steve. Yep. What was your favorite part of Weege's live announcing? Well, I couldn't hear shit because of the Oakland press box audio. Imagine that. The holes in the ceiling and the rusty water dripping down was maybe <laughs> uh, too noisy. But crawling in the stands with the kid and the drunk guy with the tattoos flexing and all of that, which I got on camera, by the way, uh, was my favorite part. We each crawling in there. Say, but I was really bummed that the production crew couldn't get him a Justin Brayton bike uh, instead because I would have liked to have seen him try to keep that bike and uh, not give it away. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, JB, is there a team or bike you would have liked to ride? Like ever. Yeah, like, let's go oh, ever. like ever. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, wow. Great question. Uh, yeah, probably my 250 days. Uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki. All right. Blue Crew. Weege, out of all the forms of announcing you've done, which do you enjoy the most? Uh, I mean, live television for a national, or if I ever do it somewhere else, uh, it really doesn't get any better than that. You really feel like it's an important role. And uh, when you're not the racer, it's kind of hard to get in that spot. So it's the next best thing. All right. All right. Steve, what's the creepiest part of Weege's obsession with Brayton? Well, you know how, like, any kind of habits you have get worse as you get older? Like, if you're, you know, if you just, you know, old people, right? Just old people angry, yelling, right? Setting their ways. Setting their ways. Mm -hmm. It gets worse as you get older. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, this is getting worse, this, this obsession. <laughs> He's aging. He's, you know, he, he's, we, yeah. We did a show together. We're on the same broadcast yeah, you guys for the do first a show time. together. It's getting better and better. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just the, the worst part is that it's getting worse. That's the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're in a I'm in a group text with Phil, who may not be in there any longer. I don't he might know. not respond. Yeah. yeah. And JB and we and they these two idiots just so they capitalize W E for we and everything and so it's we just JB even capitalizes the W E and we yeah yeah like yeah we, yeah we, yeah, we. so yeah it's just it's great it's disgusting it's great all right Phil agrees with most of our stuff though we does he not he does he I mean he's Steve yeah Steve is just out in left field man yeah I don't know yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that's why he's not on TV like us yeah I was on TV I got canceled you were yeah, I was this, on this very show I was, was on, on Mav TV. TV you were you were and then it got canceled <laughs> so you know the ceilings are still here you did yeah, okay yeah yeah you know that deal uh, I, I made good money yeah on you that. did the ceilings are I wish I would I wish I well would supported back. Yeah, you should yes <laughs> I mean honestly they need programming all they have is arena cross on there right now with JB and Blair that's great no wait that's on Fox the other oh, series yeah. is on Mav yeah I don't know but the JB one is okay great. yeah it's great yes, yeah the JB okay, one great. is great yes with Blair mm -hmm. all right JB is there a current rider that reminds you of yourself um, hmm. Gosh, who would it be? Um, yeah, Colt Nichols a little bit. He kind of that's a good one. Up the same way through, yeah. through Arena Cross. Now he's earned this factory ride and not hyped. Hovering around, not hyped. Ten. He's not super hyped. I think yep. if he if he gets another year or two on a on the same bike, I think he could be you know get some podiums in his career and potentially get a win or two. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good answer. Oh, here we go. See? See, everybody? This is what I got to do. It is, though. I mean, it's just facts. Fuck you, you're fired. 
I mean, I wanted to say Sexton, but it's just not true. Right? <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. He's a faster <laughs> version of you, uh, a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a Daytona win. Hmm? Nope. As of now. Traveling is expensive, so how do you do it cheaply? I mean, I got to do this in 30 seconds. <laughs> I got to do this in 30 seconds? I mean, you already got to do it in five. Five's well, already gone. Sorry. Wait, hold, hold on one second. I, I got to pause this stopwatch. Okay, right thank you. Okay. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm confused because I thought you were trying to get on a red eye back to Charlotte after the race, but you're flying back to Charlotte, but you're in Vegas. <laughs> Me too. Like, what? I, I did this, JB. So the red eye... <laughs> The red eye was full. Please Could... don't tell me you went back to Charlotte. I did. Oh, he did. No, no way. Oh, but no. JT cannot believe he did yes, this. Yes, I did. Cannot... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I got home. I got to my house at 4.30 p.m. yesterday, and I went back to the airport this morning to go to Vegas. And speaking of that, the good thing was my wife and daughter had tickets to Riverdance. Mm-hmm. We would have had to hire a babysitter had I not come home. So that probably saved us, oh, I don't know, 50-some okay. bucks or whatever that cost these days. I wouldn't know. I don't hire them. Uh, and then this morning, I was like, can I eat enough for breakfast to not purchase any food in the airport or on the flight? And then Steve will definitely pay for lunch yep. when I land. Checkmate. Yep. And he's out And he's out tonight. And he's back tonight, JB. Yeah. Oh, red-eye back tonight. Yes. Wow. That's yes. aggressive. And then That's he's aggressive. coming back to Vegas on Friday for an MX Sports thing. Yeah. Wow. This is horrible. I was getting <laughs> on my flight in Oakland, and I got the check-in for my flight from Charlotte to here. And then I was getting on my flight here, and I got my check-in to go back home. So you said the red eye was full <laughs> after the race. Chances are full of motocross people. Yes, for yeah, sure. Like, that's who got you screwed out of that But flight. I hate to say this. I called Saturday morning just to check again, yeah. and it was still full. Yeah. Phil's not listening to this show, right? No, no. I was like, wait, I know a guy on that flight who is at the hospital right now. <laughs> so maybe there's a chance. He's going to give up his seat. Yeah, I should have said, like, is there a Philip Nicoletti... He's not going to make this plane. I swear to you. Give me a seat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. There, there could be a, a silver lining to all this. So you got are all you those flights me? are paid for by somebody else, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you get to keep all those miles that you're traveling all the way across the U.S. Flight. Oh, yeah. Three cross-country flights in six days. So you, you just earned a free flight, basically. Smart man. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Never mind. You're a smart man. Yep. Yep. That's... Sorry, you know, Steve. Get on our level. You know what uh, uh, really is de- depressing for you lately? I've, I was going to bring this up later, but I can with JB on the line. I am staying in more and more hotels that do not have the shampoos and bottles anymore. They're on the wall. Yeah, they're figuring the it showers. out quick. Yes, they're figuring like, it out. Like, I don't know what's going on or yeah. if all the hotels got on a conference call. Yep. But, dude. With my face on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's no more stealing these, these shampoos for you. This was a good one this weekend in Oakland because everything's so far behind. Yeah, did get two bars of soap and some shampoo out of it. But it's rare now. It's true. (laughs) It is. It's rare. (laughs) All right, next question. Uh, Steve. Yep. Who has sold out more, JT or Weege? Oh, um, I'm going to go JT because Weege is an announcer by trade, like Outdoor Nationals, right? And and that's his job. Racer X is his job, too, but... A big part of his job was doing the quad nationals and GNCCs and everything else for MX Sports. And JT has a full-time job and then said, no, I want this other job also. That's a lot of work and a lot of conference calls and a lot of meetings for the money. So I'll go JT. It's close, but if I have to pick, I'll go that way. 
JB, how much do you think replacing a hot water tank should cost? Oh, boy. A hot water tank. Steve was battling this last week. That's why they brought this yeah, up. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was taking so, uh, tweets so from fans house, for advice. Your hot water went out in your house? Yeah, my hot water tank went out. I don't... I have no idea. That, that's one of those things <laughs> that if it goes out, you don't even look... Like, I, I'm not a big fan of the people and... We, if if you're one of these, I am a big fan of these people. Thank but if you. You're not, Thank you. Then I'm not a big fan. So the people that when they buy a vehicle and they're like, "Hey man, what's what's the gas mileage on that rig?" Like you got to fill the thing up anyways. It doesn't matter how far you're going to drive. It's a similar with the hot water heater. Like you got to buy it. So what's it really matter what it costs? You feel me there? I agree with really JB. Matter? I agree. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. Yeah, it is what it you is. You got to have hot water. I agree. If your truck gets 12 miles to a gallon, who cares? It's going to be on E when it's on E, and you got to fill it up. Same with gas prices. So buy the buy the water. I, I can honestly, so yeah. Well, a little bit of a different debate on its systems and everything else. But I went the cheaper way, and to you know to uh, honor Weege. But the I can honestly say, I've never looked at gas prices in my life because what am I going to do? I'm not going to drive. Exactly. I'm not going to waste gas. Driving and looking for cheaper gas. I'm on E. I need gas. There's a gas station. If it's $12, oh, well. And if it's $3, oh, well, I need gas. I, I just. But, but you know there's, like, these people out there, right? That 100%. Are like, yeah. They do that. And then their, their, their whatever big dually truck they have gets eight miles a gallon. And they're like, oh, man, I'm trying to get nine out of it. Like. Yeah. Like. Who cares? Get, like, get, get, a, get a Prius. Get a Prius. <laughs> or don't, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I no, no comment. Oh, oh, we just there. He's driving around looking for cheap gas. Oh, really? we're, we're good, oh. man. I got. Oh, did you got the results from last oh. week. Let me check this out. Oh. <laughs> Changing subjects. Oh, Cartwright got twenty first. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at these results. Radio. <laughs> Poor Weege. Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, yeah, Cartwright. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, JB. All right. Anything else? The uh, last one. Okay. Weege, when's the last time you were nervous about an announcing gig? Nervous that Stu was going to show up? <laughs> Stu's been good. Stu's been good. He did conference calls and yeah, all. Yeah. I, I think we're past it. Yep. He told me doing this podcast has pretty much changed the way he speaks. I don't feel that – I feel like doing a podcast is different than talking to people in person. Yep. But he equates to – I'm not worried about Stu. Um, it's not even the announcing gigs on television anymore. Um, it's much more of uh, you get to do some, like, corporate events where you're, like, hosting a thing. Oh. Like in um, – like KTM dealer shows and stuff? Uh, yeah, like next month, the KTMs open up their new building in okay. California. Yeah. They, I hosted the groundbreaking for it a year ago. Yeah. And they said, we're going to have you back in okay. March of 2023. Yeah. Um, that is when you are speaking for the company and the executives are standing there and they're relying on you to relay their vision. These people have been very friendly and very nice for the most part. Yeah. But I'm like, I could screw that up way more there. This is why I don't get those calls. Yeah, you're yeah. a loose cannon. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah. I feel, when you're announcing on TV, it's you saying your yes, words. It's yes, your take. Yeah. I have to reflect their thoughts. Yeah, and I haven't had a problem yet, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe some of these days. Know. Look at you. Yeah. I would have said you nothing. I would have said that you said nothing. Like, you're just a pro. I wouldn't say I'm nervous, but am I? Is yeah. it more so yeah, than yeah, TV? Yeah, yes, yeah, more yeah. so. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, before we let you, you go. You don't get nervous at all, Weeds? Like, before round one, you're in Hangtown or Paula or wherever. It's kind of weird, man. Season, you don't get nervous at all. No, it's past that. Uh, I didn't even get nervous this weekend, even though I hadn't done that job. And it actually starts to concern me a little bit because the great James Stewart mm-hmm. said the problem was at the end, 
he wasn't getting nervous for his races anymore. And then oh. he knew there was something wrong. Oh, really? Because that's part of it. Did he bring up Benny Bloss again he, or no? He, both <laughs> poor, together. Poor couldn't, Benny. Couldn't catch Benny. <laughs> poor Benny. Hey, Stu's looking better now. Benny's Maybe. been doing all right that's the last point. couple weeks. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Benny's what, ninth in qualifying? Uh, I don't know. but That's ben, not bad. Benny gets dragged into this. Yes, he does. <laughs> but uh, Stu said that was the problem. When he didn't get nervous for races, yeah. he knew something was wrong. And I'm, yeah, I didn't even get nervous this weekend doing a job for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Huh. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's time to shut her down. All right. Uh, we got a call on uh, three about the uh, about the criticism for the broadcast. Uh, what's up, Trevor? What's your criticism for the broadcast and how it's filmed? Hey, my criticism is like how they do the battle boxes and you can't really see what's going on. Like there's two two little boxes and... Like, why don't they just pick one? And then during the race this last week, it's like, here's an interview with Tomac during the race. And it shows uh, him talking during the race. Well, and it's like, why would you show that? Is that? Well, Trevor, first of all, if you didn't have the battle boxes, you'd have people saying, there's a great battle going on. and I can- Why don't you put a box up there so we can see both? Like, Well, you put a little box of the less important spot yeah. at the bottom and then show the other one big. I think people um, can't see the little box. I just, I, you can't yeah, go. You can't see both. But you can't. Go, well, some people can. Some people have big TVs. But you can't. You won't be right either way. Like either way, you know, you're going to have fifty percent of the people agreeing with you, Trevor, or not agreeing with you. So I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Perfectly makes sense. But there'll be other people who say that's we don't care. We want to see the battle well, as much. Here, as we here's can. another example: is during motocross, Dungey's bike goes out. And they show him running his bike to the pits, and they show him, and they, I'm like, man, they're filming that a long time, and there's a race going on. And then they go back to the race, and then they cut back, and it's Dungy standing at the pits while his mechanics are working on the bike. And it's like, they spent like eight minutes on Dungy standing there, and there's like an epic battle going on. Yeah, but Trevor, and, there's people who would be like, I want to, what's going on with Dungy? He's the champion. What's going on with Dungy? This is drama. This is excitement. This is what we want to no, see. And I get that like, too. And here's, here's the other thing though is, so they get the, they want to get the motion and connect with the riders. And then after the race, it's like you see Tomac this last week and it's like, oh, is he getting bummed out again? And all that. And then the race is over. And as soon as he gets next to his crew, they cut around the recaps. Wow. And like uh, Jason's saying, it's like, oh, he was so excited after that would be the emotion to get. And I know it's hard. And um, yeah, it is uh, the I, industry. And I hear yeah. the shots over like the the comms with the director calling shots. I know it's crazy, but um, I don't know. I just well, feel I, like it's it's filmed in a bad way. Please. I'm just wondering if other people think the same thing. Other people definitely guess, do. Right. Yeah, I mean, we hear it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could really win either way, but Well, that's just it. It can be better in my opinion too, but honestly, I, I get I get all the tweets and all the DMs. People bitching about the exact same opposite things cuz everyone has a yeah, different idea sure. of what should be shown. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like it's such a a beautiful sport to watch and it's like they don't capture like the beauty of how good these guys are. Um cuz they're trying to get like the drama of it or like get you to know the people at the wrong times and All right, I don't know. I'm just wondering how other people feel about it. How do you respond to this criticism we just attack on you? It is my decision personally. Yeah, yes. no, he's great. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. No, no, we we get it. Um 
I think the hardest thing to understand is that these things, all, it is all happening at once. Um, first of all, please do not ever, 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 ever compare it to a stick and ball sport where there is one ball and one piece of action at all times. So please just stop any comparison. Remember one time people saying, Stu's out front and they don't show him, but they show Kobe Bryant every time he makes a shot. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the only ball on the court. Of course they're going to show Kobe. There's a battle for second and Stu is out front. Now, to your point, Steve, which one is better? Show the leader by himself or show the battle? How do you answer that question? What is the I, one I would to say show? The battle. Yeah, but so, so they do. Okay, perfect. Perfect. I'm glad you said that. But, so there's a vital thread right now. Oh, yeah. There's a vital thread right now. The timing and scoring thing, and it will show the battle for seventh or something. And you see, like, Tomac and Sexton, four seconds apart. It's like, yeah, you don't need to see that. So they have a spotter. It gets down to half a second, and they cut to it, and it's him passing the turn. It's like you missed all that buildup. I've done the spotter job. That's what everybody always says the way it turns out. So last week, just a perfect example. Perfect example. Webb is closing on Sexton. Webb makes a mistake in the whoops. Now the gap is bigger than it has been at any point in the main event. In the meantime, Jason Anderson, who everyone saw go down on the first lap, is passing Justin Cooper to get into sixth place. That's pretty cool. It's a pretty good story. And, hey, you saw this guy go down. He's in last. He's in sixth. He's a superstar in the series. Here's a chance to show a battle, him passing a guy. Let's do it. And then Sexton falls. So now there's a whole vital thread saying, how dumb are you to have not kept the camera on Sexton? <laughs> but, no, but the, not the, showing Tomac Anderson making, we should have never him, shown so Anderson. Just show, show Sexton four seconds in front by himself. For the 21 minutes, no, no, no. just show Sexton the whole time, never show yeah. Anderson? Yeah. No, I'm talking about when you see the seconds building up as they're showing other stuff. No, but we there just, is a spotter, and just, I can yeah. assure you, they are watching time. I've done the job. That, so, I do not believe that's what actually ha- I know that's what the fans at home, the fans at home on Vital right now are saying, Webb was right behind Sexton, and they cut away. The timing and scoring actually showed that was the largest lead Sexton had at any point in the main because Webb just almost crashed in the whoops. Right. So I get the fans are always saying, it's obvious that it's closing. There is a spotter watching timing and scoring with three monitors and able to look out the window. Trust me, they have someone telling them, I think this is happening. No, I think it's not. They have a person whose full-time job is to monitor that and tell the producer and director, in about a lap or two, we're going to probably have a battle for third if this keeps up. How did they know to cut to Anderson as he was catching Jacob? Because the spotter said, I can see Sexton's lead is larger than it's ever been, and I can see sixth place is about to have a pass. Cut to sixth place. Then Sexton crashes. How were they supposed to know that was going to happen? So do you just show Sexton for 21 straight minutes? Yeah. See, Trevor? That's uh, the whole yeah. problem. It's yeah, tough. That's all I'm yeah. How is that not? Uh, well, that's what you're talking about, Trevor. That's exactly they watched what you're timing and scoring and said Anderson's about to make a pass. There's been plenty of times I've seen like the race for the lead when they're showing other stuff they should be showing. All right, okay. All right. You, Sounds good, Trevor. All right, thanks a lot. I, I, we're not, not going to make happy. Trevor, they looked at timing and scoring and said, "Look, Anderson's yeah. about to get into sixth. Look, let's go to that." It's not perfect. It does miss things, but yeah. it's really hard. I don't know how yeah. you're ever going to not miss things. Right. I don't know how. I don't know. But I Shane know wants how. to rant about Race Day Live now. So, Shane, go ahead. Hey. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Love your show. Love Thank your show. You. Ouija, love everything about you guys. Um, I had this, just a quick call. It was a little bit of a complaint on the production crew as well. Yeah. Uh, as far as Race Day Live, we never have seen a hot lap through six straight races. Not one hot lap. You see Tomac or Webb coming over, getting ready to put a burner on, boom, we go over to somebody changing their linkage in the, uh, on the sidelines. 
And I, I just wanted to know one thing. Do the, do the, does Carmichael or whoever's up there with him, do they have the ability to, to have that camera crew change when they see something going on? They'll be, they'll be showing 11th and 12th place, and you'll hear the crowd erupt in the stadium. And we missed the whole part that was going on. And I, and I just want to compare it as okay. far as to the MXGP package. You go back and watch Paul Malin, who's up there by himself, and you can talk to JT about it. They miss nothing. How is that possible? How could you miss nothing? Go back and watch. Go back and watch the races. So when they're showing third, they know yeah. in advance the leader is going to tip over and get the camera on it before he crashes. I, I, what I'm saying is, I think it seems like you guys don't have the, they don't have the ability and the proof to to change it over there to where I've seen Malin do it many times. He'll tell them to put it back to Herlands and uh, Geiser battling. You know, if they go back to Sea or whoever. I'm just, I was just I wanted to know the question. I love, hey, I pay for it. I, I go to all the races. I love it. I'll continue to pay for it, but I, I think it could be better. It's, it's Brayton's fault. How dare you, Steve? I'll, I'll, take I'll take that bullet. I'll take that bullet. I think there's two different things we're talking about. Uh, the race day live, yes. We need to see more hot laps. Yeah. I believe the problem okay. is it is very difficult if you're shooting a guy on one side of the stadium and then timing and scoring flashes, ooh, through the first sector, this guy's going fast in the first 20 right, seconds yeah. of the lap. You really only have 25 to 30 more seconds before his lap is over. It is very okay. difficult to be like, okay, we're focused on the guy over there. We have about three seconds to find a guy in another side of the stadium and get the camera to him. It, it is very difficult. To, it, it doesn't happen that quickly. You have all the tra- cameras trained on one guy, and then you quickly got to right. find another guy in another part of the building. And within 30 seconds, that lap is over. I J- think that's part of the problem. JB, how is there. it for, for you? Like, are, are you showing these guys, or, or are you looking at this and being like, hey, capture this guy, he's, he's on it? Or... Well, here's another thing that I'll say to that. If you look at their she- the, the sheets from practice, right, most guys only do about three legit fast laps, but you do a total of probably eight to ten laps. So right. I would say seven out of ten times, we they're, they start on Sexton, Sexton's on a heater. He might make a mistake and give it up. Okay, now you got to find the next. Okay, you just got on Colt Nichols. He starts a fast lap. Oh, he makes a mistake. So, it's really hard to know exactly when they're going to do the fast lap, but I agree. I mean, they, there's times when, yeah, they go off them at a certain time where it's like, oh, man, Chase, I, I was just going to talk about Chase doing this rhythm land that I had, had seen in a practice before or something or whatever. But, look, the thing I will say, and I mentioned earlier, I'm just barely dipping my toe in the water in this stuff. It's way, You're doing great. way, You're way doing great harder. Job. Thank right. you. I appreciate that. But from the production side and the crew side, it's so much harder than I ever thought. I have a whole new respect okay. for all these guys. And, I, I mean, I, I know people will just say, well, of course it's hard, but like, it's beyond hard. The, the, from the setup crew to the camera crew to the producer and, and even the commentators, like Ricky used to get so much heat. I'm like, like what people don't know, right. too, is when we're talking, and we obviously will speak to this, like you're – you're getting somebody talking in your ear the whole time. The whole time I'm talking up there, there's basically somebody saying, all right, throw it to Dan, or this is happening, or that's happening, Mm or, hey, look, you know, so try and have a conversation. This is a little bit off what what you were talking about with fast laps, but I'm just trying to portray how hard it actually is to be on live TV, and Weeds does a phenomenal job at it, and Ricky's gotten really, really good at it. Daniel's amazing at it. Like, these guys are really good, but – from the production crew to everyone, it's so much harder. So I, I wish people would give them, uh, cut them a little bit more 
slack, but it's no different than you watching a football game in a bar and everybody in there could coach better than that coach. They passed it and they should have ran it and they ran it and should have passed it. It's no different. So it kind of is what it is, but it could always be better, right? Uh, thanks for the call, Shane. Thanks, man. We got to get, we gotta okay, get more bro, hot laps. You. He's right. Got to get more hot laps. Yeah. But I will never yeah. understand how anyone could say that they should get all. How do you know a tip over is coming before it happens? If you're watching two guys battling for third and you're showing that battle and the leader is 30 seconds ahead and then he tips over, right. how would you have ever known to have the camera on the leader before he tipped over? How is that possible? Well, not the, the camera might be on the leader, but the action, the, sh- the main right. shot. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. idea, right. I hear that all the time. Like, you heard the crowd erupt. The crowd erupted because of a thing that has now already happened. Yeah. How yeah. are you supposed to know five yeah. seconds before that tip over that that tip over was going to happen? I don't even understand how that would be expected. And by the way, when you watch MotoGP, for example, you know what happens all the time? The announcers are like, wait, there's been a crash. We don't mm-hmm. know who it is yet. We don't know who it is yet. We don't know who it is yet. And then they finally get a camera on it. And they're like, ah, because they right. didn't know. Right. How, how, I, yeah. do not, I will not ever understand how you would yeah. expect him to have a camera on a guy before he crashes. Right. Uh, well said. Yeah. It's, it's a tough production, and it's, it couldn't be better for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. It, NASCAR yeah. races, the guys crash in the back all yeah. the time. They're like, wait, we right. have a crash. Yeah. And then they find out. Yeah. How did they not know in advance who was crashing? Yeah. It almost seems yeah. like in all racing, this is the way it goes all the time because there's more than one piece of action happening yep. at once. Yep. Uh, JB, thanks for calling in. Thanks for being the surprise guest for Weech tonight. Good job on everything you're doing. When, when are you back, JB? Where, where, what's next? I'm back at Daytona, so this weekend off, yep. and I'll well, be in Daytona. Well, if anybody you knows going, Daytona, Steve? yeah. You there you know. go. Steve, you going? You'll be at that oh. one, Steve? No, I will not be at that one. Uh, wow. Really? Yeah. I'm just not a fan of Daytona. Just not a fan. I don't have any uh, sweets to watch from anymore. I don't oh, know anybody who cares about me. I just got to fight through the crowd and sit in some bleachers. Well, you know? maybe maybe Weege and I could get you into the Champions Club at some point. Oh, oh that, that be, there you go. That would be great. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. You know, uh, one time, JB, Steve complained so much about the race that the PR guy for Daytona made it his – he had one mission all weekend. <laughs> they don't deal with as much media for Supercross as they do for Daytona 500, so he had plenty of time on his hands. So his only goal for the weekend was to make this Steve Mathis guy happy. And he unlocked the press box on the other side. Everything happens yeah. on the infield for Supercross. No, he unlocked mm-hmm. the press box on the that's bleacher where, side. That's where I was when JB took the win. <laughs> that was then? Yep, that was then. It's a magical night. Yep, I was on that far side press box. Wow. Got to go on the roof. Yep. Didn't we get to go on the yep, roof? Yeah, we got to go on the roof. Yeah. Could probably see Georgia yep. from there. It was yep. so high up. Um, yep. And you're still out. Just no go. Yeah, just not a fan. Yeah, nah, it's expensive. You can't see nothing. I got no press box anymore. That guy's gone. Jeez. Mm, so yeah, it's tough. Tough race now for me. You know. Yeah. So. Tough, tough life for you, Steve. Tough Thank you, life. JB. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for realizing that. We that press box this past weekend was tough life. <laughs> oh, it was not very good. No, no. So. Uh, Thanks, JB. Thanks for calling well, in. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate it. See ya. That's Renegade Racing Fuels bringing you Justin Brayton. We got a break for commercial. Shout out to Zach Canfield for four ninety nine. He said, "Steve, do you think Sexton should be on episode one of the preview show, or was Weege right?" Dude, Weege, Weege is, this Weege has been, was wrong. This has been fun to watch. The Mendoza line was: should it be Webb or should it be Sexton? And where are we at right now? Sexton tied. They're tied. Yeah, yeah. They are literally yeah. tied. Uh, Derek, Derek Matthews gave us four ninety nine. Shout out to the whole crew as well. And, and Weege, of course. Matthews? Uh, no, Derek Matthews. Yeah. 
Oh, Matthews? Yeah, yeah, my brother. Yeah. Uh, Moorhead sent Weege nine ninety nine uh, on YouTube. I am not going to give that to Weege. I promise you. Feed up, give us nineteen ninety nine. Thanks, guys. Appreciate this. All right, we're going to commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Eli Tomax coming up. Jason Thomas as well. Alex Gillespie uh, from Dirtworks. I have a lot of questions about tracks as well. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back after this. And uh, we're going to have some sushi and be right back. Thanks for listening. Yeah, but they don't know shit. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGB suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be 
associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. 
the new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. 
Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be 
associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. 
Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Eli Tomac coming up right away here on the show. Jason Thomas as well. Thank you to Pro Filter. Trevor Reese from Pro Filter and Maximo was in studio last week. Pulp 20 at checkout. They make uh, top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre oiled, ready to use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service. Uh, Pro Filter guys, Pulp 20 is the code to save with them, as well as Maxima USA. Uh, whether it's a suspension clean, whether it is the contact clean or the MPPL, uh, Maxima has got a great line of products. Of course, uh, uh, Factory Kawasaki and Mitch Payton using Maxima as well. Four-stroke oils and the lube and the grease. I don't know what my favorite Maxima part is, Weege, but, I mean, everyone says SC1. So Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it was SC1. I mean, everyone says that. It's the whole thing about SC1. But You know what I like? New bike in a can. They got the uh, chain cleaner. There's chain wax and chain lube. Yeah, yeah. The chain cleaner. It says it's like pressure wash in a bottle. Oh, yeah. Love it. I've, I've got it. I don't know if I've ever tried it. Yeah, I think it's great because uh, I, I, I should I don't, use it on my mountain bike, actually. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't 
always have time to wash the bikes immediately. Oh, okay. But that's not a big deal. But the chain, you kind of really need to. Yeah. To fire up the pressure washer just because of the chain. Yeah. Oh, no. Instead, you just spray this Maxima on there. Right. Dirt drips right off. That's It's probably my fave. Okay. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Uh, thanks to the folks at MaximaUSA.com. Pulp 20 to save it. Pro Filter and Maxima. Uh, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. You've seen it on Max Hansey on the podiums. RJ Hampshire on podiums with Fly Racing. The great Justin Brayton's wearing Fly Racing. McElrath had his best race of the year. He's in Fly Racing. And uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's going on over there? Well, there's a lot to go- get to tonight. I mean, Brayton and Weege are on the line and telling each other just how amazing they were for 15 uh, just, minutes. So. Yeah, just love story yeah. between those two. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's just something that the TV broadcast crew and Race Day Live and all of us on the Feld team have in common, right, JT? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of synergy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We all we all work together. Um, we're all, yeah, we're on the same team, Steve. One day, come over and join us. We, we'd love to have you. But, uh, yeah, there is a lot. What, um, a lot of uh, good things happening on uh, on Team Feld Entertainment. What do you think? Uh, let's say uh, uh, Cabrera, Doug, or, or Ken, mm-hmm. call Why me. Why say his name backwards? Huh? Cabrera, Doug. <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I think you meant that more in like a filing cabinet yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Cabrera, Cabrera, common, uh, Doug. comma. Are you, are you taking attendance? Right. Cabrera, <laughs> Doug, Doug. Al- Alderson, comma, Ken. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> If they call me, what, what what role do I get? What what do I get? Like say say they slide me the same briefcase of cash that yeah. you two got. Yep. Uh, Daniel that Daniel's got and, and JB's got and you know I what, believe you've what, pitched this before. What role do I have? You you have thrown this theory out. You were a former mechanic. Mm. Maybe you could be in the pits or in the mechanics area. You could be like the bike guru. Okay. You've, I've said you've said this before. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't want to be the wacky pit guy like Rutledge. I don't really want to be that. Hot takes. Hot takes, Steve. Well, or even like, hey, I've got the new, uh, what is the fucking little kick cowie bike called that they have in the pits? Like, you know, they uh, do the electrode. The, the electrode. Hey, yeah. I've got an electrode. Watch no. me. You know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think they want you to do that either. Okay. No. All right. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, what if you were a um, bike guru? Well, you'd have to try to get some information from the teams, which would be really tough to do. So. I think, and I'm, this is JT's segment right here, I think that the changes that they make, you could go very basic on, like, you don't have to know that this team specifically did this. Yeah. You could just say, one of the things that they try is this, and here's how this works, yeah. and here's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? I, 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 maybe, I, maybe I'll just keep my integrity. Maybe oh. I'll just keep it. Okay. So. Okay. It's a big maybe. Uh, all right. So, Tomac's coming up here shortly. What a race by him. Uh, what a race by all three of those guys. Really, it was... Great to see, but let's talk 250s here. Uh, Jet's really good, okay, and he doesn't have a big of a points lead as one would think, losing only one race. His brother is racing this weekend, Triple Crown in Dallas. Um, who beats Hunter on the East? Like we saw, Jet is, is a Triple Crown going to take down Hunter too? Because it's just too hard to be consistent, JT. I don't think it's the same setup as the West. Um, I think the East, there's a lot more parity. You know, Jed is just, he, he's just dominant. Um, yes, could he lose a race? We've already seen it. Of course he can. But I think he's proving that he's the best guy. And then you factor in the injuries for McAdoo and Hampshire that are really the only guys that I think can go head-to-head with him in any capacity. He's just better, man. Like, it's not anybody's fault. Like, he, we all think and know that he's going to be, you know, a 450 contender very soon. 
the, the East is a little different. Yes, Hunter's won both races, but I could see Jordan winning. You know, Nate Thrasher was 20 feet from winning. Um, we don't really know how fast Hayden Deegan's going to progress. And it just feels more open, even though it's been, you know, again, mm-hmm. Hunter's 2-0. and It just feels more open to me. There, there's a lot more chances for um, some interesting things to happen than the West. I, I, the West, unfortunately, is... I don't want to say it's over because it's racing, but we already yeah. kind of know what to expect. You know, the the script already feels written. But Hunter's win, I mean, he came from sixth or whatever. And, I mean, he worked on those guys. It was pretty impressive, right? Like, obviously, yeah, Thrasher thing came down to the last 20 feet. But, like, he shouldn't have been able to win that. As So I, if he starts getting a start, you know, like he did at round one, uh, maybe it's over, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think he's the best guy. I do. Um, but, like, you know, most of the men I think has been underperforming. He's a guy that I think if yeah. he gets together, he can be there. He's proven to us over the last couple of years he, he can go really fast at times and fast enough to win. I don't know what's been going on. Like, it hasn't been yeah. good so far. But there are just more guys capable, I think, on the East Coast of making it interesting. Um, and I, I like that. You know, I, I wish that we hadn't gotten the situation, like, you know, because Thrasher had one really bad race and a good one and, and Jordan Smith kind of the same – so Hunter could slip away in the points here and and really us not notice. Like it almost like sneakily yeah. get away here. Uh, but I, I feel like race to race and week to week, it's it's pretty open. Even though again, I'm proven wrong because it, we've yeah. only seen one winner. But it feels that way. I think Hunter takes off with this with maybe more points than Jet because of the uh, parity of the class and the mistakes the other guys are making. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I can see what you mean. I think we saw even Hampshire and McAdoo not at their best. They weren't 100% this weekend. Yep. They still got second and third. I mean, we've already seen Thrasher and Smith each have a bad race in two races. They've right. already had one bad right. race. Right. Uh, Tom Vial, probably sleeping on, had some crashes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's probably going to pull whole shots. Maybe he's capable of something. I don't mean challenging for the title, but maybe winning. But, uh, yeah, I think points-wise, it might actually be easier for Hunter. Right. Because McAdoo and Hampshire seem like they're going to be on the podium no matter what. And I, I know Hayden Deegan looked great. I'm, I'm the first guy. I wrote all about it in my column last week, like or the column after round two of the East. I'm really impressed. I, I've really had my eyes open. This kid's the real deal. But I still feel like we're going to see a multiple crash main event. I, I just I feel that way from Hayden Deegan. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I, I I think we also have to remember, like, Hunter's one crash away from changing the feel of that. And he had crashes like that. A2 last year, he DNF, huge crash. So it's not it's not out of, you know, the question that Hunter could open the door here. Um, he's been great through two so far, no yeah. question. But I don't think – when you look at the course of his career, it's it's not like, well, he's never going to crash. Like, he, I mean, he's had crashes. Yeah, he's had, yeah. To make consistency at times, um, so I don't. I don't think it's over. But to your point, these guys are making it a little bit easier <laughs> than they should on him. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm 100 percent there with Max Anstey, like winning a race or being this podium guy, like winning he, the title. Can you imagine? I just he's, I mean, he's second right now, isn't he? Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like Hunter can be more dominant than Jet in a, in a strange way. And it's because of the other class, because of the other guys in the class. McAdoo and Hampshire are good. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say that, though, when you see Jet win by 16 seconds. It's hard to say that, but I understand what you mean. Uh, Points-wise, the guys in the East could could open the door and make it feel like it's a runaway, when on the track, maybe it's not. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, but 
Yeah, we'll see Triple Crown this weekend, and uh, yeah, we've seen certainly you know different things can happen to that for either way. We talked about star racing on the race day live show, myself and Justin Brayton this oh, weekend. Oh. And uh, you know, one thing you cannot forget is that team is a victim of their success, right? So Justin Cooper had to move up, Nichols had to move up, Craig right. didn't have to move up, but yep. had his chance to move up and did. That's three really good riders who have left that class recently, right? And we haven't seen a ton of rookies come in yet until this year. So it's almost like there's a Lawrence Brothers void. Like, I'm not saying they wouldn't have beaten those guys anyway. Yeah. I'd probably put their money on, put money on no matter who's there. Maybe not Justin Cooper. He's legit. But the timing also to be able to dominate yeah. helps. Well, Imagine if Craig came back to the class. The, the conversation of the Lawrence Brothers would at least be different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, we're in a – there is turnover like this every so often, right? Yeah. It just, it just happens. Yeah, right. if Justin Cooper was allowed to race 250s this year, the story would look different. Or Nichols, who or crashed Nichols. out and didn't even race. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think you're right on that. Um, all right, Jason Thomas here on the show. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Of course, live shows, Denver, Indy. At least JT is going to be there, Weege. I know that every single week. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, – all right, JT, so Weege brought up before we, – we got to cut you short, by the way. I apologize. Blame Brayton. That's all right. Um, oh, and Tomac. we got to get that Tomac guy in. Yeah. Yeah, but, sorry. But, JT, I'll leave you with this. Weege said there's a world that he sees – I don't see it, but Weege sees a world where Webb does really good this year, even if he doesn't win the title, has multiple wins, and stays at Red Bull KTM with Chase. I think there's <laughs> – that possibility is open. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, you know, the tough part is, and I don't know this, this is speculation. I think that KTM, when they pitched Chase on this deal and they were, you know, they're wooing him away from Honda, right? Like there, there's no question about that. Honda doesn't want to lose them, right? So this was a, a courtship that KTM seems to have won last year. I think they pitched him on, you're the guy. Like you are going to be – the only guy that matters. And last year, they could make that case because Honda was worried about Kenny. We all know Jet's coming. So they could make that case and say, listen, we're going we're gonna to put our entire effort around you and we're going to make you the face of Red Bull KTM for the long term. Mm-hmm. How do they square that if they keep Cooper around, who's a two-time champ, and who knows, maybe he's a three-time champ after this year. We don't know. And – He's also one of Chase's biggest rivals now. How do they square that? Like, that's a yeah. really tough dynamic to move forward with. But what do you do if, if Cooper keeps winning and he somehow finds a way to win this title or he just takes it all the way to the end? You just cut him loose? Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I, It's really difficult. Um, there's going to have to be some hard conversations made all the way around, whether they keep Cooper or don't. And if they do, how do they – you know, they're going to have to talk to Chase. If they don't, they have to face Cooper with that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, yep. it's interesting. I will say, though, I, I want to do, and maybe we could all do it, I want to do like a kind of an early silly season podcast because there are so many different dynamics at play. Because what if what if KTM decides we just can't, we, we can't move forward with Cooper because of this chase thing? If you're Honda, wouldn't you want to bring Cooper in to kind of mentor Jet and be the guy? Well, I would. I had never even thought I'm, of that. If I'm yeah, they like need- if I'm Honda and he yeah. goes, he's open. I'd snatch him up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, we we think Nichols is supercross only, and you know he's got to prove a lot. So yeah, there, wow. there theoretically should be a second four fifty spot open. You know, so yeah. Um, so there's there's just a yeah. lot of chess pieces that one decision, the ripple effects of that get really interesting. And and we don't know where it, we assume Anderson's going to stay. 
but we don't know, right? There's just a lot of things yeah. that can happen. A- AP7 is up. Like, we don't know what ha- Like, does he lose his job at KTM? He's just coming on now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that's another place he could land at Honda. Like, he's so marketable in his own way. He has this unique personality that, speaking for myself and fly racing, like, he's he's very valuable. Like, he has this unique fan base and his own angle. Um, yeah, I think he's an attractive target for a lot of people, OEMs or otherwise. So yeah. uh, there's just a lot of things that are going to happen. And, and once a few of the pieces start falling, I think Webb's probably the top of that list. Mm-hmm. It gets real interesting. And then you have to factor in, does Eli race, right? Does Eli race next year? That's another part of this equation that's a couple million dollars in Yamaha's budget that is either there or not. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's a really interesting it's... silly season uh, setting up maybe one of the most interesting in the last decade. Yeah, Craig's Craig, Craig's got a deal and AC AC's got a deal. And, Is that it? And I heard Mookie's going to resign. And okay, that's that. All I know. Yeah. Wow. So Three we got, guys. We got a lot of spots open for twenty twenty four. Yeah, talk, and, and at the sure. top, like normally we don't have the best of the best in limbo, right? It's like okay, all these you know B guys are open, and where are they going to all land? These are the best of the best. We don't know. Yeah, like, we don't know if. The reigning champion is going to stay racing. We don't know if second and third in points, where it, how they're going to play. Are they going to be teammates or are they not? You know, it's it's really there's a lot there to unpack, and you could just see it going a million different ways right now. Yeah, no, yeah. Should, if Craig's locked in for next year, which he is, uh, he's tenth in points. The top nine in points are all up. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, JT, we got to run. We got uh, that Eli guy on the line. Uh, so thank you for the time, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Yeah. All right, thank you. All right, let's get right to, right to the guy. He uh, won Oakland in a, in a very, very good ride. He is the current points leader in the Supercross Series, brought to you by OGO Power Sports. It's Eli Tomac. What's up, Eli? How are you, man? What's up, guys? Thanks, Thanks for doing this. On. Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, a couple things to touch on for you. Um, one is we know you're gnarly. We know your dad's gnarly. We know everybody, the, everything that you do. Mom's gnarly, really, Mom's right? gnarly, yeah. Mom's gnarly. Mom, mom's gnarly. Yep. Uh, brother's gnarly. Brother is gnarly. Yes, yeah, brother's so, gnarly. <laughs> right. Really break this down. Yeah. But when you see a track like that, Eli, and I talked to every, I didn't talk to you, but I talked to a lot of guys, uh-huh. and they're just like, dude, this yeah. is this is treacherous. This is hard. I can't. This is death cross. This is gonna get me. Blah blah. <laughs> are you? What are you like? What are you like? Not are you like the same way where you're like, oh my god, this track. <clears throat> yeah, it was just very busy. It was the busiest track we've had to date. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for this season and. Um, the busiest track that we've had in a long time that I can remember, you know, when you have uh, the whoop section, the dragon to whoop again, um, even that alone was the gnarliest thing I've seen in a long time. Um, With that being said, it it was cool because you could make up tons of time, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with, with a track like that. And uh, you know, the more I think about it, it, it it was nice to have something, something different and very technical. Um, after the race and kind of during the race day or right after the race, I was, I was kind of negative on it, you know, mm-hmm. cause it was built a little bit steeper and yep. a little bit different. But, um, to be honest, I was good to see not that many people go down. I feel like, I, I don't right. know. Um, I thought people were going to be getting hauled off on the, on the meat wagon all day to be straight up with you guys walking the track and in practice. But, um, you know, I think we, we fared it fairly well and it, and it was just, um, it was gnarly. The only thing I really didn't like was the, the rhythm before um, the finish line. There was that one pocket when we'd go the triple on and then off. Yeah. 
that one was really steep and like we were dragging pegs in all day. I'm like, why, why don't you guys just fix that? And that never really changed. But uh, other than that, it, it was a very technical track and something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So you're, you're in the group where you're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even the, the second straightaway or the, the long rhythm section against the wall there. Yeah. That thing, the, that rhythm section was the steepest rhythm that I've raced in period. I feel like so. Wow. Um, there's something different to see. Yeah. I was talking to your dad after the race and I could not figure out Eli, why you went two in all the time. I know you guys watched the film. And so yeah. when you started doing two in, I'm like, well, that must be faster. But then everyone else is going three in and I'm like, wait, is he watching different film? <laughs> so I started timing it and I obviously I got my fat thumbs and I'm, I may be off, but I'm like, no, I think the three in is a little quicker, but what is yeah. he doing? And then, so your dad was like, so, nope. Your dad was like, he just, he just, he can do two in every time for, for, for half an hour, and he can focus yep. on that. And, yeah, so it made sense, so, but I couldn't figure it out. So this is funny. So I ride press day, right? Yep. And, of course, we, we timed it. And, actually, on press day, from what we got timed, that was a faster line, the two in. Okay. Um, all the way to the triple, okay? Yep. And then so race day, it flips, but it's like I think it was uh, around three-tenths. Mm-hmm. And we were going from um, basically the turn or even the start of the landing of the just the little double-double before yep. that to yep. the triple ramp. And I think it was like three-tenths. But anyway, I just I felt like I had more of a chance of missing the rhythm section by going three in. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did try it once or twice, I just felt like there was more risk to it, and I was would potentially lose more time by missing it or, or make a bigger mistake. Sure, uh, yeah. So that's why I just stuck with, with, with the double in, triple, triple. Yeah. Uh, even and, though I did miss it once, yeah. And then at some point, you were doing the triple across where the pole was, which was fast, but then that went away. Because yeah. that was good, but then you stopped doing it. I imagine, I think everybody did, because probably just got too yep. beat up. And uh, yeah, it was just it was because you're such a great rider, I'm like, what am I not seeing here by this dude doubling in? Like, I, what am I missing? Because, you know, but, yeah, your dad was saying, like, he, he doesn't even need to worry about it. He can just do it. And, and I'm like, That, yeah, that yeah. was the whole reason for it was just I know I can do it every single time. Yeah. 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 Does it, does it, it get, just the conservative act, yeah. yeah. Uh, but does it get tempting, though? Because Sexton's just getting pulling away a little bit, little bit. How did you decide um, I'm going to stick with this and not be like, okay, I got to start taking some risk here? Well... In my mind, I was just going to stay in that in that that pace in that zone. Other than um, the whoops, so I started skimming the whoops at the beginning of the race, and I was fairly close to chase. And then I went to jumping, and then I was not not making up any time in in the whoops. Right mm-hmm. once I started jumping the first long set, and then he really started pulling away. Um, so then I started going back to the skim, and I don't know if I if I actually made any time up. I don't think I even did, but. Um, and that's what I was doing until that point. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I was just, just doing my laps because I, I knew that track was so such a technical track where you could make a mistake. I was, I was almost not counting on it, but I just was like, all right, I'm just going to stay in, inside of this, this comfort zone. And, and if I finish second, I finish second at this point. It's like the definition of you're just going to ride your own race. You had already decided. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. And, and, and it worked. And now, it worked out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. With that being said, though, I made two, two big mistakes. Um, it would be the, 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 start, the start line turn. Yeah. So we would do the wall jump, the left. 
um, the thing I went flying off the track on is there was a big rut up that ramp, and then because everyone was going roll on that, we actually got down to the plywood um, for that next small double, and I, I almost crashed. It was a couple laps before that last lap, and then on the last lap, what happened, I, I went over that roller, and then my front end hit the plywood and then did that massive twitch, right? Yeah. And that's what spit me off the side. Um, so that's those were the things that I was expecting to happen during that race, you know? Yeah, and and so do you, you could see Webb was closing. I don't know if – there's no way you didn't know he was doing that over the table, right? Or did you kind of – I didn't I didn't know that, and yeah. I, I don't know if, if I ever got that on the board. I probably only looked at my board like two or three times. Right. Um, just trying to stay focused, but um, – I did not know that he was doing that line, no. How hard was the double, by the way, after um, when you went over that table? It, it was weird to see you guys doubling through that rhythm leading to the finish. The triple it must have painful. been so hard. It was, it was, it was painful, but <laughs> I've never struggled with a triple so much in my entire life, all, all day in that thing. And I, I overshot it probably two or three times, and then I cased the crap out of it because I drug my pegs up the ramp. So I was just like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to go double on off. And I think it was actually the same speed because of just going low yeah. on the ground versus, you know, <laughs> popping up in the air with the triple quad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, I, I, as a guy who's sitting in the press box that has no chance of getting hurt, I love rhythms that guys do big, gnarly things in. And, you know, that quad at the end was slow. AC was telling me it was too slow. You're up in the air too long. Um, yep. But I like seeing. Three, four elite guys do that. Uh, I just, I love that. The racecraft within one lane like that, Eli, really fascinates me. I love to see you guys all try to figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right about that, though. With that being said, with it being a little bit steep and sketchy, I'd say, for that dirt, there was a ton of combinations that went into play. There was literally three different ways you could go down that lane, right? Right, yeah. you know, or maybe even four if you <laughs> went inside on the 90 after the whoops and just went roll over, and then you would have gotten to that combo that Cooper was doing. Yeah. but um, Which Sexton, yeah. or not Sexton, Webb told me you were doing that. You were rolling that on the inside. Gonna, so this is, this is <laughs> yeah, that was going to be like my bailout line okay. for the night show if I needed it because I was struggling so bad during the day with the three on off triple. Yeah. With that triple. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dino told me in a post-race interview that he, on the parade lap, he rolled around to the whoops. And he said on the post-race, like, I, I rolled around and I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do with these? What do you want me to do with these? Like, <laughs> Dean was just, I don't awesome. know how I'm going to, how I'm going to do this main event, you know, and it's on the parade lap. Hey, so, yeah. And the, the dragon back. Talk oh about yeah. That thing. That thing was a yeah. curb at the top. Yeah. 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 It was God. It's, it's crazy to, you know, it's just one random round in a round of 17, and you throw something at this. And, and when you guys, guys like you and guys like Cooper and guys like Dino are are telling me how gnarly it is, I got I just shake my head because, you know, I just think even the simplest tracks are gnarly, you know, for me or for I the know, guy. I know. It was gnarly, but it, at the same time, it was like there was t- a lot of time to be made, you know, mm-hmm. or yep. time to be lost. So yep. it was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Um. Eli, you raced a couple years with the 20-lap format, and then they switched to 20 minutes. Did you do two or three years yep. the old way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did, yep. If you can remember back that far, um, the tracks have to be way more hammered now, right? I would imagine. They are. 
They are. Yep. What's weird They're is for sure more deteriorated. Yep. So what I'm getting at is uh, when that changed, the the natural thing would be like the racing's probably going to be less close now because there's five more minutes for dudes to pull away from each other. But and uh-huh. honestly, I think it's gone the other way because you guys have to manage and almost survive, and it's not just everybody sends it as long as they can. It's pedal to the metal, yep. and we go to the check. Do you almost feel that the racing has gotten more strategic with the longer race? Yes. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, uh, especially, yeah, more often than not, because now on a normal normal weekend we're doing twenty six to twenty eight laps. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's hard just to just to go wide open the whole time. There's definitely some uh, thinking going on, you know, on, on when to to you know really send it, when not to, when to take it easy, when to sprint. Yep. Uh, I've noticed you're a little bit more in California, Eli, this year. Is it a weather thing, or what, are you learning from A-Ray, or, like, what is uh, – what is uh, are you in California? Is this more yeah. testing stuff, or what is it? Um, no, to be honest, it's just weather. weather? I'm waiting yeah. on the weather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm – it's cold in Colorado. I'm uh, – yeah, I'm at least a week late this year. So mm-hmm. um, I, would, I would always stay in California until the middle of February. Oh, okay. Week, okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah, I'm like a week or two late, but yep. uh, no big deal. And I can, you know, mm-hmm. thankfully there's still some uh, some Yamaha support out here, and I have my practice mechanic Kyle out here, so we can get it done. Yep. You feel a little safer with A Ray being on the sidelines a little bit at the Yamaha track instead of him jumping in <laughs> motos with you? Or... Oh man, <laughs> uh, he's he's out for a bit. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for? Eli Tomac, we got a couple of calls for you here. Eli, one is Jason's on five. Jason, welcome to the show. What's your question for Eli Tomac? Hey, I was just curious. Um, you know, I was doing a little digging today, and I noticed that it took you a couple of years to really get going in the 450 class. And when you first started out, you had Stu and Villapoto um, that first year, and then it went to Dungey and stuff. And um, Sexton's the youngest one in that top group right now. So do you see – do you remember what it was like, you know, trying to take that spot, you know, like now that you're kind of on your way out and, um, you know, do you, do you sympath- not really sympathize with him, but do you see like what he's going through? Like, do you remember that? Yes, I do. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of us go through that. Um, you know, there's a few unicorns in there that are successful straight away, but, uh, I think most riders, it, it takes, it's at least two years to like, I mean, it took me even longer than that, a lot longer than that, more than two years to, to mentally mature for a 450 racing period. Um, just for who you're lining up against and, and it being, um, 20 minutes, it's a lot harder just to go the extra five minutes or, or the five laps, what it used to be compared to a, a 250 class. And, um, there's just so many good guys on the gate, you know, and it, it's a lot, I mean, there's, there's good. There's you know there's great racers in the 250 class, but the depth of the field is just insane in the 450 class. So uh, everything has to be perfected, and that takes years and years of experience. Yep. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, all right. Cage is on six. Wants to talk about the new Blue Crew. Cage, what's up? You want to talk to Eli Tomac about the new Yamaha? Yeah, I was going to talk to him about the Yamaha, but you only get one chance to talk to Eli Tomac, so. Uh... Might have a different question. Okay. Um, I'm actually at, I'm actually at work right now too. I'm in the break room, so I'll make this quick. Um, so going back to Winterview crash at Lakewood, I was actually at that race. 
Um, didn't get to see it. Um, is there anything else you can tell us about what happened with the cause of that crash or anything that was going on? Um, so, yeah, that's all I'd like to know. All right. Thanks for the call. Going the, back a few uh, years. Yeah. The Lakewood 2015 yeah. crash, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, that that was um, – I don't know. That, that was really strange because those first five motos um, – I, you know, it was some of the best riding I've had in my career, and I yeah, feel I like I, I was, I was not out of my comfort zone in that, in that, that time or at that time. Um, and I, I, what happened was, is I just basically just kept going faster and was comfortable with that, and um, I guess I didn't respect that part of the track enough, and and it was a little bit wet, it was a little bit muddy and off camber, and then my rear end stepped out and. Um, you know, that, that was it. So, uh, so how much of the percentage do you blame GL for the announcer's curse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, who knows? I, I look back at that, and it was that was a huge bummer. I wish I would have, but that's all, that's all in the past now. Yep. Yep. We've done all right since. Done all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for the call. Um, hey, uh, that was interesting that you said, like, yeah, you kind of understand what, what Chase is going through. Um, I'm really impressed with the respect that he's shown you. You showed him. And then I saw even uh, Coop reach out, shake her hand on the podium. I mean, you guys are going at it right now. Yeah. And it's really cool. I feel like when Coop's had a good year, you've had a bad one. When you've had a good year, he's had a bad one. Now we're really seeing you guys go out of head to head. But it's yeah. been interesting to watch the respect between the three of you because I know you're leaving it all out there. It's really interesting off the track, though. You guys have been very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think we what, what's happening. I think is we all three know that we're all fast enough to beat each other, so we don't really want to get any. This is my opinion: is that you don't want to give the other guy any extra motivation to go out there and beat you. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> just being straight up, I like that. <laughs> Especially, actually, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to put any more fire under under their bellies and their you know. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, kindness. it is funny. We've gone over to the Honda rig, and uh, Sexton's dad will joke about that. He's like, "Don't do anything to make Webb mad." Yeah, we do not want Webb angry. Yeah, he rides better when he's angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, All right, we got Brett on six. Brett, what's your uh, question for Eli Tomac? Uh, hi, guys. How are you? Good. Um, hey, Eli. It's Brett, your Aussie super fan here, mate. How are you? Been a while. Hey, what's up? Yep. <clears throat> uh, going good, mate. Hey, I see you've got a bit of an affiliation with Porsche. Is that is that correct? Or um, Yes. Yeah, I um, was was doing some – or I've, I've been in a cup car a couple of times now the uh, GT3 cup car and um, it's just a, a hobby I have. And um, they were able to, you know, provide me with, with a, with a track day in that 992 cup car. So um, that's yeah. the connection there. Yep. Any, yep. Have anything you, would, would you take up like cup racing after, after motor? Uh, maybe, but uh, that's a learning process. And, um, you know, it's, it's something I, I am considering, but uh um, right now, it's just it's it's something that that is is it's similar to to racing a bike, but uh, also something new, so or or different in a way. Um, so I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but um, yeah, that that was the the connection there with Porsche. Yep. Cool. Thanks, Brett. Well, and do you still have you you used to have a green GT3? Have you still got that, or did you sell it? Um, I don't. 
I don't really like to talk about exactly everything I have. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go, That's Brett. Right. Thanks, right. buddy. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Eli Tomac brought to you by OGO Power Sports. Please check them out if you can. Email us if you want a discount from OGO, whether it's the, the 9800, the travel bag, whatever it is, they'll dial you in. Uh, Eli, have you changed much on your bike since the A1? Have you, obviously, small stuff here and there, but have, have you done any major stuff from, you know, the, the preseason testing to now? Um, yeah, I've done, a, I've done a little bit of tweaking, but nothing, nothing yeah. major. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to beat around the bush a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just wonder how comfy you are with it being the new model, and you're learning. Everybody's learning still, right, a little bit. Here's so. the thing is I, I would have expected to be doing way more at this point than mm-hmm. what I have done. Okay. Um, so it's been it's been solid. Right. Yes. Yeah, fair yep. enough. Um, what uh, Is there any chance you see at the SMX races? I know you told us before you don't think so, but have you reevaluated that? Have you rethought that? Is there any way – we see you with those. I'll say uh, right now there's like a um, maybe 50-50 chance. Oh, so. okay. All right. The odds, All right. Are, the odds are getting better, yeah. Yeah, hey, look, there's some good money yeah. at stake, man. <laughs> yeah, there is. So, <laughs> No, that's what we like to hear, 50-50. Great cliffhanger <laughs> drama now. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, at the start of the season, I was saying 98-99 done, but uh, I would say I'm, I'm leading 50-50 now. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so coming up this weekend, Triple Crown, we know you're really good at these. Didn't get the Anaheim 2-1, but I imagine that that, that didn't uh, deter you from loving these things. Uh, I know you don't love them, yeah. but you're, yet you're really good at them. That's what I – yeah. I know. You always say this. <laughs> it's love-hate. Love, I know. Hate. I know. You're, you're, I, I've got a great win record, but, um, yeah, it's uh, – they are what they are. Um, the good thing is my starts I have improved a, a ton this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go with it. And, and I've always said, I, I hope they just keep it to the amount that we have currently. Yeah. So okay. we're, we're, we're seven or six rounds down in this thing. Um, are you having a little bit more fun this year, just soaking it in or, or now, because now this, I mean, sex and a web are, are giving you all you want. They're, they're super fast riders. And things are getting serious, and you want to go out a winner and all of this stuff and win another championship. Mm-hmm. But are you able to kind of be like, ah, this is near the end. Uh, let me let me have some fun, or or is it all business? Um. Well, I mean, this time of year, it's it's hard to be, you know, like too happy go lucky. But um, I, it's it's both. It's both. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I'm, you know, I feel like we're all kind of in, in the pressure cooker, but. Uh, I, in general, I've been having a lot of fun these past two years, just in general as a whole. So Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, a good time. Well, I, listen, I've ridden a Yamaha for a long time. This is what happens, Eli, when you get on a Yamaha. You become happy. You know? Right. Yeah. It's You're just, right. Blue Crew. Blue Crew. Yeah. Just, it God. just makes you this way. Look at Chiz. <laughs> Chiz doesn't ride Blue Crew. He's having a horrible year. His knees hurt. <laughs> Chiz was – how good was Chiz on Yamaha? He, he even was, stalled in the LCQ. Yeah, he stalled it. He stalled and he didn't <laughs> right. make it. Right. I mean, so, it happened. See what I'm saying? It's just facts. Sorry. Like, Chiz has never – yeah, he switched and he yeah. should have stayed. So. Um, yeah, you said the last couple of years uh, you've been enjoying it more. It's funny. Um, I'm thinking about this now. Uh, during the break that we were forced into with the pandemic, you had the Supercross points lead, and then we didn't even know if we'd ever race again. And uh, yeah. you were cool enough. That we did an interview probably in, like, April or something. And I remember you saying, like, man, after this, I'm never going to complain about going in an airport again. I just want the chance to race my motorcycle again. Yeah. Did that give you – and at the moment, we all had that perspective. Do you think that perspective has stuck with you a little bit? Like, oh, now I know what it's like to not have racing. I'm going to enjoy it a little more or not complain about the little things. Has that stuck with you a little bit? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it has. It totally has. Wow. And uh, but I, I feel like as you get older, that starts creeping in your head anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know you're at the tail end of your career. Um, so you you just you enjoy everything about it more and more, and you learn to appreciate it. You know, try not to let it go go too fast. Yeah. Yeah, because I always say anyone in those stands that are watching you, right? If you told them the things that are bad about your job, they'd be like, yeah, but wait, you're getting paid a lot of money to race the best motorcycles in the world? Like, you're complaining yeah. about getting an Uber to the airport at 4 in the morning? Yeah. Like, that's your problem? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're able to and keep that in mind, at least. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, in the end, you're doing everything everyone wants to do. But once you do it for 10 or 12 years kind of forget how cool it is sometimes yeah. but we had to take it away briefly so that probably helps yeah yep yep yeah maybe it helped our helped our whole group you know seems like we're i think we're all so sticking around it's yeah. true the whole group is you're right yeah all right well we don't want yeah. that to happen again so not yeah. worth it no no, <laughs> no. it's uh, it's crazy right now eli like obviously rc and dunge and villapoto uh hung it up a little bit early and multi-time champions and you're on the list you're passing these guys you're tied with rc you're moving up the ranks but only Chase is really, like, super young among this group. Like, you guys, uh-huh. a lot of you guys are turning this, you're all dads, and you're all turning this tide into older racers still still going, you know? For a long time, it was like, oh, these guys are retiring early and this and that, but it seems to be flipped now. Yeah, and um, maybe, I don't I don't know. It's, I think it's just straight up you, whether or not you're burned out mentally, period. Yeah. I, um, you know, physically... You know, I, I, we're we're obviously plenty competitive mm-hmm. at thirty years old. So, um, t- it's all upstairs, man. If you want to, if you just want to do it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah RV said uh, a few weeks ago he wishes he would have changed uh, teams like you to, at the end to keep him yep. happier and more motivated. You know, I think he looks at what you did leaving longtime Cowie and nothing against Cowie, but just a new situation, new bike, new energy, yeah. all of that. He wishes he would have done that. You know, so yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, it's a tough thing. I mean, loyalty is obviously great, but um, like I said, a, a new a new fender can change a lot of things. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, anything else for Eli Tomac, Weech? I'm sure there'll be plenty more talks with him as yeah. the year goes on. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. it up. Well, yeah, yeah Weech, you're doing TV, you're doing live announcing. I, what I else, do, what's next? Actually, I do want to thank you, Eli. Uh, we did an interview there at Press Day. I think you did like eight or nine, you said. And, of course, you knew yep. what questions were coming. Everybody was just going to ask you about Tampa in nine different ways. <laughs> uh, yep. But uh, I appreciate A, you doing the interview, and you have good, honest answers. And actually, that was the first time I had done stuff for the Race Day Live show, and they were, like, blown away. They were like, that's one of the best Eli interviews we've ever seen. And I'm like, well, thank him, not me. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Made me look good in front of the bosses. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good. good. Well, deal. I mean, you took it on the head. We, we were actually saying the same thing about Sexton. These have been some disappointing runs here, and he's facing the music head-on. I feel like you're doing the same. We, we don't always yep. see that, so... We'll give you credit yeah. when it's due. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, Eli, thanks for calling, and I appreciate it. Great job in Oakland. This is a cool season so far, man. Uh, I know that, you know, maybe it's a bit much. Maybe you'd love to have a bigger points lead, I'm sure. But uh, for <laughs> yep. us, it's, this, is, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> this one. All right. Okay. Cool. We'll, Thank we'll you. See you guys. Thanks. All right. See you. Bye. That's Eli Tomac, everybody. Brought to you by OGO Power Sports. Please check them out if you can. Email us if you want a discount on the show. Same point we made about Sexton. Like, yeah. in the past... If a guy at Tomac's level wins the first couple races, then gets a fifth, the next weekend everybody's going to be so scared. Like, who's going to have yeah. the guts? Yeah. 
to ask this guy about last week. Right. And everybody did because everybody, he was fine with it. Yeah. He didn't stare laser beams to anybody. He answered the same thing probably nine times. Yeah. Um, he wasn't angry that people dared question a fifth. He even said, I was questioning myself as much as you guys. We didn't always get dudes yeah. being dishonest. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right about that. Seven o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at a Cherubies. No Cherubies plastic? Uh, isn't it the eight o'clock hour? Nope. Because we are still in seven o'clock hour. Barely. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock, seven o'clock, sir. Okay. Seven fifty eight. A Cherubies. What about? You like a Cherubies? Oh yeah. Good stuff. Handguards. Love it. Got handguards. That's good. I just didn't know how to put them on my one ten, but now thanks to the gearhead, mm-hmm. I know. Add a Cherubies USA on social media, cherubiesusa.com for the, for the uh, website. Whether it's the Red Bull KTM guys, the Monster Kawasaki guys, the Gas Gas guys, many others along the way. At Cherubies is fine-tuned to products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Bring your bike back to life with handguards, discards, and more. Add a Cherubies USA. If you want a discount from the folks at Cherubies, use the email form, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Jason Wygant in studio, brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Outside sales rep uh, for the U.S. market for just one. That is the job of the week. Uh, H&A Sports Protection is seeking industry experience outside sales reps to help grow and develop multiple territories for torque and just one product lines. There we go. Uh, the independent outside sales rep will faci- facilitate sales of our torque and just one brands to area dealers while maintaining company objectives. Upload your resume for free today on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. And if you're a company looking for... Uh, people use them to advertise and uh, they have a lot of web traffic they'll find you good people motorcycleindustryjobs.com the number one uh, source for power sports companies looking for employees so thank you to those guys all right let's get right to our next guest because i have a lot of questions to this gentleman uh and i'm going to start with a simple one and we'll, we'll, we'll move forward from there uh brought to you by renthal uh the renthal works fit tool the best place to learn and determine what brand you are looking for compare all the renthal bends then input your bike and compare the OE bends. Then input another brand's bend specs, and uh, the tool will draw that bar to allow you to compare that way also. Uh, rent the, they have an inventory locator uh, on there as well for the USA. They have more championships than all their other brands combined. Uh, Cooper Webb, uh, Renthal guy, Chase Sexton, Renthal guy, Jason Anderson, Renthal guy, Renthal.com, sprockets, chains, grips, fat bar 36 to the 7 8 bar. I got a 7 8 bar sent to me for my project bike. And yeah, what are you working on? A 90YZ125. Why's that? I may have bit off more than I can chew. Why Why did you pick that? Because Mr. Side needed money to finish his garage in Texas. What? Where are you going with this? Th- that's where I'm going. I okay. bought Mr. Side's basket case. This was Mr. Side's bike? Yes. Oh, man. It just, the gift keeps on he giving. He needed money for this shop. Oh, my God. I wanted a new project bike, but he oh delivered it, and it is just, I mean, it, he didn't. No, look, I'd love to. I'd love to bust his balls. He didn't. Pro, he didn't deliver it in the, any condition that he didn't say it was in. So he said it was bad. Yeah, yeah, and it's bad. So Renthal.com, bringing you our next guest. He is uh, one of the owners of Dirtworks uh, Track Builders. That you see those dirt tracks each and every Saturday night in Supercross. And uh, let's get to the bottom of this. Alex Gillespie, what's up, Alex? How are you, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I know it's late in, in Texas. You're already there. You went right from uh, right from Oakland to, to Dallas to build, all right? That's a, that's a life you guys lead. Yeah, we made it out of Oakland alive. <laughs> uh, what is the schedule? What's the teardown? And then what? take us to our listeners. Give us our listeners an idea of how hard you guys work. Yeah, so Oakland, um, loading that place out, actually – 
we lost power. So towards in the night, um, the stadium lights turned off and we were loading trucks in the dark. So um, we're lucky that didn't happen the day before because the street lights weren't working. It was kind of a mess. But, uh, yeah, so right after the race, uh, we pile up all the dirt, pluck all the pipe out. Mm-hmm. We take down the um, the berm restraints or the nests, as you call it, um, the starting gate, and we do some miscellaneous stuff. But we try and get out of there quickly to get some sleep because – all day Sunday, we were loading out all the jumps, and we were just leaving the um, floor in for someone else to to uh, load out and bring the field Jeez. back to life. So we didn't get out of there till about 10:30 at night. Five hours of sleep, and we hopped on a plane, and now we're here in Texas, getting ready to go to work tomorrow. It's just nuts, the guys, the things that you guys do. Very, very hard workers. Um, I have a lot of questions, Alex. Can I just get right to this? So yeah, okay. Who opens the building for you when you get there? Like, is there some sort of like, like you, okay, you, you pull up or whoever pulls up, we rented this for the week or, and then there's gotta be somebody that's like, yeah, we're going to let you in and turn the power on. How does that work? Yeah. I have like a building contact per every venue, like a 24 hour security or some manager. And uh, they kind of relay the message to who needs it. And then, Either I get like a pass or my credential works, and I just yeah just pull my van right on the floor and get after it. Really? Okay, so it's never a problem to get in these buildings uh, Monday morning or whatever. It's never a problem. Not really. I mean, if there is, I just make a couple phone calls to um, someone okay. I felt, and pretty soon I'm in there. Okay. I was just you know these giant buildings. Like who's? Don't give anyone any ideas. Who's in there? Somebody's going to show up. Who's turning the light on and being like, okay, <laughs> you can start working. Would you guys like a movie on the Jumbotron? I don't know. I don't know how that works. There's always security. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Good. So a fan can't rock up to Indy the Monday before the race and be like, I swear, I build the tracks. Not. Let me in. <laughs> no, they'll get stopped. And so the first thing you do, you throw plywood down for the most part, right? Um and then the dirt's already being trucked in, like, that morning? Like, everybody, the, the loaders are coming in with, the trucks are coming in with dirt? Just nonstop? Well, like, every, everyone's kind of different because sometimes Monster Jam follows us or we follow Monster Jam, or sometimes we load the dirt in and we load it out. But Feld has, um, like, an in-house um, flooring crew, mm-hmm. or sometimes the building provides the the plywood, and, and they lay it for us. So, oh, okay. Um, I've laid plywood before, but we kind of wiped our hands clean of that, and and they take care of it. So thank God, because when I did it, it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, I can yeah. imagine. What's the best stadium to work with on this on the circuit? What's the place you look forward to going to the most? Uh, there's a bunch of good ones because they're all kind of unique in their own ways. But anything with a concrete floor is kind of sweet because okay. you're not dealing with peeling off a of plywood or yep. that plastic stuff we call product. Right. Um, yeah, the concrete floor is just awesome because it's just it's faster. You can it's just less of a headache. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, we, like Dallas, you when you are well, you you'll know tomorrow morning. It's just a straight up concrete floor right now. Yeah, they hauled in um, two hundred loads today. So when we get there, it's concrete floor, and the the dirt's can half the dirt's gonna be piled up right in the center. So yeah, you should be able to get after it pretty quick. So many questions here. Brought to you by the folks at Renthal, Alex Gillespie from Dirtworks. Um, hey, is Rich Winkler? Rich is still around. Like, he's not doing the tracks anymore, but Rich started Dirtworks way back in the day and had the contract forever. And you work with Rich? Yeah. I mean, Wink is retired. I mean, yep. I'm, 
I mean, I'm buying him out. Um, he's still involved, I guess. I, I I can still call him up and run questions by him and stuff. But I mean, I try not to because he's retired, right? I don't want to yeah, yeah. keep working. But <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a legend. I feel like he never got enough credit for the influence he had on the sport. He uh, started it in 1991, and before that, he worked for you know Mike Goodwin and all the other promoters. Yep. And he had kind of like a Oh, like a Mike Muey job at one point. So yeah, um, did he work for Savitsky? Yeah. Was was he John? Was or John was competition? I don't even know. John Savitsky was a legendary in track 80s, builder, eighties, nineties yeah. track builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, back and forth of him. I mean, uh, I don't know all the details, yeah. but I know Wink was kind of the guy that kind of invented the idea of like one company would build all the tracks to keep them yep. consistent. So like. They didn't really believe one guy could build one, load it out, get to the next venue, load it in, and build another. So oh, Rich okay. kind of pro- Rich kind of proved everyone that that was that was yeah. doable. I mean, he invented like you know the on-off, the technique of cutting whoops off of an elevated pad. I mean, he probably built the first triple. So yeah, he's a lot yeah. of the things we see today. He kind of shaped. Wow. Yeah, he's a legend. The wink was around forever when I was a mechanic. Right, he was the guy still. So. All of that was going on. So we just had Eli Tomac on, and yep. he told us how gnarly Oakland was, even for a guy like him. And everyone, Alex, told us how gnarly Oakland was. Uh, when you design that and build it, are you like, oh, yeah? Like, uh, like is this a conscious effort to be like, we're challenging you guys with this? Like, we're, we're doing something different. Like, how does it go into that? Because, you know, whoops, dragon whoops had everyone living in fear of that. So what, what goes into something like that? And how much bitching do you hear from the guys? Well, I mean, like two whoop pads, we used to see all the time. I mean, we you don't. I mean, I guess for the past year or two, not so much. But I mean, when I ten years ago, I remember seeing two long sets of whoops a lot. Yeah. Um So, I mean, Dino kind of said it best. Is what Dino was talking about whoops on your review pod, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he and he was saying that they're really pretty built consistently this year. But what makes them gnarly is how cupped out they get and how steep they get and that's kind of out of our control on how they break down right Mm -hmm, so it's like chase kind of says the same thing he he always says like he always says they're they're too steep or don't make them steep but we can't really control how they how they break down and then you only have so much maintenance time so um you know we fight that but we knew i don't try and make like anything too too dangerous by no means, but right. I want it to, we all want it to be challenging. We want mm-hmm. it to be a good track. And just like Eli said, um, there was tons of opportunities to make up time, which is like exactly what I want. I don't want it to be just follow the leader, you know, and a big place like Oakland, it's, it's a good opportunity to, to make a track like that. Right, right. And uh, where do you stand on the sand sections that are, have so many riders angry at you guys right now? <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't disagree with the riders, but sometimes they love them too. So it's mm-hmm. like such a preference thing. Like, I mean, in uh, Houston, did Eli like the sand? Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe he didn't. I, I don't know. But the fans like it. Um, they're the ones that buy the tickets in the seats. It creates inconsistency. Yep. So I like that. Makes yep. So I don't know. I, as a rider, I can't – I agree. I, the sand is probably not the funnest, mm-hmm. but as a fan, it's kind of badass. 
Yeah. Um, we see different – you talk about the whoops and breaking down and you can't control that, you're, and I agree and I know what you're saying. But, like, San Diego whoops are round and big, right? And I, I walk over there and I'm like, holy shit, look at these things. And then Chiz walks by or someone comes by and goes, no, nah, those are going to be easy. They're, 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 they're round and big. You can bounce off of them. They'll be really easy. And they did prove to be fairly easy, although some guys crashed. And then other sets are steeper and more pitched and all – like, who's – can you shape the whoops like that, or is it kind of like how the operator builds whoops, or is it a different operator every time? I know Menenga used to do a lo- the whoops a lot, but how does it determine the shape of said whoops? Yeah, um, Corey and Ross are the are the two guys that are doing the whoops every week because they want um, they want the same, they want them to be consistent. So you, yep. you, obviously the same guys the better. Menenga's not here anymore, so it's just them two. Um, and to me, they all seem they're pretty they're pretty close. Okay. I, mean, um, I know I got some heat in in Oakland that they were the first set was massive, but if you look at the the height of the top of the whoop to the like the transition in between, mm-hmm. they weren't that big. What made them look huge was we cut the floor down um, like next to the whoops, like where the big LED screen, the manager's tower sit. So it gave them like an illusion that they were just massive. Oh, okay, got it. Um, yeah, so you're saying really the goal week to week is for the the whoops to be similar, actually. Yeah, I mean, whether if they're loader whoops or dozer whoops, I mean, the second set in Oakland was the first set of loader whoops we had all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like they actually held up better. The only reason, the first set I actually fixed between time qualifying, which was the, because there was no seed practice or uh, – um, there was no like futures or KTM juniors or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. we had a we had a fifty minute maintenance there, so I fixed the whole first set because that was the worst set, and the first set was the dozer whoops. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to our listeners dozer and loader whoops? Because yeah, there's riders running around going dozer whoops, loader whoops. I like like it's like um it's it's like picking your hottest chick. That everyone's got a different opinion and what works and what doesn't. Can you <laughs> can you explain the difference for our listeners? Um yeah so. Dozer whoops, we usually cut um, tip to tip, 14 foot apart, and the loaders are, we usually do 13. Um, the dozer, you can build bigger whoops if they're 14 versus 13 because the dozer is kind of long. But mm-hmm. um, it's the whoops are flatter when you build them with a dozer. They're not as steep. Okay. Where loader whoops, you can kind of get, you know, buck wild if you don't know what you're doing. But if you watch, like, the time lapse of, say, Corey cutting loader whoops on a uh, on the Dirtworks Instagram, you'll you'll see how we do it, and then maybe this week I'll post a time lapse or something of us doing yeah doing dozers. I should actually do two videos and and put them on one post. You could swipe left and right and, and watch. But um, I don't know. I feel like if if I had all the riders walk the track and ask them, is this dozer or loader, they might not be able to tell. Yeah, because I think uh, I think Corey or maybe Ross, somebody DM me. We had a rider on the show talking about dozer whoops and dozer, dozer, dozer. Might have been chatter. I don't know. And they wrote me and they're like, yeah, those are loader whoops. Or what, vice versa. <laughs> like, like this rider was so sure and he got it totally wrong, like what it was. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They, so they don't even know necessarily, right? Yeah. Yeah, but- Chad, Ch- Chad's pretty vocal on the whoops and um, <laughs> he wants us to fix them with the dozer. But, uh, I mean, the melted-down ones that he might ride in, in Florida, you could probably lift the blade up and fix them with a the dozer. But um, i like to see him come do that with the dozer we have at Supercross. Right, right. <laughs> what makes you decide, one, to build one one way or the other? 
Well, if the pad is really soft, you can't use the loader because it'll get sideways and crooked, mm-hmm. and then your bucket's crooked, and then the loader, the whoop has like a low spot and a high spot. But if the dirt's like a pretty good consistency, you can you can use the loader. Um, but it, you know, if the pad is really soft, like an indie say, you just use the dozer because you can angle your blade, so they'll be the perfect height and even all the way across. Right, so it's never a decision based on, like, we think one race is better than the other or it's going to do this to the riders or the other. It's literally all based on the requirements. This is the only way we can build it depending on the dirt we have. Yeah, it's like the cards were dealt with how the material rolls Mm -hmm. into the stadium. Right. It's also kind of hard to guess. Like, um, I know we got a little heat on the track being soft in Oakland and some stuff being steep, but um, it's like you get your first bucket of dirt and you and you build your first jump and the dozer goes over and tracks it and then you know you got all these people texting me like is the track going to be soft on race day is there going to be deep ruts is it going to be hard and it's like tuesday morning and it's (laughs) like well the sun's going to be baking on it for a few more days yeah um uh it's, it's like and i've been pretty right sometimes other times i've been i've been off so it's it's not the easiest thing to just exactly predict race conditions what uh, do you feel sometimes like, like yeah, like even myself, I've been hard on tracks, right, and, and and critical of tracks, and riders are. It's a bit of a no-win situation for you, and like I, I think I feel like I praise good tracks, and, and you know here and there, I like tracks that separate guys. I like tracks where only you know five guys do things. I like all that kind of stuff, but other people don't. You know, Zach Osborne has been tweeting, "Easy tracks make for great racing." I tell you people all the time. So he's on the opposite fence. But do you feel, Alex, a little bit like you guys are literally in a no-win situation? Like, it's like the broadcast. Everyone's going to complain. Yeah, it's politics. I mean, I was even hesitating on coming on this podcast because, I mean, you guys are analysts, right? So, like, and I'm the track builder. So it's like, what am I doing? But, uh, yeah, I I learned to just not really listen to that. And just as long as we're blowing these tracks out in, like, two and a half days, three mm-hmm. days, if you come in the stadium on a – on a Thursday afternoon, we're putting the gate in and just putting in some TV pipe and building some robo camera pad. Like the track is pretty much done. So like we're blowing these tracks in basically two and a half, three in three days. And we're, we do the best we can. And as long as I know that we, you know, as, as long as I know that we did the best we can, mm-hmm. what some people say is it is what it is, you know, yeah. we'll move on to the next one. I feel like I feel like the past couple of years, we've had great racing. And even before that, we've always had some good racing. Some tracks, we, we can't win them all, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Nope. How many conscious decisions? This is what we always think. We think on the outside, like, oh, they're trying to make a hard track for X, or they're trying to make an easy track for Y. And that is like the two theories. Like, oh, if you make the easier track, they stay closer. If you make a challenging track, there's more separation. Maybe that's more fun. We think we think we know why things are done the way they are. Are, is that even a conscious decision you're making, like, let's make it easy or let's make it hard? Or you just build a track and then, like you said, there's variances you can't control and it just turns out the way it turns out? Kind of like the way it turns out the way it turns out. I mean, sometimes I think, like, I'm not too high on the tr- – we'll finish the track and I'll be like, you know, this track isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And then the racing is amazing. And mm-hmm. at the end of the night on Saturday, I'm like, this track was badass. And <laughs> other times – it's just one line, and I'm like, you know, our, our goal really is to have multiple lines, and that's kind of why I'm anti 
transponder and like the the uh, what they call the ghost racing, the dark fish, yeah. yeah, 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 because it gives everyone so much data, and they just look at the data. Like, what was faster, two three or three two? And then like, I don't know, what's the data show? It's like yeah. yep. it kind of takes takes that out of racing, and uh-huh. like, that always hasn't been around. Yeah, goodbye split split lane sections. Those don't work anymore. There's just nope. We all know which way is the fast one now. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, there's there's um ten transponders now, and there used to be four four last year. Now there's like ten. So there's so many splits. Yeah. But I I don't know. If, I don't really go on the AMA um like site and look at that stuff. I don't know if you guys can see all those splits or. I think a lot of I think a lot of those new transponders also work with that that uh the green light that was on Phil's bike. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so going to use it more and more on TV as they get it figured out to be like, okay, now we know this dude in this whoop section right now has been faster the last few laps. I think that's their ultimate goal, to right. have more data for the TV show. Yep. yep. Um, but, yeah, every time they get another piece of data, that takes the guesswork out of what line to take through a section, right? Yeah, the only thing that saves us, really, is how much the track breaks down. Like, right. It breaks down so much in the main events that – what the data showed was the fastest all day could completely 180 because yeah. something is just so chewed up, it's now slower. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, Renthal bringing you Alex Gillespie from Dirtworks on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. We've got some calls for you, Alex. Let's, uh, let's take some calls from some listeners, some good questions in here too. Justin, what's your question for Alex? Hey, Alex, uh, big fan of what you do, man. I was just curious if, like going to a city you previously gone to, do you look at, old track maps and kind of get an idea of what raced good and what didn't or do you guys just totally wing it from the start yeah good question um i flip through old track maps all the time i mean i have all of winkler's maps that go way back so i always like to flip through and then watch on youtube and and just kind of take notes and and incorporate that into some some designs and then Lately, I had I've had like a fan or two be mailing me in some plans, and actually the Oakland one was one that uh, a track map that got mailed in to me, and I think I might have changed some things. I don't really remember, but um, wow, yeah, I love yeah. to look. I love to look back on some old stuff because I mean, if there's a split lane or something that works amazing, why not try and incorporate it again or, or remix it and change it up a little bit? Uh, how much do you, yeah. so when you Alex when you design these tracks and you send them to to Prater and Mui and everybody to look at, uh, how much do they tweak your stuff just for their reasons? Or are they? Or do you have an open book, pretty much? No, I mean, I've learned over the years there's, like, you know, a bunch of requirements. Like okay. The finish, li- the finish line kind of needs to be end of the first lap, ideally. Um, we got, you got to leave room for the manager's towers and the, the big LED score tower. Yeah. Um, so you got to create some dead space. And there's that big flame unit too. Um, Doc Bodner needs to have his paths. Uh, what else? You gotta oh, like when they're doing practice. It's it's kind of nice for when the bikes are exiting. You can kind of start the next practice. So you sure. gotta think about that. Yeah. Um, there's the, there's the big stage, so you gotta leave room for that. And um, you know the tunnels. Which which tunnel are they gonna load the bike from, and which tunnel are they gonna exit from? So, like, you know, you read off all these requirements. You're like, man, there's a lot of things I kind of got to think about. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, all, all that comes into play. Right. Uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks, boys. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, Chris is on five. Chris uh, Chris wants to know what it takes to get a job as a track builder, right, Chris? Yeah, Alex, Chris, uh, Minnesota. 
So my brother does some construction work, and I took him to a Supercross race. He was watching your guys build jumps and whoops and uh, tame them down, sharpen them. He was just—he was in amazement. He said, "Man, those guys are artists on those things." And so I was just thinking, to to build a track or to get a job to do that, do they literally have to audition? Like, do, is there some large pound of I don't know, a chunk of dirt, and you say, "Okay, go build a jump. Let me see you." This is the best you know, whoop like builder in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or is it just like, "Hey, I got a buddy. Trust him," and then you yeah. throw him out there on a bobcat? No, I mean th- this is a a question that's like kind of difficult because god it's like i get so many emails through the website and if you've emailed me and i haven't emailed you back i apologize but um i can't keep up there's so many people that want to come out and do this and i'm thinking like what you really want to be away i haven't been home since christmas like do you really want to be away from your family for that long and put in these many hours i mean it's worse we're the six of us that work at Dirtworks, we're like a little family, you know. We got Airbnbs and and we're we live together, you know. So like hiring a new guy is actually kind of dangerous. It's like True. scary, really, yeah, because yeah. it's like, what if this guy's just like some some partying maniac or this or that, and then you got to find a new dude and um, if he's not up to par. So I love I we used to always try a new guy out um, at Monster Cup because it's that one-off event, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we lost oh, it, yeah. so. Uh, I've been like really careful about trying to find new guys, but um, we got a killer crew right now. I couldn't be happier. Well, that Corey guy seems shady. I don't know about him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm kidding. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Chuck. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, tell you what, Chris. You know what you you know what you should do. And this is just just consider this a free idea, okay? So I'm sorry, Chris. Alex. I mean, sorry. Thanks, Chris, for calling. Alex, just consider this a free idea. Uh, do you have bobcats? Do you guys have bobcats? Do you have bobcats? Right. Caterpillar, skid steer, cat. Well, the little tiny bobcat things. Is that the same thing? That's skid steer. Oh, yeah, skid steer. Yeah. Skid steer. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So in Europe, there used to be this guy that would drive one on the start straight and do circles. <laughs> wheelies. And wheelies. And then he would get it up on one track and go around and around and around. <laughs> you, could get, you should get that guy. Uh, um, the, with a tired skid steer, not the rubber track one, the little tires, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, black, black sheep, or black sheep kid. Um, oh, I don't. I don't, I don't oh, know. he even knows the name. Oh, you know the name. Oh, yeah, he, he's on Instagram. Um, that CMP Attachments Company. Um, I've been working with them, and they gave me that special bucket that like tills the ground. He's. Uh, I think they helped him out too. So yeah, I follow him. Dude, there you but, go. Uh, Get that guy. Have him do some wheelies on the start straight. For Absolutely, you. dude. Like roundy rounds, and then like I think he was putting the bucket in and going up and down, and like yeah, we all loved it. It was great, great time. They could all do right, more. Well, I'm not here for you. Okay, they could do more track maintenance. They use him as an excuse for entertainment. Yeah, and then while he's doing it and no yeah. one's watching, they sneak in they, five more yeah. minutes of track See? maintenance. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it, yep. Alex. So one team told me. And I don't know how crazy of an idea this is. This would be a radical idea than more unfelled in AMA's department. But one team told me we should go to like a road race type of start, qualifies one, two, three, four, back, you know, in a, in, a, in a lane. And then you have two more lanes for the tracks. The tracks can be longer and better and bigger and all of that if we just got rid of that start straight. What do you think, Alex? Oh, you mean like putting 11 gates in front of 11 gates? Yes. Like, 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 Staggered start. Yeah, staggered start, like a MotoGP start or whatever. And then you get rid of that huge start straight and you build two more lanes. 
and now, now we go. Yeah, I mean, if if they're down for it, we'll build it, right? Right. I mean, uh, the starts like when you have a st- start straight going down the stadium long ways, you you're limited to three lanes on the left and two on the right. Yep. And then however many lanes you have in the back, that's how short those long lanes on the side get. Yep. So, yep. I mean, coming up with creative like layouts is you're, there's only so many options. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, okay, look, I'm sure you've heard this. They cannot pass in 90-degree corners. All I ever hear every week from our guy JT is like, this track has 90s, can't do anything in the 90s. Is it possible in a rectangle football stadium, can you build a track without 90s? Is it just like, we know, we can't work around it, this is the way all tracks have to be? How does the 90-degree thing happen? I'm sure you've heard it's hard to pass in 90s. Yeah, I mean, unless you make like a – you know, an inside berm and then leave the outside and then the next jump is steep on one side and roll down on the other or you do mm-hmm. some kind of split thing to try and get two options and then that's just another risk that it's just going to be one side's going to be abandoned. So, I don't know. Whoever says that, I mean, c- come up with a a cool layout and send it in. I'll look at it. It's, it's, yeah. I'm open for anything. But that's what I mean. You've never been able to make a rectangle football shape track. To connect it, you just need to have 90s? There's no way around that? You're saying build a track without without with zero 90-degree turns. Yes. Could you build in a football stadium without 90-degree turns, or is it impossible to make a track loop around without that? Yeah, how would you do that? Off, I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I mean, maybe there's a layout that has zero 90-degree turns. I mean, there, there might have even been one, but if there, is, if there is one, how many times are you going to use it? Just over and over and over again, like an arena cross? Yeah. yeah right, yeah, right, Same right. track, right? Yeah. No, I only ask saying... I just want to know, maybe it's just a necessary evil, where it's like, we know you can't pass in the 90s. We can't build a track without one in a rectangle. You have to have 90-degree turns. It's just hard to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yes. usually always got to have a few. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. We got Nick on one as well. Nick, uh, welcome to the show. What's your question for uh, Alex? Yeah, Alex, just want to know, like, when you guys are, you know, bulking out, to fill these stadiums, is there such thing anymore as, you know, bringing a, a wedding agent in to mix with the dirt so it, you know, holds the moisture? Or say when you go to the East Coast and we get, like, a lot more snow, is the drying agent still a thing? Do they mix lime in these things to keep them dry? What's it like to sort of, you know, maintain a, a, a Supercross track, say, in the, in the sun or the heat? Keeping the moisture in, I mean, you just we just got to stay on it with water, you know? I mean, um I feel like they haven't seen much dust at all this year. We've been lucky with overcast days on on race day, and then um, the drying agent thing. There's there's a whole new uh, like procedure put in place to use that. So I don't really want to get too 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 into that. But uh, um, we besides Oakland, and we had a rough loading in San Diego. We've been pretty lucky with weather. But um, I have heard that there's some company a long time ago that tried to pitch like mixing a pile with some kind of spray wax to like lock in moisture but I've, nothing's ever happened with it and I've, I've never seen it so yeah I saw that that guy was at a race or that company's at a race and they're talking to me about it I know and I was just like oh yeah I don't know man I don't know how this works so it was really confusing in, Gl- yeah. in Glendale one time some guy came out and had a it was like shredded coconut husks or something and he gave us like a, a couple sacks of it mm. and it, it actually he had like two aluminum trays and one was filled with dirt and then one was filled with that coconut stuff and he dumped like a gallon of water in each one 
and the the one with dirt in it was like pretty soupy mud and the and the one full of coconut stuff mm. was like a good so we actually used that once, but I don't know what ever happened with that guy. He disappeared. <laughs> he ran out of coconut husks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. Alex Gillespie on the uh, Pulp Mech Show brought to you by folks at Renthal, Renthal.com. The universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock and the first choice for the world's premier athletes and race teams. Alex, like, these tough blocks, man. Like, what are we doing? What what are we What do we got to do? Like, I... They're, they're, they're being thrown out in front of everybody. Look, I know they're a pain in the ass for you. You don't got to tell me. I'm sure they are. You got to load these things into trailer trucks. And there's got to be a better way. Like, I, I've told Prater this. I've told Mui this. Like, I go to Europe. They're really long, and they're, or they're shaped like triangles, so they don't catch as many foot pegs. They're, 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 they're longer, so they don't get thrown out in place. I came up with an idea of a tray. These, these things should sit in a tray that are staked down to the track. Uh, and with, with edges so that they don't move really easy, but yet they do move if you absolutely clean one out. What are we doing with these tough blocks, dude? Uh, well, I don't disagree. The tray idea has pros and cons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get this going. Yep. You want pro, pros first or cons? Pros. Pros. The pros are if you were to put, like, little trays out that the blocks sit in, you put them out perfectly straight, and whenever the block gets hit or blown off the track, when that gets put back in place, perfectly straight. It's not going to be in a different spot, right? It, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's super cool because you put them out, everyone signs off on it. They're there during track walk, and that's where they remain. So I think that's a, that's a cool concept. The con of that is every block now has like four moving parts: a tray and what some stakes. Yeah, two little stakes. Yep. Yep. If the tray gets ripped out, are there some stakes laying in the track that are sharp, or or, or how does that work? No, they're not really sharp. They're they're they, they just need something to anchor into the dirt, so they can just be like a a straight pin almost that just pounds into the dirt, you know, something like that. They don't got to be sharp, I don't think. Yeah, I, I hear, and and this isn't this isn't like my department, by the way. Yes, this sure. is this is well, fell, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm gonna yell and, at somebody, and you're you're on the phone, so. <laughs> Okay, and the tapered idea—I mean, I'm all for it. And I—and I—I don't want to speak for Fell, but I think they're on the same page. I think they like the tapered idea, and I think they're heading that direction when the when they do replace the blocks or recut them. Because I haven't really looked at the foam under the covers, but I mean, you could just recut them with a hot wire and into that tapered sure and that yeah. tapered design. Because like, just some background on blocks. There's two tractor trailers of just tough blocks, right? There's, um, and, and then the third tractor trailer is miscellaneous foam, which is like the A-frames and all that stuff that, like, you know, protects the sharp corners on the stadium wall. Yeah. So, so as far as the tough blocks go, they all go on these metal racks, and 36-foot blocks go on one metal rack, and you can fit 63-foot blocks on another. But if – if they're tapered, like like you say, to a certain spec, mm-hmm. I mean, you can fit forty. You could fit forty nine of them on a six foot blocks on a rack, and boom, ninety eight three foot ones on a rack. So you could shed a whole trailer off the top. Boom! I just say failed money. Whoa! I just say failed money. No, I did. I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it, you think about a, a triangular tough block. 
They have a wider base, and then where the foot peg is, it's it's away from the foot peg. It's not going to catch it as much. It's not going to, and you're still going to get your advertising. That's why they're out there. They're out there for advertising, and I understand that. But yeah, it, yeah. it seems like yeah. it would fix it. Uh, yeah. And if there was a handle underneath them, like that, maybe had like an metal eyelid or something, then maybe you just stake through that instead of the tray. Sure. Um, like only on blocks that are super important, like down technical rhythm lanes or something. Mm-hmm. I think that might be better than the tray. But okay. Um, I don't know. I, I know they had talked about redoing it all, and then COVID hit, and it kind of never came back. So I, just, I, I think you'll see them soon. I just can't believe we can't do anything. Like in 1997, when Tough Blocks first came in, they're the same. They're, I mean, yes, we have the shorter ones up the triple. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, the, the half-size ones, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So we've changed that, and I props to those people that decided on that. But they just lay out on the track, and Benny Bloss this weekend almost took Eli down. Went, got sideways in the long rhythm, kicked three of them onto the track. Eli was jumping like, I, we got it. We can do. We can do better. We got to do better. They, they are better. They're better in Europe. They work. You know. So I don't. Yeah, know. they got Savachi too. I watched him hit a three footer on the whoop section. Was, yeah, but I don't know. They save. They save. They save you too. The they do. Time. It's, it's, they do. They do save a, you. It's a hard battle every now and then. And then also too, Alex. What about the nets? Can we get more nets? I I told Prater, does he need like four hundred bucks? I'll and I can four hundred. I I don't know. They don't look like they cost that much. But um, if he needs <laughs> four hundred bucks, and if I can have a pulp wrapped pole, I'll, I'll give the money. Like these nets are fantastic. They're one of the best things we've had in our sport. They've saved riders. They've allowed berms to be built on the outside of the stadium, so they've allowed for better racing, better track designs. They saved riders. The only problem is, why aren't there more? Why don't we have don't another know. four? I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I know the the bases are probably the expensive part. It's like a road plate with fork pockets on it. Okay. Probably metal, but... Um, I'll, yeah. go, I'll go steal some metal from the junkyard. I'll make them. Yeah, I mean, just tell me, tell me, the, give me the word. Hey, if they're there, I'll put them in a berm for you. <laughs> I just, they're great, right? Like, why don't we have more? They, they really do work. And when I see a flat turn with no net, it just saddens me. <laughs> yeah, I think there might be one this week. Oh, see? Yeah, I'm going to start crying. Is that, that, so, yeah, good job, Prater. We'll be all right. You could make the 90s better if they could have. You could. An outside. Yeah. Uh, with a with a net, yeah. Because like the uh, after the whoops in Tampa, that was a totally flat ninety. Yeah, I'm assuming, Alex, that's because you can't have a berm right in front of the stands, right? No, um, no. That was actually so. so oh. The next turn, the next right hand turn after the triple, mm-hmm. um, there was a curb berm, right? Yeah, that was that was because we want. I mean, we wanted them to go outside and triple onto that tabletop. Yep, and they were doing it in press. Yeah. And Craig actually went um, inside roll, what was it, over tabletop, off the back of that three-footer, landed in the top pocket of the Dragon, oh. and I believe he I believe he threed out. What? Oh. Really? Wow. Wow. And it, and, it, and it never happened. So what we yeah. did was we needed that berm after the whoops in Tampa to not be there because we had to have a way to get equipment in and the water truck on the floor. And we uh. You needed a spot, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's and and it, and it sucked because we had to bring the water truck like through the concourse and stuff to get it back there. Mm-hmm. Versus after the triple, that tunnel would have been way easier. But we just made our lives hell to hopefully have that rhythm lane work better, like it was in press. But you know, it it never. I mean, it worked. There was two lines in it. Webb was doing the two two, mm-hmm. and and everyone else was doing that roll on off. So 
Um, it is Sexton it tripled is, on his but... fast lap too. He tripled onto the table. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were like putting a berm in front of the supercross triples, not going to make a difference. They're going to jump it either way, but a berm in front of that rhythm would really shake things up. So that's why you made the decision. Yeah. Either. Smaller yeah. berm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there was some talk in track walk that, um, there was no berm to kind of stop him after the whoops. So, um, that's kind of why we took the one out and then we changed the, the three, five, three before it a little bit. We just rolled the inside so people could kind of do soak bounce, jump over. And then we, we and then the, the last three footer before the whoop started, we kind of mellowed that out a little bit in case riders were coming up short. But um, yeah, that was, that was the deal with that. Well, it yeah. didn't really help. Still got A-Ray. Still, still got, got A-Ray. A-Ray. Yeah. Still but got everybody A-Ray. else is good. Yeah. yeah. It's still got A-Ray, yeah. It's A-Ray, man. It's A-Ray. You're powerless to stop that, right? Like, there's not much you guys can do. And just so everybody knows we're being up front here, we've already covered, yes, some whoops were removed from the end of that whoop section. But I talked to Mike Newby last week, and he said that was just input from the team saying, these whoops are too close to the turn. It wasn't the coster in a dozer? It was not the coster in a dozer saying, this will help my riders. (laughs) Um, I don't even know if that's your call, but yeah. yeah. No, I I mean, I I voiced my opinion, but I don't want to – you know, like liability-wise, I mean, I don't want to push and push and push on something and have something bad happen. So they're the decision makers, right? But um, removing, like, I, I've only talked to DeCoster, you know, five or six times, like, and in how many years? Usually just over the course of how yeah, many years? Like, like, like ten years. You know, he, he's right. usually just he's a humble guy and just kind of keeps his head down and, and goes through the motions of race day. So whenever he voices an opinion, it's just something like. Like eight two, right? After the finish line there was that left hand turn where Barsha like went through. Oh yeah. Like the cost the cost was like we gotta build a pad there, we gotta get an A frame on that. Like that has nothing to do with helping his riders. Yeah, he's anything. just looking I mean, for because Ferrandis and, and Barsha just about died. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, so yeah. the coster has never said anything really about you know, yeah. helping like that article kind of surprised me, but whatever. Yeah, I had a team tell me after the race that uh, they were not consulted about removing those whoops. They would have said no, and that it was done by the KTM guys. Dude, that story—it's yeah. that. I don't know why, but that's always out there. It's always out there that DeCoster gets the tracks changed. That's that's yeah. It's always out there. I, I, that like I know Mike Muey has a, a group chat with all the teams and. and yeah and AMA and, and J-Bone, and I'm not too involved with any of that. So, like, right. that, you know, that whole Dirtworks and DeCoster thing, that's just fake news. Uh, over under bridges, I love them. I know they cost more because they're, they're whole semi in themselves, I've heard. But do you like over under bridges, Alex? From in the summertime when I'm designing, yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes a cool layout and something unique. So I'm, I'm all for it. But if you notice, like, I usually put them in venues that have roofs because when it's 4 o'clock in the morning and it's possibly raining or whatever and taking that thing down, can we get the trailer on the floor? Like, there's some logistics that go oh, behind the, never thought of the that. over-under okay. over under bridge. But, um, yeah, Winkler designed the original one that is actually still out in Vegas. It's like we welded it solid. So it doesn't fold up and can't go on a trailer anymore because it was getting kind of rusty and sketchy. Mm-hmm. But but um, yeah, they're cool. I, I I drew one up that had like the top decks were curved, so it could be like a big landing. Like you know, right now how the top of the over under bridge is just it's like a tabletop. Yeah. Like if you made those top decks kind of on an arc, it's like a, basically a giant landing instead of a tabletop. 
Oh, I think that would be. I think that would be super cool. And then, like, oh, yeah. the old one was on big. The old one was on big hinges, so it it folded. It folded up. And wow. it was super fast to build and tear down. So yeah, I don't know. I would love. I would love to see another over under bridge built like that in the future, for us to use. For imagine maybe launching like a single X or something. Yeah, imagine launching a single and you land on the over under like downside of the over under. Yeah, just a giant <laughs> down ramp. It's basically like a fifteen foot tall landing. That yeah, has, you know, no no spill because you can't build too big of stuff out of dirt because. You get the spill, and then right. the, spill, the dirt spills into the next lane. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, yep. Thanks for the time, Alex. I appreciate it. I think it's really informative for our listeners and Weege and I to, to hear you and talk about it. So, yeah, man, thanks for – I know it's late there, too, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the time on the show, man. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, good, good, good educational stuff. Yeah, thanks for uh, giving me a call, thinking of me, and hopefully I'll be back on again. Yeah, let's uh, we'll do that. Every time I have some crazy idea, I'll call you up and start yelling at you. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bye. See you. That's Alex Gillespie, everybody from Dirtworks. Uh, brought to you by Rental. Rental.com. See what I've been working on. Oh, designs without <laughs> rectangle tracks without yeah, 90s. without nineties, and then uh, a Mister Jamie Guida. You familiar with him? Not familiar. Yeah. Nope. He I was working on the same and texted me some drawings. Oh. Also. Okay. We're on the yeah. can you build a football stadium track without nineties? <laughs> can you build a football stadium track without nineties? Uh thanks to Alex Gillespie. Thanks to Eli Tomac. Thanks Justin Brayton as well for calling in. And of course Zach Osborne as well. Uh lots to talk about on the show tonight and uh appreciate you guys uh listening in and firepowerparts.com. Dean Wilson, Firepower Honda, Max Anstey, Firepower Honda, Marty, Firepower Honda, FirepowerParts.com, whether it's uh, the uh, Featherlight Lithium Batteries, whether it's the chains made in Japan, they have it all over there at FirepowerParts.com, big part of that team as well. Check it out. Uh, they've got 50 years of experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and better reliability with the FirepowerParts.com. Thank you to those guys and also EVS Sports. Speaking of Sexton, he said EVS forever. I don't know if he's still using EVS, but he was an EVS guy forever. Uh, EVS-sports.com, the code PULP30 to save. Hampshire, Chisholm, Axel Hodges, Pastrana. Shout out to Pastrana for um, 11th in the Daytona 500. Uh, EVS Sports, we are protection. Please check them out, the original protective gear company. They've been protecting champions and riders for over 30 years and doesn't plan to stop any time soon what started out as one knee brace has evolved into a full line of protective gear to help keep riders safe while they do what they love evs-sports.com code pulp 30 to save thank you to evs sports uh race tech ran of the night um pulp 30's code to save race tech tell me listen to race tell me listen to pulp the guys at race tech will give you a deal motor work suspension work the solitary yamaha guys it's a race tech team a um, lot of race tech service centers all across America, of course. Uh, get your suspension dialed in for your weight and or speed. Pulp 30 is the code to save with race tech. Uh, we, you have one. You have one. A rant. We chew. Hmm. We chew. Oh, you want the race tech rant? Yeah. I just want to mention that race tech supports oh. uh, we chew. Oh, well. nice. Yeah. Is that the one where you walk around with the camera? Yeah, I know you the don't GoPro? watch. I know you don't pay attention. I yes. don't, but I our, see our, you all by yourself yeah. at 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. in a darkened parking lot. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm like, what, what an idiot. What, what's getting more and more eerie is uh, there's also Blair's Breakdown. Okay. And they're getting closer and closer. Oh. It's a... it, yes. Like, I I had Stu on Weed Show at the end of Tampa, and, uh-huh. then I go, and then I go down to the track, and then I watch Blair's Breakdown, and then he had Stu, and he went down to the track, and I'm like, 
maybe we could just do the same show. Why don't you guys... Yeah, like there's Blair's breakdown and there's... We yeah, just, like yeah. he could have his cameraman. I'll put my GoPro on that camera and then mm-hmm. we'll just upload the same footage to both channels yeah, there you and go. we'll be done. Are you mad that he copied your idea? I don't know if it was his idea, but whoever copied, yes. But I, you, I, mean, I, got, I think you're the first guy to take a stupid camera yes. and walk around the track staring at it, talking. I can tell you where it started. Okay. I used to just do it when the press conference is over in front of the backdrop and uh-huh. just talk about the race. Yeah. Uh, and then the New Jersey Supercross... Uh, the LCQ one? I don't think we were that okay, lucky. To right. say it would have been the same night. Where you met the wrestler guy? That would have been. Yeah. No, I don't think we were that Doink lucky. Doink the Clown? Doink, we had Doink the Clown. We had the greatest set of semis and LCQs. Yeah. We had Marv pulling over for Dunch. Yeah. Weirdo Tomac race. I don't think we even had Weed okay. Show on that night. Uh, the TV crew, uh, AJ Allmendinger, an NASCAR guy, came mm-hmm. in. He was in the booth with Ralph and RC. Uh, of course, friends at Will Christian from Outdoors as well, and uh, Blair and whatnot. And they were like, hey, man, we're all hanging out in New York City. Come on out after the race. Okay. So I'd already shot. I'm like, I got to shoot this weed show thing. I'll come out and hang out with you guys. We have a really good time about 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, now I got to get to the airport in uh-huh. Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm going to take the subway. I'm going to have to negotiate the subway while kind of hammered, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. But I'm not driving. It's all yeah. right. And I'm like, this is going to be such an adventure. Can I figure out the subway to New Jersey while hammered at 1.30 in the morning? I'm going to shoot a video of it. And I was like, I will talk about the race while I'm doing it. And it came out pretty good. And I'm like... On your phone or on a GoPro? Uh, at that point, one? I only did phone. Okay, I didn't yeah, even have yeah, GoPro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, the first one, I'm going to say, what did that have been? They do it every other year, New Jersey race. Yeah. So maybe it's 2019. So, yeah, it's me walking down the street in Times Square, going down, getting the ticket, the MTA card, going on the subway, figuring out what line. And, of course, the weirdos in New York subways don't even notice. No one even noticed. Yeah, Yeah. and then the next weekend was right here in Vegas, and I'm like, sweet, I'll walk down the strip. No one's going to think that's weird. Nope. And then the The star was born. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. that's how it happened. And that bastard Daniel Blair. Yeah, and and now it's just Blair's breakdown. Right, right. He gets on the track more. He has better access than me. Well, did. I could probably match him now. Yeah. so Race Tech, yes, they've been back in the weed show for a long time. Okay. Yep. Your Race Tech rant. Uh, I have a mini rant okay. later. Okay. But I'll give you the bigger one now. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, thanks to Clinton Fowler, we have Fowler's Facts, Fowler's Film Room. Yeah. We have yep. more I'm access familiar to with more. Clinton. Yes. Yep. Uh, did a lot of stuff with Pulp for a long time. We have more another access. Thing, another guy that took Pulp and used it as a springboard to greater things. Yes. You've even claimed that uh, you discovered myself in JT. Yep. Yes. Our success on TV now started with Pulp. Yep. Okay. Uh, we have access to more data than ever before. Yeah. So we had hunches and theories, and now I have someone I can say, like, does this compute? So I mentioned this when we had Tomac on the phone. I feel like the racing is getting closer than it's ever been, and at the most important time, at the end of the races. And his data continues to support that the closest finishes ever, we continue to get more of them more frequently. We just had Hunter Lawrence and Thrasher. We just had .8 seconds this week in uh, Oakland. Um, it was pretty close down to the wire in Tampa until Sexton fell down. That probably would have been really close. We keep getting more of that. The track's breaking down, the longer race, the strategy, I don't know. Maybe four strokes keep everyone closer together. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. But we are in a really good time for racing. The qualifying times are closer than they've been. The end of the race is closer than it's ever been. Do you remember we broke this down on a re-raceables for qualifying times, too, at one point? Yeah. there's We we were looking at old races, and there was, was that you and me on raceables, or was that the Pulp Show? No, we, uh, okay. Pulp Show. I don't remember. I, I just yeah. took. Oh, it was RV in here bragging about how he was, how fast he was in qualifying. So yeah. I just started going random races. Yeah. And the further I got back, the spread between first and tenth was twelve seconds. And nowadays it's yeah two or three. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like it was crazy. The spread between 
There's another yeah. great uh, follow on Instagram, MX Reference. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. I've interacted with the with the av- avatar. I don't know who the person is. Yeah. Great info, and they've had charts showing the practice times keep getting closer and closer and closer and closer, and the finish times keep getting closer and closer and closer. So why do I not hear more people saying, man, the racing is like better than ever? We're getting finishes within one second, two seconds. We certainly everything was better back in the day, Weech. Thank you! Thank you! Now! I mean, the music was better, the food was better. We have engaged the race tech rant. Okay. We have closer racing. We have great personalities who do not shy away from the media. They answer the hard questions. They're brutally honest. We're giving Chase Sexton credit for this. We're giving Eli Tomac credit for this. These guys come on this show. They take your tough questions all the time. They're so super cool with it. We have uh, manufacturers trying and dying to get into the sport. We have all these great things going on. Why am I not hearing anyone saying, man, this might be the best thing we've ever had ever. You know what we have? We have Eli Tomac, who's become living legend amongst the fans. We have Jet freaking Lawrence coming in, and then we have Hayden freaking Deegan coming in. This is a phenomenal, unbelievable, great time for personality stories, close racing, parody, more manufacturers coming in than ever, maybe ever before. We might have more factory teams than ever next year. Why do I not hear people saying, man, this might be the best time ever? Yeah, because never, it's always the old time. Interesting. Yeah, it, it just is. Right. So two strokes and, I, yeah, I know. and music and I, you just, know yeah. I'm just using right cold hard data metric yeah. facts. Well, to be fair to those people, yeah, we don't have enough stats to tell us if this is really the closest. Re- you know, we only go so far back with our results. Our results are pathetic. You know, yeah, it, it, it only goes back to O three. Yeah, we don't have. Uh, so we only have twenty years. No, no, yeah, yeah, and, but we don't have. I I want. All of it, but yes. yes, going off what we have. Yes, right. We don't However, know if the '85 season, which is you know legendary for the amount of winners, and you know, but you can go back and watch those. Yeah, they they yeah '85 was legendary. I don't believe anyone even had a two race win streak. But you can go back and watch the races. They're not barn burner no, last no, lap no, finishes. No, there's some, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. it's not. Yeah, it, it's coming almost every week now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's close right. at the end, which is the ultimate. That's all you want. Yeah, the final laps of the race, the race for the win is somewhat in doubt. It was not for the first 40 years of Supercross. Now the last 10, I think the longer races have helped. I don't know. Seems awesome to me. So your uh, race tech rant is that like people just don't... You just automatically well, think what happened when you're younger is better no matter what the evidence is. That's just called nostalgia. It's not called it actually was <laughs> better, everybody. Right. You know what everyone's favorite music ever? You know what the best music ever yeah, is when you were 18, right? When you were age 18 to 25. Yeah. That's the best music ever. It's because of your life situation. I'll agree with that. And nostalgia. It's not because it actually was better. My parents probably think music in the 60s was the best. I think music in the 90s was best. What does it have in common? Outside of Creed, I think the music in the late 80s and 90s was the best. Creed yeah. is that good. Creed is that good. Yeah, you, could, you could say they're late 90s, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. They're late 90s. Right. So it's the same. Okay. So anyway, that's what gets me mad. I believe we're living in a really great time yeah. for the sport. Right. Yep. Uh, I think you're right for the most part. Um, I'd like to see all the data for the closest finishes ever. But yeah, you can just break all down from since 03 and look at them that way. Uh, we had a domination of McGrath and Carmichael. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I started as a mechanic in 1996. Oh, and, Rick, boy. and Ricky went into 2007. Do you know how many goddamn races I watched for Ricky Carmichael and Jeremy McGrath won? And it was like you just, knew at yeah. the beginning of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it was boring as shit. Exactly. Uh, and there goes Carmichael and there goes McGrath. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I was around for all that. They, yeah. Yep. It was like amazing when anybody else won, yep. right? The other thing that makes nostalgia so hard to beat is everyone will remember the few amazing things that happened. 
and then the forgettable things become forgettable. Right. So you're always comparing today everything that happens today right in front of you with only the great memories of the past. So it is true, someone right now is probably listening to this saying, no way, man, I remember Atlanta 2011 with Stu and Reed. Mm -hmm. I remember we do the Reraceable show. Yeah. I remember uh, Dallas 89 where Ward and Stanton took it down to the last lap. Atlanta 1990, great yeah. race. Yeah. You remember like one race per year, the best race that year, and then you compare every race in the present time to that. Yeah. And the other 15 snoozers that year, you forgot about them. So you don't even think about those having yeah. happened. But there were a lot of snoozers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It's a race tech rant. It's a good one. Thank you. It's really good. Yeah, Thank I like it. Yep. We're living, in a, we're living in a great age, is what you're saying. If this all works out, we might get Jet Lawrence against Eli Tomac. Tell me that fans aren't salivating for that. And somewhere down the line, we might get Jet Lawrence against Hayden Deegan. Tell me fans aren't salivating for that. We might be in line for that. Or Evan Ferry. Evan Ferry against Jet Lawrence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Could now, I remember with great anticipation, the most anticipation ever, Reed and Stu. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That was the, that will always be the most anticipated lockup of all time. What the hell is going to happen when they race each other? But we're close. We're close on star power. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lot of other great things happening. There you go. All right. Just appreciate the times you're in. We're in great times. Right. We are in great, great times. You're on TV. You're doing Supercross? Well, maybe that's it. I mean, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm just totally right. biased. They have Brayton on the show. I mean. Yeah. Yep. No, that's it. Yeah. Uh, your mini one is pretty good, too. Can we get that also? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Ray, mini oh. race that grant. Yeah, mini rant is uh, Tomac is climbing the ranks. He's now tied Carmichael for third all-time. Supercross yep. wins. Yep. Probably so, uh, going to get James. Right. So yep. we keep talking about Tomac versus James and Ricky. Of course, you got to mention McGrath because he's on top. Um, Chad gets mentioned because he's fifth. One rider is not getting mentioned in the conversation lately. It's like, how, is Tomac really amongst the greats? Is yep. he really in there yeah, with... I, I uh, talked about this or wrote about this too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is he really in there versus Stu, RC, and MC? We're forgetting Villapoto. Villapoto is getting forgotten. Mm -hmm. He does not have the win number. It's not that far behind. What was he got? Do you remember? 42? 40? 30, uh, maybe 37 or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in that conversation. I cannot unequivocally say, unequivocally say that Tomac is better than R.C. Stewart or M.C. And I can't say Villapoto is either. But if you f it's a dark to say that Eli is totally at another level than Villapoto, that you cannot say that. You cannot say that. Because the think. four in a row. The four in a row. The four in a row is astounding. It's unbelievable. To me, I don't just look at how many races you won. Eli's now won more than Villapoto. I look at how infrequently you lost. Villapoto only raced... Five full seasons outdoors. He won all five titles. Yeah. Five, five and oh. Yeah. And then he won four straight. That's nine titles. That is insane. Never got beat. Did, never so got beat. He never got beat in a full championship outside of outdoors. Canard? Oh, okay. Uh, outdoors. Yeah. He did the first two years, 40 Supercross. Yep. He yep. raced most of them. Yep. He got hurt in 10. Well, could you make a case that 10 doesn't count? Because he was basically tied with Dunge. Yeah. I mean, he might have won that. Yeah. It certainly doesn't make his case worse. Yeah. Four in a row and five and zero oh in outdoor titles when he competed to me is insane and at least puts him in the combo. But he's not getting mentioned enough right now because everybody just looks at the all-time Supercross win list and his name get, doesn't get brought up. Um, he did his job. He won the titles he was supposed to win. Now on, this is a bit on him. Had I he don't and know. and he's suggested this now himself. Mm -hmm. He probably could have stuck around. 
if he had switched teams or something, yeah. if we had gotten a back half of Villapoto's career like we're getting with Tomac now, he would have not only won more, which would have helped the record book, we probably really got the personality. Eli is much more enjoyable to talk to now yep. than he was at age 27. Yep. Look at Villapoto now. Guy's great. Yeah. Imagine if we started to get that while he was still winning. His legend, his perception, and his numbers would have gone up. So he cheated himself. That was his own move. He decided to retire. But that should not take away from how great he was. I feel like Filippoto is not getting the love. Okay. I think, no uh, shit, asshole. Yeah. He uh, would agree. He, he, did, he just did. Yes, yeah. he would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. The object is to win championships. That's the object. Yeah. Now, Stu only won two, but we remember Stu for, you know, second all-time in win, wins and yeah. and all the memories. So yeah. Stu's a little different standard when you start throwing the titles talk around because, yes, he only has two. But, I'm not saying RV's better. No, 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 I know. But if no, Eli's no. in the convo, RV's in the convo. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea is titles. He's got four in a row. I mean, that's everybody's goal every yeah, year. Right. If you could tell any rider ever, you're going to win the next four Supercross championships, they'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. You, you need my soul? You yeah. need it in yeah. blood yeah. on a contract? But what I'm saying is I hold James up. Like the, I, I say that, and I believe it, but I hold James up to a di- – like he's a different level because he only has two, but I still hold him higher. That's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm not saying RB's right. better than yeah, Stu. Yeah, yeah. Just if you're going to start talking about all time, he should always be in that combo. He should be. Yeah. 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 But, again – uh, thirty something wins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he's not situation. So that's why he's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's getting overlooked. You, you got to do more than just total up wins, total up uh, win percentages or losses or yeah. He raced a class six years right. and he won the title right. four times. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's the race tech rant from Weege. I, I I just had one about the broadcast. Um, oh, it's I, I kind of addressed it with with Trevor there, like. You, you, just, you just can't make everybody happy. Look, do I bitch about the broadcast? Yes, I do. Has it gotten better? Yes, it has. It's really hard to do it. Uh, race Day Live, I'm not going this weekend, so I'll watch. I'll settle in for Race Day Live. I'll let you people know. Uh, the hot laps thing, I think, is a real issue. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, Mark yeah. seems to really believe that th- yep. strongly. I do, yeah. yeah. I, I just don't think you can cut, can cut away from someone when you can visibly see that they're going fast. But, like, look, uh, Ralph, I love Ralph, rock and roll, Summit Sammy. Like Fro, saw him this weekend. <laughs> Our broadcasting team has stepped up greatly from Ralph and Jeff, uh, who were just silenced in many races because they didn't know what was going on. Uh, the broadcast team has stepped up. The stats have stepped up with Clinton. The the uh, the storylines have stepped up. Like Ricky's gotten better. Like there there's improvements made on the broadcast, and it's not perfect. And I get it, but people just love to bitch. I my DMs are in twi- tweets are filled with people just complaining about the broadcast. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's better. And they're trying. I think 90% of those complaints or 80% of those complaints are after the fact. The person is like, you moron, why didn't you have a camera on that? Yeah, yeah. But you only know it happened after it happened. Yeah. Why did you yeah, not have a yeah, camera just, on the guy I, that I fell? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Off-Road Warehouse bringing you the 8 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock hour. See what I did there? I just made an audible. Not on the dot. Yep. Wow. ORW.com. You see that butt patch on the back of Phil Nicoletti? Well, you did see it. You're not going to see it anymore. Yeah. Well, for a while. For a while. Yeah. God bless. 
Pulp of Mexico to save at offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, stop in and check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products. And they install everything they sell from suspension kits, tires, and wheels to steps, bed accessories, and more. The code is PulpMX to save online at offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, ORW. And uh, again, uh, Enzo Lopes, though. Enzo's holding it up with the ORW butt patch. J Mart. ORW. Uh, J Mart back in action this weekend. Uh, they have stores throughout the West Coast and East Coast as well. Temecula, San Diego, Vegas, uh, Georgia, uh, Arizona, and more. So offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, please check them out. Use the code PULPAMEX to save. Thank you to those guys. Appreciate that. Uh, we have a lot more to get into tonight, and you have a flight. So um, Are you making some editing on the fly here? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking like maybe we're done with the race, except for the tweets. Okay. We've, I mean, we've we've talked about it a good amount. We had yeah. we had the great Justin Brayton break it down. We had our 450 race winner break it down. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, one topic we have not really hit. Mm. Ken Roxon. Oh, funny you should say that. Flagger Scott, you got a rant about Ken Roxon. Hey. Oh. Oh yeah, and and a couple more, and uh. an apology to you because last show, I think it was last show or the show before, you said you were talking to a fan that. You got you got Will Hahn and like AC is getting bar shit. You got Will Hahn while you and I were talking on the yeah. track, and I felt bad. Yeah, it's fine. You don't. My I mean, man. I'm not blaming you. I just I was my attention was diverted from looking for Will to talking to you. And again, I don't blame you. Just that's. Oh, this was San Diego. San Diego. Oh, I was standing right there. there. You were there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And was there. It's so, great. So race that ring on Roxanne. Okay, they've been working their butt off, and you hear all the positive energy from McElrath, McElrath, uh, but you don't, it's like Kenny Roxon was pissed off that he got first for the heat. And then, it's just like the poor old excuses. I mean, this is like one of the baddest dudes. I don't. I thought he seemed happy after the heat. He said this is the first heat race for the for the for the team. I thought he seemed zero energy coming from that guy after the heat race. After the heat race, he had no energy. Like saying, "Oh man, like thank the team. This guy, this team has been great. This bike has been great." It's like looking for that excuse, Kenny. There's no more like I want to be. I got a kid in the car, so I want to be the baddest dude ever. Like he used to be on those videos he used to shoot. So that's like one rant. Like Kenny, if you're listening, like let's let's be the badass that we that we are and go out and stop thinking about it so much and rip the start, be the start, rip the corners and go. You got the bike. It's not the suspension. It's his head. He's in it way too deep. Yeah, he probably needs to stop it's thinking about his bike. I mean, a factory Honda can't make him no, just stop. happy. Yeah, I... no, stop thinking. Stop thinking about the end of the race and what he's going to say. Think, just get in that moment, rip the start. I've seen him and I've seen his wife there and his kid there. They're all having a great time, but there's a lot of things going on there on the side. When he's on that start line, I think, I think he can't get rid of those thoughts and it gets in him. And then he starts thinking about the end of the race. And there was no like positive energy after that heat race win. Like there should have been like McElrath showed for his finish and how he gave the team a lot of credit. He gave himself a lot of credit. He was just excited about the team's progress. And Kenny was just like, there's like no no positivity okay. to be found right. there. Weech, uh, That's my one right okay. I'll be quick on the other two. All right, Weech. The what? broadcast, okay. I got I to gotta turn the volume off when Ricky talks. Number three. <laughs> um, stop. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Daniel Blair. Daniel Blair. Dude, the guy is like triple crown winner of broadcasting right now. The guy's badass. 
Put McGrath in the booth. Oh, my God, it would be like the dream season. We're stacked up, like we said, to have some beautiful moments coming up in the next five years of racing. I don't think you're going to see the Jet and Eli thing because I don't think Eli wants to get beat by Jet. I think Eli's going to ride off in the sunset after this championship. And I think it's going to be Chase and, Chase and Jet just ripping first and second. And I hope they stay a team so that they can be first and second and make it a team thing, not make it an individual. Um, hold on. Player. Hold on one second. I think Ricky's gotten better. Uh, I think he can be Ricky's better. I'd like to see. Better, I'd like to see him be harder on the guys. I mean, he is. He has the resume to basically say whatever he wants. You know, he's fine. No, I mean, it's just when he gets excited, Daniel's be- Daniel. I think he's Daniel's so good. But it's they're challenging Ricky. But they're different. I, they're not doing they the same different. job. But when they're together in the booth, there's you. You could just tell Daniel brings. The, I mean, he brings it. His, his game is his game is top notch. Okay, and you can tell he studied it. He's he's wanting to be a broadcaster. He's really he's very good at it. Okay. Okay. Third race day grant points all day, 14, 15, 16, 17 hour day for three stinking points. My daughter just got off the BMX track. She's getting double that off a BMX race with 48 seconds. We got to do something about these points. Point for hole shot. Point for um, quickest lap. Heat races, 3-2-1. Main event, 5-3-1. Then we get some racing versus guys just settling. We got this thing set up in a way to where you could see more racing, almost like a mini triple crown in a race, like some speed, some excitement. Give these guys some incentive to go out and, you know, go from fifth to fourth to third in a Okay. All right, Scott. Fair enough. Weech. What about Daniel Bleach? All right, Weech. It's a lot of rants. Can you respond to any of these rants? Well, I I never can call in live, so it's always stacked up in me. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Let's let's breathe and relax. Okay. I'm going to breathe. Hold on. I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to go. I'll go one more, and then that's it. Heat race idea is good. I like that point idea. Go ahead. What's that? I like the point idea for the heat. Uh, Multiple points, or just for the winner? No, yeah. no, for heat race, go go three, two, one. Make it, make it, make these guys ride for it. Make us make, let these guys ride. Let the fans see some some passing and some Barsha in. You know, there's nothing wrong with Barsha taking up some space and making a guy hit his brakes. And fall. Come He's on, kind of saying crazy. if you're in a heat and you're in yeah, fifth, yeah, there's yeah. no incentive no, to try I, to get third. And there's but not, if you got there's, no, there's no semis anymore, so they take nine. So you're yeah, right, you're, right. You're, so you're, if you got yeah. a point for third, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. All right, and then a point, and then a point for whole shot. Okay, Scott, we got it. Yep, we got it. Thank you for okay, calling. Check out my boat. Thank dude. you, Scott. Thanks for the rants. We yeah. got to run. All right, okay. Scott's had a lot. That's there. five rants. Yeah, but he had not been on the show consistently. Right, I get it. Some of those ideas are good. I, I don't mind them. I've said points. I've said points for qualifying. Give them, you know, don't 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 give him a ton, but yeah. I like it for the heat race more than qualifying. We have enough issues with dudes getting super pissed off with guys getting in their way. I could see dudes saying, like, dude, the qualifying thing is such a crapshoot to get points for that. What if you just let them out one at a time for five laps? Oh, like Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, then you can make it fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, uh, remember, Osborne, which felt like four hours ago, wait, it was on this show, said, I don't think Webb is working on, he's working on setting up his bike for the end of the main. Yeah. He's not concerned with fastest qualifying yeah. time. Qualifying, it is qualifying, but it really is practice. Yeah. So now that it's both, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I feel like you're messing with the formula there quite a bit. Okay, the rocks uh, and stuff. But the heat race points, okay. I can see that. Oh, Roxon. 
we're supposed to go there, right? What's your take on that? No, I'm I, I'm mystified. I thought with the heat race we had something going. He I had did. good riders yeah. behind him, I don't and know. they couldn't get him. Who was behind him? Anderson? Anderson. Couldn't get him. No. I'm like, okay, we're in for something. Main event. He's right there with Anderson. And then I look. He was holding him off for a while. <laughs> and I'm like, please, God, tell me he tipped over. <laughs> I asked you. No one has been able to verify. No. He I did not crash. I don't believe he did. Wasn't good. He got 11th. He's in the spot. Like he got he's 11th. in the spot where Tomac and Webb have been the last two weeks. In a worse spot because it wasn't fifth. But this weekend's big for him. <sighs> like this weekend's big. So you're saying that uh, Justin Cooper, Colt Nichols, Joey Savacci, Christian Craig, Barsha, Anderson all just rolled by him. Yes. They just passed him. Yes. And Dean said he was right on him. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, he. I mean, okay, he's a champion. Let's give him benefit of the doubt. Yep. And He was fourth last week. Yep. He was third at a triple crown. Yep. And not just lucked into a triple crown third. Like, dude, he was yeah. battling those guys. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was tied for the overall after two, I think. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. let's. This is big, this triple crown in yeah. Dallas for Kenny. Now, that track was taxing. Suzuki Heat Race win, though. Yeah. When yeah. was the last time he, something that happened? With him? Yeah, it's funny. He did his interview, which I didn't actually get to hear because we actually didn't hear the TV interviews because I had the other stuff in my ear. Mm-hmm. But then I saw Dustin Pipes down there, and people were high-fiving him, and I'm like, hey, that's pretty awesome. Dustin yeah. Pipes, his little team, yeah. has now got a heat race with yep. It's a nice yep. little yep. step up the ladder. But then to think it was going to lead to probably the worst main event. Yeah, if you had asked Dustin at that moment, how's this main going to go? It's going to be the worst one. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah, so I understand. you got to yeah. give him Mulligan. Yeah. What do you What do you think maybe? I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> Is that possible for Kenny? No, I don't. I don't think that's no Jim. Because Jim, in '84 Buffalo, he got one, and he got last. I got a blowjob, and I was shit in the main event. So, do we think that could have happened? I don't believe I can respond to these allegations. I don't think I can. I cannot speak to this. Hopefully, one will whip up a titty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, Jim was there for me this weekend, man. He was there for me this weekend with the, with the, with yeah. the kids' birthdays. Yep. That same person you're yeah. talking there yeah. also took care of the kids' birthdays. <laughs> he's, he's a gem. He came up, and I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm helping out with the birthdays. And I'm like, have you heard the term sight for sore eyes, Jim? I'm down here alone. I've never done this before. And of all people to walk down the tunnel to say, hey, the birthday thing you got to do, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Of all people. With about an opi. <laughs> he was, was more excited about that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Um, we got the tweets coming up too, and we got to run through this. God, he's so late. Okay. What's the problem? Well, we we got stuff to do. Okay. All right. Um, do I need to keep talking while you're working nope, on stuff? Nope. Got I it here. Oh. All right. So I said new segment for tonight on Twitter. Oh. Send in your money saving ways for Jason Wygant. Oh, we'll, sweet. Okay. And we'll run it by him. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So these are Twitter people saying how to save money. You give us. Thumbs up, thumbs down, like, yeah. or okay. that's just illegal, or this whatever. This is like the like, uh, Shark Tank. Yeah. Instead of pitching, I should invest in your product. Yeah. Should I invest in your suggestion? Yeah, in your suggestion? Cheap, cheap yes. idea, right. Yeah, okay. So you can tell us which ones maybe are too yep. far for you. Mm-hmm. Cheap tank. Cheap tank. Cheap tank. Cheap tank. Okay, from Becca. I keep my apartment at 62 or lower in the winter by not using the heater. Highly approve. Right. Highly approve. Don't get married. Ryan says, uh, sleeping in your car at rest stops instead of getting a hotel. Been there, done it, highly approved. Driving back from Loretta's every year. Yep. I can't quite make it home, but I'm not buying a hotel. 
Rec MX says, stop by a motel with an outdoor ice machine to fill up your cooler for free. I'd be into that. I had not thought of that. Jared says, stealing salt and pepper shakers from restaurants and refilling them with packets from fast food places. You can't steal. I have a morals code. Yep. I don't steal the packet, or the uh, shakers. shakers. But packets to use at home, absolutely. LAX defense coach, grab extra sugar packets from Starbucks and Dunkin'. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, Daniel says, when I was in tech school and was broke, my roommate and I pulled all the food we had left out and called all the consumer numbers and made complaints about the food. We got sent vouchers for free food. I've always wanted to do it. Uh, my dad always made a joke that he wanted to write a letter that said, Dear Mars, I found the last two M&Ms in the bag not to my liking. I ate one of them. wasn't good. I didn't want to eat the last one. Could you please send me a new bag? My dad always was a dream to do that, but we have a morals code. That is a lie. No. All right. Uh, Eli says, donating plasma. Two donations a week, around an hour and a half per donation. You can make anywhere from 60 to 100 per donation. Get me a phone number, please. <laughs> okay. Scott says uh, he's got a drawer in a fridge full of various fast food condiments. Bonus for salt and pepper packets in the junk drawer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why would you ever buy so soy sauce or ketchup or anything like that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guaranteed MX. Have you heard of this, gentlemen? No. No? Just like those Jim Holly quotes, <laughs> I have no connection to this human being. This gentleman is a no. beauty. I do not. He is a eh, beauty. I don't know this guy. No, I do not know who this is. Sometimes you get texts that are just... <laughs> I'm looking at this Team Canada Donations helmet, but I do not know who this is. Okay. This gentleman says you bring a six-pack of beer to parties slash family gatherings, you leave with 12 or more. <laughs> <laughs> that is a beauty. That is a beauty. You... No, I won't. I, I no. would... Morals yep. cause. Yep. Clause. Okay. But good for him. All right. Garrett says double-sided toilet paper. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to use it carefully. I agree. Okay. Uh, breaking up with the wife or girlfriend or both before Christmas, birthdays, and Valentine's to avoid buying a gift. Uh, I have a feeling if you keep yo-yoing the relationship like that, you're going to have to buy a lot of gifts to make up for it. So I don't think in the long run that's a bad investment. Dylan says, when something breaks like a small appliance, go buy the same one and swap them and return the broken one in the new packaging. That might be against the morals clause, but that's a big money swing right there. When you can take huge swings, yeah. if you're talking like 600 bucks at a pop, I might be willing to break the morals clause. John says, always take the ketchup packets and fill your bottle at home. He may be doing that already. Weege is the best. He's like our Madden. Boom! <laughs> Eric says, you sleep till noon, so you only have to pay for two meals. <laughs> I, I wish my work schedule would allow. Uh, Electrolyte says, buying an RMZ. I mean, for most, Kiefer has said this. It mm -hmm. probably would do the job. Yep. Uh, Sean says, get rid of your wife and kids. Yeah, I mean, that's the real that's problem. A lot of, that's, that's a drag. That's why the thermostat isn't at 62. Yep. Uh, Snowman says, you don't fly from California to Carolina, then to Vegas. Flying directly to Vegas would be cheaper and save more money by staying in your rich friend's pool house. Somebody else's dollar right here, okay? Yeah. We're good. Yeah, you're not doing that. Um Charlie says, if, if you're still using mail service, switch the sender and receiver. Do not put on a stamp. When returned to sender, it ends up at the intended receiver. No more stamps needed. Wow. I, I need some sort of flow chart to figure out exactly how this works, but it sounds appealing. That would work, right? I, I feel like that would know. work. What is return to sender? 
Uh, I don't even know. No, if you don't put a stamp on it, yeah. they're going to be like, well, this is no good. Oh, but then you put the, the yes. intended address, yes. and they think you're the sender. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, let's say it's cro- coast to coast. Wouldn't they be like, it's sitting in a post office in, in New York City? Yeah, yeah. How could it have been from yeah. Los Angeles? No, that's a good point, yeah. too. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. And- uh, Moto Cuz says, uh, you eat cereal with a fork so you can reuse the milk. Yeah, but it's tainted, man. My mom tried to trick me with that when I was eight. Uh, cereal milk, not the same. All right. The old crap, I forgot my wallet trick. Uh, I feel like people would be on to me with that one. I think they would know. Okay. Because of segments like this. Uh, Rob says, get a friend with really high ceilings to get and get home to pay for everything. Get him to pay for everything. Just did it. Yeah, you did. Like Nike yeah, style. Yes, you did. Just do it. Uh, Clint says, have you ever heard of uh, YouTube Simon Wilson? He takes free to the next level. Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm a little offended by those. I think some of that is fake. Not him specifically, okay, Yeah, yep. but there's been some TV shows where people are like, you'd love this. I'm like, this is not. Dumpster diving, I don't believe that this is really happening. It's okay. a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Where they, they just grab like food or items out of the dumpster? Yeah, both. Oh. But I, 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 you've got to be suspicious of anything that's an entertainment product. Is that real? These are great tips. Yeah, that's They're it. That's great. All we got. We're out. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. That uh, guaranteed a Mex guy. I'd like to know more about him. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, he seemed well, to have a penchant for drinking. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He's, Interesting. He runs a loose program, mm. but uh, mm-hmm. he's good for laughs. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I first, one of the broadcasts I first did was actually Arena Cross, and uh, the pit reporter mm. was a shorter Canadian gentleman. Okay. High energy. Yeah. High yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was pretty good, but then they showed me his outtakes. Mm. Pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of F-bombs in the outtakes. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? I'm not sure. That I know that guy got mad at me when I first burst onto the journalism scene. Really? Uh, because I was uh, he was winded after like one lap. Oh, and, yes. And I made a crack in one he of my columns. He would do the track map. Yes. He, he, I said, this guy, like he... He That's sounds right. like he needs oxygen he for would. a 20 second lap. It's true. It's true. And he was very angry at me. <laughs> Did you know him back then? Yes, but we weren't really buddies. Not like you are now. No. Okay. And then he was really mad at me, but then years later when when we got to know each other, he said, "Well, I probably didn't get any sleep that night and I really was like tired." <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like like you you yes. yeah, I probably didn't sleep at all. Knowing what so, I know of that guy. Yeah. I don't know who this guaranteed MX guy is. Right. But I remember I think his name was Ryan Gauld. Don't know what he's doing these days, but... I don't think he made it. No, no. he's gone. Yeah. He's out of the sport. Uh, you guys are all pussies. You know, <laughs> you know who is not out of the sport? Justin Brayton. Troll Training. Yeah. Troll Training is an online training program for mm-hmm. riders of all skill and fitness levels looking to get fit and go fast. Do you know what Alex didn't have when he started his career? Someone who could give him the shortcuts on what not to do in training preparing to the race at the professional level. Well, he had Phil. He did. Did that help? I don't think so. You think that was actually a negative? Uh, Alex and <laughs> He's John <a> West. Fucker. <laughs> Alex and John Westling uh, will get you dialed with trolltraining.com. Whether you're a vet rider, an up and coming amateur rider, off road guy, uh, trolltraining.com, they will apply to your own emails. Alex called in last week. Mm-hmm. He answers emails. Uh, yep. They're really doing well with this trolltraining.com. Uh, of Some course. really good privateers. Yeah. They've yeah. got uh, they got Harlan. Mm-hmm. They got John Short. They got uh, A Ray. Um, so, yeah. John and Alex doing good things for trolltraining.com. Uh, Troll Train's going to promoters meetings for Millville. Like yeah. He's, he's just, he's a businessman. Uh, just running it. Speaking of cheap tips, can I tweet one in? Yeah. What I think you do is you get, uh, you have a brother in the family who's also fast and is making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like so much money that he probably doesn't need to work at a bike shop. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Does. Yeah. Makes a lot of money. And then he can pay one of the finest trainers in the industry, say Johnny O'Mara. Mm-hmm. And then when your brother's out training, you and your buddy Phil mm-hmm. just go on the same ride yeah. with your brother. You just show up at the same places. <laughs> yes, but you don't actually pay the trainer. Yeah. That's a real good cheap yeah, tip right that's there. That's a great cheap tip. And <laughs> that worked for a couple of years. Yes, Phil and Alex getting free Johnny O'Mara training, training. on J-Mart. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Johnny O was ever like, really, guys? Really? These two guys keep sh- – I understand yeah. your brother. Yeah. But why is Phil here? Why is this guy here? <laughs> and why all the- they're always showing up? Like, oh, funny seeing you here at the trailhead once again. Maybe Johnny didn't notice because according to Phil, they were getting dropped anyway. So maybe he never yeah. – maybe yeah. Osho never realized they no. were there. <laughs> I don't know. But that's a, that's a good cheap tick. Uh, cheap trick. Cheap trick. Good cheap trick. Yep. Yeah, good band, too. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Tom has a race tech round on Barsha. What's up, Tom? I I got to get this off my chest, guys. I've had enough Justin Barsha. <laughs> so has that a lot dude, of people. <laughs> his contract's up this year. Is he done? Do we know if he's retiring? Yeah, I see him going back to TLD. He wants to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if yeah. they – I'm not saying they don't want him back. Yeah. They haven't, like – given a contract but he has said it's a contract year and i yeah. want to come back and right. i'm trying to prove myself yep yeah so no retirement if I'm, a- hmm? I'm sorry if i'm ac or i'm cold after this week especially ac I, I like i'm i'm taking him out next week like payback is i'm breaking his fucking leg you can't like, take i'm tired out. of this you, dude you don't want to engage with the honey badger you can't you can't do this many have tried you will lose yeah you will lose it's got it's got to stop it, it won't stop you can't break, you, break, put him in a net. Do something. He'll just come back at you. He'll laugh and be like, ah, and he'll come back at you. It, <laughs> you're playing his game, man. Dino, maybe someday have Dino come on like a scorned lover. Yeah. Be like, Dino, take us back 2010, 2011 range when you yeah. tried to go shot for shot. Yeah. How did that work out for you? Right. He will just get dirt. You know, you want to scratch, he'll, he'll scratch your eyeballs. Like, he'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they know it. I I know what you're saying. Just settle the score and he'll end it. Yeah. But I think he, it just only makes him stronger. <laughs> it does. It's like a superhero. Yeah. Go Bowers. Go Bowers on him, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bowers did, uh, you know, got got him back pretty good. It didn't didn't affect him. You know, he went back, right back That's at true. it. So I can't even remember. There's so many of these. There was a Bowers Barsha. I'm sure it was yeah, super high profile. Yeah, uh, Barsha yeah. broke his leg, and then the, then the next year, Powers right. just cleaned them. Yeah. That's right. That was... Monster Cup. Yes. We were in Vegas, uh, and we go all the way back to the Zacco Skull and Crossbones. Yep. Bruce from Cowie is going on an epic, like, 45-minute soliloquy and that the AMA has to stop these dudes from doing this or someone's going to get their leg broken. And we're like, Bruce, come on. To be honest, they do this all the time, and no one ever gets their leg broken. And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> Barsha breaks his rider's leg because Bowers was riding for Cowie. And I was like, okay, mm, fair. Moving on. Yeah. Fair. So That's right. All right, yep. Tom. And yeah. One other question on that. Is it true Malcolm's knee injury started when Barsha took him out last year in Salt Lake City, right? No, I didn't hear that. Is it related? I didn't hear that. I thought it was related. I, I thought that's why Malcolm missed most of outdoors. He did because – he never of, got it fixed. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I don't know. He, it is true that he, he missed most of outdoors because of that. He had hurt his knee a couple weeks earlier. Uh, Indy, maybe? Detroit? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Right. It looked horrible. Yes. Yeah. It was supposedly okay. Yeah. But I do not know. It's a good question. We should ask uh, Nate Dog. Yeah. But they seem very 
not forthcoming on the Malcolm injury. Yeah, really Why weird. is that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a great right. question. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. We'll ask, we'll ask Nate Dog about it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Race Tech Rant, Tom, we, we advise against Tom's advice. You just can't deal with Justin like that. It doesn't end that way. Although I will say yeah. Anderson, on the other hand, Anderson also has a ten, tendency to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And one man said, I'm tired of it. Yeah. No, one man you're right. said, I yeah. will clean you out once yeah. and it will end it. That man was Justin Brayton. Yeah. And that ended it. Yep. No, you're right. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Because I think Anderson has at least a lick of sense to him mm-hmm. about what's good for his own health. Yeah. Barsha does not care. Yeah. He is full kamikaze. Right. Brayton's one was epic. Just, I'm going to ride alongside the track and then just clean him up. Yeah. Yeah. And Anderson never touched him again. I don't think, do you think there's anything a rider could do that would get Barsha to end it? No. To be like, I'm good. No, no, no. No, no I don't. No. <laughs> no, I mean, Pike tried to fight him in the tunnel. He didn't want anything to do with that. And at, no. at a Bercy one year, he didn't want anything to fight Aranda. So he's not, yeah. he's not down to fight. No. But, but it won't stop him from hitting no, you on the track no, again. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Jason Wygan here, brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Um, got the tweets at Talon segment coming up, too, as well. Um, what are you laughing at? I just love the characters in the sport. Like, I do. Yeah. I understand the hatred for a Barsha does, especially if you race him, and if you're a fan and he knocks down your favorite guy, I get it. But I just love that we have these... Everybody in the building knows these guys and knows their reputation. And then the dudes go out there and they give you exactly what you're expecting to see. Hey, Ray, Barsha, they're just, they just deliver. They just deliver, yeah. yeah. And I hate to say this is painful, but it's like, we, as Brayton said, he always says it right, we spend hours and hours and hours at Tampa analyzing Sexton could do it if he just doesn't crash. And then that exact story that you're waiting for happens again. Yeah, yeah. These guys are doing a phenomenal job of being themselves. Yeah. If this is what you bought your ticket for, they're giving you the show. Yep. No, absolutely. It's been great. Uh, all right. So this is a little off topic of racing, but, you know, I, you're a good friend of mine. We hang out quite a bit. Okay. I value your opinion. Like, okay. for example. Um, we just did a cheap shark. Yeah. Yeah. Che- yeah. Cheap shark. Um, so I have my wife on line one. And so oftentimes, like, we're in a bunch of group texts together. I'll throw something out there that here and I are discussing. Mm-hmm. And get your guys' opinion on yes, it, right? Yes. Because yep. I, I, I like, I'm one of those guys like where I'm like, am I seeing this wrong? Am I seeing yeah. this differently? And I sometimes I'll ask things that she'll be she'll get a little mad about. She's like, well, don't tell them that, or like, or whatever. But I'm like, no, no, like I, I want to get a pip opinions. I just like to hear what people think. And so one of the things was, you know, my our dog was attacked uh, last week by another dog, um, broke the leash and and bit my dog in the butt, and I. I wanted to go over and give this guy the vet bill. Nice guy. Yeah. You're going to fight. He felt bad. But I'm like, hey, I think you owe me the 120 bucks for the vet bill. And uh, a couple of my friends are like, no, Moser, a few other people, no, don't do it. Like, you can't do it. You just got to eat the 120 bucks. Uh, I asked you, I forgot about a coupon at a sushi restaurant. Yeah. And I wanted to turn around and go back and give him the coupon. And Pookie was, like, Pookie was like, no, do not yeah. do that. I ran it by you guys and even my cheapest friend. You were like, no, you can't do that. No, because the poor waiter or whatever, that's jacking him. It's not his fault. So there's a new issue in the Mathis family. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll bring my lovely wife on, who uh, I guess isn't camera ready. Uh, uh, Pookie, you're not camera ready, right? So we're bringing you on (laughs) through the phone. Yeah, I don't want to deal with um, your fans or lack thereof critiquing my look. Right. Okay. So it's a terrible thing for teenage girls and even for Pookie. Yes. <laughs> Pookie. Mm-hmm. She, isn't she a teenager? Okay. So 
Here's the latest thing that the Mathis family has been going through a little bit, and I, I want your opinion on it. Okay. And maybe, and maybe at the end it. of this, at the end of this, uh, I, I have a favor to ask of you, but uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. But um, so, I'm gone a lot. I travel a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for a long time. Pookie has. Uh, we have a, no kids, mm-hmm. so we have a very uh, different lives. Her and I. She does things on the weekends with friends. And you tell Pookie to stop doing whatever she's doing right now. Yeah, what are you doing, Pookie? Wait, stop making noise. Sorry. This is the worst audio in the history of someone actually being in the building of the person doing the show. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's doing these things with friends on the weekends, and I don't care. Like, I'm gone, and mm-hmm. I'm gone a lot. And then she tries to make time for me every now and then. But she, I think she's getting a little frustrated because the other day, like a couple weeks ago or whatever, she's just like, you need to get a friend. And I'm like, I have a friend. It's you. And, you know, she's like, no. Like, she goes to movies with her friends and to these different deals with her friends. She's got a group of, like, I don't know, babe, five or six friends probably. I don't know. It seems like you got a lot, but I don't know. Five or six friends, let's say. Yeah, I got lots of friends. And she's doing things. And, like, when I'm home, she's leaving. She'll leave you know, at 7 o'clock and come home at 10 or something, right? On days you are still here. Yeah. Not just weekends. And I'm not really complaining. I'm not really complaining, but she might get the sense that I'm, like, bummed out, right? And she's just like, look, you got to get a friend. So this friend can go with you to do things. Like, I look, I, hey, you want to hang out? Like, and I don't have a friend. Yeah, because I have things that I want to do. And when you're sitting at home and you don't have anybody to hang out with, you know, it starts to make me feel like, well, shit, I got to back down on things that I'm doing because Steve doesn't have anything to do. But it's like, that's not my deal. Go find a friend and go do something with them like I am doing. Do I have to, like, just, how do I find a friend, first of all? I don't really want a friend. Okay, so. And, and then what do I do? Like, so I mountain bike. Yeah. And I work. Uh-huh. And then I go to the races. And then yeah, I mountain bike. I don't then... think she's going hanging out with the friends at the same time you're mountain biking. So this is at night. No. Days off for two. If she, okay. if she has a day, like, you know, she has she doesn't work full time. Sometimes so. it's daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's daytime. Yeah. But sometimes it's going out to dinner or whatever. Yeah. 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 So that's she, not she, a time you would be mountain biking. Theater, she has theater, theater uh, tickets with a friend. Night, right. Night. You, know, you would not be mountain biking at that time. No. Right. No, no. So she's just like, can you get uh-huh. a friend? No, I can help with this. Okay. Uh, let's take the first thing. The very first thing you said is, where would I even find a friend? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is horrible that you would say that. There are two fine gentlemen right here that live in Vegas that work for you. They're sitting right here. <laughs> Travis and Talon. Aww. No? No. Nothing. No, because Nothing. Uh, I asked the guy in the corner on the phones to go dirt bike riding. He told me give him two weeks. Okay. They're and not it, available to and Travis, go to Chili's. Travis and his lovely wife mm-hmm. is way too hot for him. Okay. We've asked them to dinner a lot. And they they seem very busy. They've done it a couple times in their defense. Yeah. They have done it two times, I think, or three times. Yeah. And it's very nice. The four yeah. of us go out. Uh-huh. Trying to see they, his reaction to this. Okay. They, but again, that's the four of us where I have to be involved. Yeah, this is I'm not couples' time. I'm to be able to do things that don't involve Pookie because I have to be his plus one to anything he wants to go to. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you live in freaking Las Vegas. Yeah, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Like, there are people that... I don't know if you know this, with their buddies, come here just to hang out in Vegas with their buddies, yeah. like guys trip. Yeah. You can see the strip from here. So neither of these dudes is ever available. It Steve, doesn't. you want to go to T-Bar? 
There you go. I'll go with Titty Marsh. There you go. Is that going to make you happy, Pookie? See? Boom. Perfect. Well, no, because I want. See, that's something I actually want to go to. You're not invited, Pookie. No, it's a guy's night. But, like. All right, so I'll handle that. You need to find some. You got other guys in town? What about Berlude or. Skip Norfolk owns a darn brewery in town. Just go. What am I going to do? Hey, Skip, you want to go drink some beers? Like, that's what dudes do. The problem is that I want to go out and do things with my friends. He doesn't want to go out and do anything with anybody, yet he also doesn't want me to go out and do anything with That's anybody. correct. That's correct. I don't I want her to just stay at home. Oh, you with left me. that part yeah, out. Yeah, well, I don't like that because well, I don't have any kids. I don't have a lot of responsibility going on at home. So it's not like I'm jetting off and leaving you to take care of things. Like no. well, Augie, I want to be able to do Augie. fun shit if it comes up. I don't want to have to be like, "Whoa, I better not, you know. Hold on, Two Steve. nights this week. Well, yeah, I mean, don't you think that... He tries to stop you? No. But he wants you to oh, stop? With his puppy dog eyes. Dude. I may give her a guilt trip every now and then. Yeah. S- Steven Mathis. Debbie, what's his middle name? She's in bed. Michael oh. William. Michael William? Yeah. There's two middle names? Yeah, I'm like, I love royalty. Wow. Yeah. As an actor, that would have been your name. Yeah. Steven Michael William yeah, would yeah, be your name. Yeah, But hold on. I travel three days a week. So Thank you. Easy, and what do you do then? Easy. You're gone two nights a week. Three days. And I hang out with my friends. Those are my friends. Yeah. So how dare yeah. you yeah, be resistant to... Yeah, help me when I'm, you know, on a random Wednesday when I want to go out to dinner and then okay. you're at home. There's nothing for you to do. All right. Marx is in a situation like I am, like we are. No child. Just one dog. What, how, that's, that's that's correct. How often does Courtney go out? Um, maybe once every few weeks. Oh, there we go. Maybe once, once every few weeks. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Maybe how often does Marks leave town and go to dinner with his buddies? Well, every, every single Friday night. I doubt it. Listen, if I could, if I right? could never leave my house, I would be a happy man. She, she is. You guys are weird. She is perfectly <laughs> fine to go out on Fridays and Saturday nights. Like I don't care. Like whatever. Yeah, and she does. Steve, I'm not home. Your wife has given you and the great fans of the Pulp Nation. The gift of letting you leave every weekend. Even the fact that you're going to pay $1,300 for a plane ticket to go to Detroit. And I said, Steve, just don't go. And you can't stop yourself. You're still going to go to the darn race. You're going to complain all weekend, but you're still going to go. Pookie has given Pulp Nation the gift of you at the races. Yeah. After that, you're done. You don't have any rope. Let her do whatever the hell she wants. She let you leave for the weekend. So she can go. For she can go out two nights Friday Saturday night when I'm not there, which is fine. Like she can go out that. And I'm she, not going out every Friday. No, I know. Saturday. No, no. You're just assuming. But it's fine to do that because I'm not home, so I don't care. Like it's fine. Yeah. Don't you feel like those two nights for her? That's enough. It doesn't matter, man. You have no leverage left. You already <laughs> left town. You left town. Now oh. she gets carte blanche to do anything, anytime, any place. Oh, I love this guy. I'm dealing with it right bitch. now. I had to fly from Oakland to Charlotte for 12 hours just to come back out to Vegas, just to red-eye back you tonight. You have children, though. You have children. Yeah, That's a whole different deal. Can really, you can't I'm just really saying, compare man. us to anything, anybody, because it's totally different without kids. I live a guilt-full life. Yeah. I'm certainly not guilt-free. I feel like if Pookie's going to let you travel every weekend, at that point, you got to let her do whatever she wants at any point. I feel like she Steve loves- and I should be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want, both of us. Yes. If he wants to go do something with his fr- you know, friend, if he wants to go get one. I don't cool. have a friend. Drink beers, you're going to the casino. You want to go to bingo. You're having a craft night. <laughs> Steve, let's go to bingo. Like, uh, yeah. You live in Las I Vegas, Steven. I like baseball. Talent and too. And We're going to bingo night. I'm not going to not go to bingo. Because Steve doesn't have a friend. Uh, bingo night. 
Bingo is actually pretty fun. Bingo so what is, what is the actual the actual problem here is that you want to hang out with Pookie on like Wednesday night. You don't want her to leave you alone. Is that the problem, But Steve? that's the thing is we're not doing anything on said Wednesday. It's just hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Leaf game's on. Oh, wow. It's just, yeah, it's just Pookie, don't leave me. Right. You're fucked. Wait, it went from puppy dog eyes to... No, 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 it's not. These it's, words have not actually been no, said, No, it's they? not like that. No, 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 it's not like that. It's implied. It's, it is it's kind implied. of implied. Yes. yes. Yeah. What is the problem, Steve? Okay, let's just... I don't it. have any friends. Well, why? What is wrong with... And if I had some friends, yeah. I don't want to do nothing. I travel. Okay, why? So there's what is an the example, problem? Because on yeah. June 30th, the new kids on the block are playing in San Bernardino, and I will be there. Mm-hmm. And also, Indiana Jones movie is coming out, and Steve is going to want to go to the premiere night. And now he has to go by himself because his only plus one in life, me, is going to be with five other dudes. Five other the guys in the band. The guys in the band. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you will be. Okay, but she's going to see them in Houston. Yeah. Flight, hotel, concert tickets. Wow. She's going to see them in San Bernardino. Wow. Flight. Or driving. Glenn Helen? Is that what they're yeah, performing? Yeah, somewhere in okay. there. She wants to go to Stevie Nicks concert with her friend. She's going to Madonna with her friends. Wow. This is Pookie's summer adventure. Why would I miss out on any of these She's things? going to Cabo with her friend. Oh, my God. She's going. She's going. She just went to France <laughs> with her friend in the fall. What if you're a little bitch. She's going to... I'm missing something else. This is yeah, an extensive list. Oh, I'm Omaha. I'm going. I'm going. Yes, Omaha I'm this sure summer. Because I don't have any kids. And so. Yeah, you, dude. So, like, what do I do? I don't have. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Get a friend and go see them somewhere. Go to Kiefer's. You can get. Go fucked. to Boise. I mean, I don't go know. Go to Boise. <laughs> Come to Charlotte for a few days. We'll have a good old time. I'll hang out with Phil. Yeah, come on back. Stay at Phil's house again. 62 degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yes. love Phil. I do love Phil. Fuki, tell me when these trips are. We'll just get Steve to come and hang out in North Carolina. He can hang out with so me. So what about Augie, what about Augie the dog and the two cats? Well, that's your fault. Okay. I mean, you have pets. Now you got to deal with it. You dug your own grave on that one. There's dog hotels or something, isn't there? What about your uh, friend with the dog whose leash broke? Can they watch Augie? Oh, yeah. Can you <laughs> no, trust no, them? I don't trust can you them. Trust no. them? No. no, I don't. <laughs> they don't get along, I don't think. Steve, one of your all-time idols, I would assume in life, must be Jeremy McGrath's mechanic. You were a mechanic. You were a mechanic when Jeremy McGrath and his coolest mechanic of all time yeah. were dominating races like yeah. no one else ever yeah, has. I like Skip. That mechanic then not only moves to the town you live in, but opens up a brewery. But I that don't, doesn't. I don't really drink. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't do anything for that him. It does nothing see? for you. The last time I went there, there was no backs on the chairs. There was no chairs with backs. My back was sore, and I don't really like to drink. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with They don't have backs on the chairs. I mean, you're right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Skip Norfolk has a brewery in your town, and you won't go because it doesn't have... I know! Well, you're denying yourself, Skip. What am I... He... Hey, what do you think of those bears? Like, what do you do? Hey, like, what do you, what do you I do? Bet you, I bet you you and Skip could probably talk about the Supercross happening over the weekend for five hours like we just did tonight. I don't know. Hey, Skip, uh, you watch the race over the weekend? That's probably how I could I'll yeah, just but, get you. I'll just get the ice broken with that. Yeah, but I just talked about the race on every damn podcast I do. Maybe I don't want to talk about the race again. So you need to find Maybe a non-motocross just, friend. Uh, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, it's me. I'm the friend. Yeah, it's Pookie. Steve needs a hockey friend. Yeah, you need a hockey friend. You know what would be awesome? You know what would be amazing? 
Okay. I tried the- playing hockey in a, in the weeks during the weeks a little bit. You did a few years back, and I just sucked at it. I hated it. You know what it's like? Uh, okay, so Skip Norfolk, Steve's Idol moves to town, opens a brewery. That's not good enough. What would be amazing is if the NHL, Steve's favorite sports league, would like bring a franchise to Vegas, and then there maybe be people around that are into it. That would be it. What, what are the chances that an NHL... Who am I going to go with? Pookie. I'm going to go with Pookie to the game. That's the problem. <laughs> the other thing is Steve's favorite football team is the <laughs> Oakland or Los Angeles Raiders. But that sucks because they're not from Vegas. And Steve... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. So Steve's idol has come to town and opened up a brewery. He doesn't know what to do. Steve's favorite sport has opened a franchise in the town he lives in. There's nothing to do. And his favorite football team moved to the town in which he lives. But there's nothing he can think of to do recreationally in the town in which he lives. Unbelievable. (laughs) See? Now you know my pain. I take the race tech rant back. This was it. This was the race tech rant. Now you know my pain. Thank you. Get alive. You are like a GD magnet. And anything you want is just being pulled toward these giant ceilings of yours, and you fail to even realize it. I just, I, were there any? Were there any? Pookie's my friend. Were there any chicks in Playboy when, like, everyone in high school would like, "Hey, dude, go behind that bush over there. I stole a Playboy from my dad's house. Go uh-huh. check this." Were there any chicks you had a crush on when you were like 16 years old? They're probably here right now. The way the, the way the odds are working yeah. out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who God. the fuck is Olivia? Maybe it's her. <laughs> I yeah, don't I, I don't know. So, I'm siding with Pookie on this one. Okay, so, well, my favor is, I want to ask you a favor. Oh. You're a really good friend of mine. Can you move here? Move to Vegas? Yeah. And you'll be my friend. I, I will put this up for consideration. Okay. I will. I yeah. will. Yeah, yeah you're my friend. And then, yes. yep. and, then, and then suck on that, Pookie, when I'm out with Weege every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You guys do need to spend more time together, so. You know what's what do you think of that, there? Pookie? Me and Weege out again. You know what's going to be a problem there? <laughs> Banging whores. I do have a lot of friends where I live. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a SoCal hole? I don't really hang out with them much because <laughs> I feel like since I'm gone on the weekends, yeah. my wife and I kind of feel like we should just spend all the oh. time Oh, really? Oh, together. oh, oh. Oh, what do you know? The obligation. The obligation on my time. I I don't like that. Kind of the way my wife and I do it is kind of like Sunday through Thursday. It's your time because I'm away on the weekends. He's throwing out all these trips, but he's not mentioning also the trips that him and I have planned or the things that we have going on together. We do lots of things together. We go on vacation at least like two or three times a year together. It's awesome. But there's, you know, it's not 100% of the time the Stephen Pookie show. Give me some dates. Freaking years now. Give me some dates of the Omaha and the San Bernardino and the Houston, and we will get Steve to, to hang out with some friends. They do not live here. I don't think he can go to Boise. I don't think you and JT hanging out is going to be healthy. <laughs> First of all, he goes to bed at 8. Yeah, he goes to bed at 8. That doesn't it, work. Yeah, yeah. We will get Steve to hang out with Phil. Maybe wait long <laughs> enough, and Brayton will be back. We'll have a great time. Dude, except, no. Except I probably won't be able to hang out. <laughs> because? Because I tend to you, hang out with my wife the five what, days a week listen, I'm in town. Listen, I'm sorry, everyone, for who takes Pookie's side. I'm sorry for loving my wife. Apologies. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> I love my wife, okay? Guilty as charged. She's my best friend, and I'm in love. Sorry. Aww. Sounds gay. Sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> I respect it, Pookie. Any couple I know that gets married and they're immediately talking about like having kids, I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, go on yeah. every trip, Look every at, concert, yeah. everything you've ever wanted to do. Get it done. Mark has so. no kids. Living the life. Because when you have kids, you'll never be able to do it. No, you won't. No. So there's Mark. Doesn't want to leave his house. And I probably am sounding real selfish and real mean right now. I don't mean to be crusty and mean. I love Steve. We hang out all the time. I don't, you know, I only work a couple days a week, so it's not like I'm gone all day, every day, and then when I get home, I'm leaving at night. Like, I got lots of days where we're hanging out at home, and it's just the two of us. She's just like, just, just, she just drops it on me. You need a friend. You need a friend. And I'm like, what? No, I, I think it's true. And uh, fans, please do not bash on Pookie. First of all, if she was sitting here, just gorgeous. Just flawless yeah, beauty. Radiant. Okay, radiant so beauty. don't be poking right. holes in this. Yeah. Second of all, uh, she gives the Pulp Nation the gift of letting Steve go to these races. So please. Well, she's never, like, please look, don't bash she on She met her. me when I was a mechanic. She's never had me home. She yeah. enjoys not having me here 24-7, and I enjoy not being around her 24-7. <laughs> so they're, they're, that's not a problem. The traveling, there is not one time that Pookie's been like, hey, you know, your traveling's too, like, never, ever, ever, which mm. might be a sign, by the way. But she's never, yeah. you know, she's never said anything. But look at Marks. Marks just said, Courtney goes out once every couple of weeks. I like that. But he doesn't leave I every like single that. week. He doesn't leave every single week. Once every couple you of weeks. every single week. They he also haven't been married for 20 years. Well, congrats on that. And uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot. Like, a lot of dudes are like, yeah, after a couple of days, my wife is like, don't you want to get out of the house? And I'm like, so maybe my problem, maybe it would be better if I could just get my wife to start liking me less. See? Then it would be a lot easier. Yep. So I got to work on that a little bit. Yeah. What I got to work on. So you're not going to move to Vegas and be my friend. What? <laughs> here's what would happen. I could move to Vegas, but I still probably wouldn't be your friend. Oh, yeah. that would hurt. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. be like, no, man. I'm, talk on tech. This would be, you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, I, I know what it is. I think yeah, it. where everything ties in at yeah, the end, but right. then they, it's like, it's Seinfeld on Royce. Yeah, yeah. The irony would be I would finally move here, and in the very first night that I'm settled in, Pookie would go out, and you'd be like, no problem, Pookie. Yeah. I got weeds now. And yeah. you'd call me, and I'd be like, no, man. I'm at home. Yeah. I'm hanging out with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then exactly. the music would play. Yeah. And you'd be like, no! <laughs> I don't know why Pookie left. I'm yeah. hanging out with my All wife, right. Steve. Well, maybe I'll ask these guys. Bingo maybe, night? Maybe I'll ask these guys to hang out with me. Let's go to bingo night. I, I feel like it was a complete slap in the face. that You're like, who am I going to hang out with? And there's two dudes that live here in Vegas. Didn't even consider us. They're right in the room. <laughs> no, Mark, stop it. Didn't even consider us. Mark's. And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. Mark, you would hang out with Kiefer. Uh, oh, Kiefer would love it. No, yeah. yeah. He, he would. Kiefer's a great dude. Just, he's, he's come he over to his drink. house. He doesn't even drink. Come over to his house and yep. hang out. Yep. It's a drop-in center over there. Doesn't even drink. No, no. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a drop-in center at, at the Kiefer household. So He has a friend, Pookie. He just lives two hours away. Hey, man, you beaten off? And exactly. And I said, that's the thing. Even if his friends lived here, he doesn't want to do anything. But I want to do stuff. I like what? doing stuff. It's an open and shut case. I'm on Pookie's side. What? Yeah. I'm on Pookie's side. First the dog bite, then the, then the coupon, and now this. She's allowed to do what she wants to do. So yeah. just go hang out with five Skip. nights a week, she can do whatever. Yeah. Is it five nights, Pookie? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Skip Norfolk. Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. Raiders, I, you got it all. They all move to you. And what am I supposed? Uh, all right. I'm just saying that there's probably some dudes that live here that like the things that you like. <laughs> Do you like Indiana Jones? Go talk to him. He likes. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Is really hard to find someone that wants what, to see what? this movie. Hey, 
My name's Steve. Oh, God. I, I bet can... we could build you an app for this, Steve, to find you a friend. I can send you Cooksey's number. <laughs> I don't... That'd be great. Build the app. I don't <laughs> want... Great. Yeah, I don't... I want a mountain bike and do my work, watch hockey. Yes. And, and see hang out with everything Pookie. you want to do, and you can do it. And everything I want to do, I can you, do it. You have too many friends. You know? We're good. We're good in this argument. Thanks, Pookie. Thank mm-hmm. you for calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love you. I love, I love you. spending time with you. All right, I well. also love not spending time with you. Bye, Pookie. Bye. Bullshit. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon segment. Let's do it. That's my mom. It's the motosport.com tweets at talent segment. Really, really let me down there. You can grab a water? These guys yeah. can get you a water. You got to sit there. Your friends? Yeah. My yeah, friends we'll, will grab good you friends. You. All right. What are your friends? Can my friend, one of my friends grab him a water? Yeah. Uh, motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com. And uh, what about anal bleaching? Check it out. I wish that guy could be my friend. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm an no. aftermarket parts. No. Uh, great pricing, great return policy. If you shop anywhere else uh, from online for motocross parts, you're an idiot. Check out motorsport.com. Thank you to those guys. These questions are submitted to at Paul Show on Twitter. And my friend in the corner there reads them back to me. From Penis Pump 51. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my friend? How? Steve, who won the fingering contest this weekend? You or Will? Oh. Uh, what can I do? Like, I, I can't even get mad. I closed it. I got one in Tampa. This week, I pull in the rental car lot. I take 10 steps out of my car towards Cade, who was there, getting out too. This is when you landed. No, this is at the race. It's not a Saturday morning. Oh, okay. I take 10 steps out of my car towards Cade, and here comes a white rental car doing... 60 miles an hour across the parking lot and he's hanging out the window like i i can't stop that you're fucked i can't do anything i i had a plan to get him i was thinking about it but he he's wide open in the parking lot as i get out of my car like there's nothing you can do impressive it is impressive yeah there's nothing you can do look i can't even get mad you're you're hampshire and mcadoo you're doing a great job you're trying so hard yeah He's Chet. But you're up against Chet. Yeah. I'm <laughs> fucked. I got one in on Tampa. I got one in, and, and so did hey, Kitchen. 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 Kitchen got one in. <laughs> and and now I'm up against Chet. And now he's got a 14-second lead, and he's just doing quads Dude. in the heat race for yep. fun. Yep. And I got there's nothing I can do. I wasn't even mad. <laughs> nope. What can I do? No. It's Chet. Yep. You're dealing with the Jet of the flip-off yeah. flip game. Yep. Right. I feel like Will has your location on his phone. That's what other people said. Yeah. They're mm. like, he's got you tracked. <laughs> uh, drunk words, sober thoughts. Who turns their season around first, Christian Craig or Dan Truman? Oh, Truman's fantasy is it's horrible. <laughs> uh, Christian Craig because it's on the already on the way up. Did I hear nineteen points one week for Truman? Uh, in one class, yeah, yeah, nineteen yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, Craig's way ahead. Yeah. Uh, by the way, our fantasy pod due to this Matt Moss thing is it's gonna get spicy. Yeah, so, I'm angry as well, but good luck. save it for that show because we've, we've gone five hours already. Yeah. yeah, I'm very upset. From Randalorian for Weege, choose one. Brayton wins a 450 Supercross title, but you must become a huge Star Wars fan and do weekly pods about it. 
or two, you become a top Supercross pro, but you and Brayton become mortal enemies like 21 and 51. I will tape the eyes open. Give me the eye drops. I'll watch the Star Wars. Let's get that title. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spooner 608. Where do we see Colt 45 riding for outdoors? I don't think he doesn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, there's always filling opportunities. Yeah. But as of now, I'm not seeing if the I, landscape. If I'm cold, I'm trying to go to World Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mud Overview Show. Assuming Mookie is out at Husky, do they put RJ on the 450 for outdoors? He almost did it last year, right? He He's was even hinting to. at maybe Daytona. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he said he was for three days last year. He was a 450 guy. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what the thought process is. I would say the thought process should be get to, to, to 450 if you can. Yeah, but the thing is that but RJ is good for a couple wins in the 250 class every year. I Love yeah. RJ, but I don't yeah. think he's doing it in the 450s. Yeah. Winning races? Yeah. That's tough. From Alex Wilbur, Weege, how does Racer X make money? Uh, it's a strange thing where you have ads. Yeah. And the people pay for them. Not familiar at all. Motorsport.com, yeah. everybody. That's one of our ads. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Boom Pow, Steve, would you rather race Stanky Do- Stank Dog in an arena cross race or wear Darkseid's pony as a wig for a whole race season? Ray stank. I don't want to really. Wear, I don't want to wear that pony. You hate that pony that much. A greasy? whole season. I'm greasy? gonna yeah, just with a greasy bandana and a greasy <laughs> pony. No way. No thanks. Six seventy one Mac for Weege. What is the most expensive purchase you have made that you regret making? I feel like I get asked this one quite a bit. Yeah, I do. Right. I agree. Yeah, I get asked this one quite a bit. Uh, when I got the Supercross webcast job, uh, I decided it's time to treat myself. Money was rolling in. I wasn't spending a lot, mm-hmm. as you'd imagine. Yep. And I was like, it's time to buy a new car. Bought a Subaru WRX. Hated it. Held on to it for one year. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing depreciates like a one-year-old car. Yeah. Haunts me to this day. <laughs> Pre-Jeep From, love, then. Didn't like the Jeeps, Jeeps back then? Uh, yeah, I, that was a mistake. I should have just went with the Jeep from yeah. the start and stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. From D... Panic button for AC9. Set your bromance aside, Steve. It's not great. I mean, no panic button. This race wasn't good, but he's been top 10. He got near the board the weekend. I, I mean, I think he could still pull, pull off a podium. I, I really do. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, look, he hasn't raced. He was off a year. Like, it's no panic button. No. It's fine. Is it great? No. Is it panic button? No. It's moo. Can I change my previous answer? Yeah. I also spent money getting Invisalign because my mom said the reason you're not in ESPN is because you don't wear suits and you don't have Hollywood teeth. Mm. And I'm like, so I should be wearing suits to yeah. the motocross race? Yeah. And she's like, the guys in ESPN wear suits. Uh-huh. So I never did the suits, but I did spend money to get the teeth fixed, and all the Invisalign did was open up such space in the back of my molars that it would, I would have to floss like nine times a day, and then eventually... I, like, destroyed my teeth down on, like, the side. So I paid for Invisalign and then had to pay to get the teeth fixed because the Invisalign screwed up my teeth. <laughs> That's a much better answer. It is. Yeah. From MXJake218 for Weege, what is your average total expenses for a full weekend at the race cost to you from the minute you leave your house to the minute you return home? Well, out of his pocket? Nothing. Yeah, it's obviously a sliding scale depending on mm-hmm. uh, if I'm paying. Sometimes I am, depending on the gig. 
Yep. And then it's a real, like this trip right here, eat breakfast at home, do not eat until I land, and then Steve will purchase my lunch and dinner, and then I will red-eye home, and then I will eat dinner again for free at my house tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So there's a perfect example. It'll be zero dollars expended. And, and zero dollars in Oakland, right, of your own money? Uh, what was really great is Saturday, I uh, had a hotel breakfast, and they had food all day for us TV people. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat after the race. Zero dollars on Saturday. Yeah, and Friday's night dinner was covered by Racer X. Yep. Yep. Looking good. You don't ever, like, stop at the gas station and just get a Gatorade or something. Oh, you never buy at the gas station. Come on. Come on. $3.20 ounce Gatorade. What kind of question is that? Jeez. Uh, 325 Motorsports. Is there anyone else offering VIP-type behind-the-scenes fan tours at Supercross other than Feld and, and Star? I just know those two. I don't know. You'd have to look around. but a VIP experience at Supercross? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know of any others. <laughs> no, but JT's part of Feld, so... Oh, I thought you were like no. dissing him here. No, I wasn't because oh, JT's part it. of the oh, Feld. Oh, you're stuff. not saying he doesn't do this. No, oh. he, the, guy, the question was other than Feld. I didn't know you considered JT part of Feld in oh, that capacity. Yes, oh, okay. he is a Feld thing now. Yeah, selling up. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That was really becoming the hot trend it for was. a while. Chad a did Chad's it right. Team. Butler yeah. Brothers. Yeah, huh. all of that. We need more of those teams back. So let's get the VIP program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see Coy's VIP program. Oh god, we still had a team. That'd be fantastic. Oh god. Jay Bone would love it, though. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He would. From AJ Irvin 39 do you see Hayden Deegan ending up top five in points this year? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. From Smorsky 281 for both of you, I understand that California is the birthplace of moto, but between the ridiculous politics, the crime, the cost, and the congestion, amongst other things, how much longer do you think the moto industry is going to embrace California? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's an elaborate question because as far as like people purchasing motorcycles and riding them there, they still have phenomenal weather. So that's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. You can ride year round. It's sunny. Doesn't rain. Um, as far as the manufacturers, I mean, the general reason they're there is because California is closer to Japan than any other part of America. It's starting to change. I mean, Toyota moved to Texas. Yeah. Yamaha outside the race shop is all in Georgia. Yeah, so it's yep. starting to change. Honda, Honda's in yeah. Georgia a lot. So. I, I could, I guess, yeah. Looking at that momentum, right? The race departments are still in California. Yep. We believe a manufacturer that's coming into the sport will be Georgia based, mm-hmm. including the race team. Yep. So, yeah. I, you know what? I, my answer is going to be now. Nah, that's not going to change. But actually, I think in 10 years, it might. But this guy saying the politics and the crime and everything else. That's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, you could go to, I, I guarantee you, the people of Atlanta are like, ah, oh, the politics and the crime. The people down in Tampa. Yeah. Ah, oh, the politics and right, the crime. And, like, and, you know, uh, like, like, you know. Uh, Oakland is seven hours from, the yeah. Oakland crime is seven hours from where the yeah. in, moto industry is. Yeah. But no, I, I could definitely see it moving. It's a whole lot cheaper. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. More riding areas, too. California's lost a lot of riding. Areas. Yeah, the weather is good, but man, yep. riding's pretty tough. Yep. Mm-hmm. From Jimmy G, how do you guys feel now that Phil is injured after you get both gave him so much shit for not taking more risk in Supercross? Well, it's not like he got hurt trying some quad that we were making fun of. He got hurt in a whoops. So yeah, we dodged the bullet on that one. Yeah. Imagine if he quadded and got hurt. Yeah. That would have been bad. I don't feel like it would have mattered. Phil's not doing anything because we tell him to or we put pressure on. Like, you know, like, you know, it's just no way. Like that rhythm in San Diego, when I brought it up, he's like, not a fucking chance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, well, Phil, like a lot of guys are doing it that you're, you're as good as, you know? 
and Death he, Cross Man. Right, like he was just not doing it. Yes. So, yeah. From Luke Thomason, can you explain what Dartfish is and how it works? I've heard you guys mention it in web last week, just wanting some more insight. It's a video program where you film uh, one rider, your rider, around the track. You follow him around the track, you film him, and then you film another rider riding the track, and then the software, you input the, the video of your rider and the video of the other rider, and you input them, and they merge it together, and you can watch what that guy's doing, and they overlay it. So you basically watch the other rider right in front of you, and at times you'll see the ghost pull in front of you because he's going doing something faster or vice versa, and you can look at his lines and everything else, and it's a great way to see what, like, Eli Tomac's doing that you're not. It's it's pretty cool if, if you've ever seen it like in action. It's pretty neat. From Sugar Shane 79, Weege, harder job. Dealing with JT on last night's Steve Mathis show race review pod or filling in for Lurch? Uh, JT's pretty good. I was just really upset the one week where he said 8.15 was too late to do the pod and made me feel guilty. Otherwise, he's fine. Filling in for Lurch, much more difficult. From Lax Defense Coach, does Geyser's injury at the preseason race put a definitive stop to major MXGP riders riding the national warm-up series? No, I don't think so. They they, they don't want to just show up at the race and be ready and, and, and have to be ready right there. They want to warm up a little bit. That's and that, a, that was a weird crash. But I feel like that's happened a decent amount of times. Yeah. And it hasn't obviously stopped the guys yet. Yeah. Yeah. From Dark... Uh, Weege, what do you think about Stu winning the first GNCC on his new KTM and then throwing major shade at KTM for no support? Oh, he did? I didn't hear it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's kind of a specialty. Yep. Um, so, not surprised. And not surprised that he won either. So, yeah. all on brand. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> the Moss 912. When Weege uses a paper towel at home, does he lay it on the counter to dry and reuse? Also, does he leave a tip if he's picking up takeout? Uh, no, I don't really see. I mean, they didn't, the, 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 the worker, what, what do they do? They put it in a bag and they put it on the counter. Really? Uh, I, I tip. I, I will tip, but I do not tip nearly as much. I don't give like the 20%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give like a dollar. Yeah. Here's for your time. Yeah. Um, my grandmother still around, mm -hmm. uh, 90, she's born in 1929. In June, she will turn 94. Mm -hmm. Uh, the clothesline, you know, the, yeah. people don't even use them yeah. anymore. Yeah, Hangs paper towels in the clothesline. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Welcome to your future. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Another from Lax Defense Coach, more likely to happen first, Steve sells out or Weege goes to a hockey game? Weege goes to a hockey game. Really? Yeah. You're a man of principle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Sure. Just wait for the investigation into Jets and Donuts. Sure. Oh, you're breaking this open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, you've been to a hockey game, haven't you? I've been to a couple. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yep. Unfortunately. Tried them all. <laughs> oh, you just got to go to like Rangers. What's Philadelphia? Flyers? Flyers. Yeah, I think I saw that, and everybody said it's going to be like epic. I went to a game in MSG once. Yeah. It doesn't get much better. No. It's the Mecca. It's great. No, it wasn't that good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. From Brandon Clark, why have podium interviews been so depressing by second and third place? Especially in the 250 class, they're great riders, but they make racing Supercross sound like it's such a downer. Uh, I don't know. When you get interviews like this, Marks, can you play that one that I, I asked you? Did you have it loaded? Uh, let's give it a try. Here, this is the interviews. I'm getting a ride 
soft dirt and this is uh, some soft dirt out here today. It's really sticky. So uh, overall, just all about hitting solid laps and not making any mistakes. All right, these ruts are gnarly. It's like vertical blinds out there. They're yeah. gonna close and swallow these guys up. And then they got to resort to jumping. Not what he intended. Um, yeah, getting a ride. there you go. That's, that's how an, you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do. Yep. That's how you do an interview. Well, uh, all right, that's it. You got anything else that's really good? We just uh, get out of here. From Discord, from Softball Dad, with DV playing fantasy now, what language does he swear at the TV when his guy pulls off? Yeah, he's very angry sometimes, DV, at fantasy these days. I didn't know DV plays fantasy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's all in. Yeah. Has he always? No, no, this is it. Oh, this, okay. After complaining nonstop about it, he finally decided to do it. Wow, I am. Yeah. That is, he is not yeah. someone who should be doing it. He sends me texts with his team all the time. <sighs> Gotta be he French. He should not be doing it. Gotta be in French. Yeah. What's DV doing these days? Nothing. Yeah. Is he with Ferrandis? Well, he was helping Marv. No, but Marv, he was helping Marv until Marv got hurt. Huh. Yep. Wow. Yep. So DV's out. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talent Segment. Eli Tomac, Alex Gillespie, Zach Osborne, Justin Brayton. Best interview? Yeah. Just the best. Brayton? Yeah, overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just the best. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. He's like Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. Right. He's the best. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsors as well. Uh, from Get Data, WUSA. No, let's do this. You ready? You ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's bring it back. Yeah, let's do this. It's been a while. Motorsport.com. Call Steve's good friend, Talon. Fly Racing. We'll sponsor anyone. Decal Works. They sent me decals. Someday I'll put them on my motorcycle. And Sean, by the way, from Decal sent me a text. And uh, he is, your number is 421. Ah. Your number. It doesn't really matter. They're in the okay. envelope. I'll, I'll run 421. And there's Wendy's stickers on there, too. Yes, there, which, I did, I I did get understand. that. Uh, because of the, I had a big coupon thing where I oh, had two yes. offsetting coupons. Yes. It was free. Yep. Yeah. I, I do I okay. do respect the Wendy's stickers. Thank right. you, Sean. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Sponsor the Weed Show. X-Brand Goggles. Not familiar. Wow. Yeah. Renthal. Our guy, Paul, man. Got to respect it. Michelin Motorcycle Tires. Our guy, Fastest Man in Piedmont. You think he ever gets dethroned? Um, somebody, he, he mentioned that to somebody. Yeah. Please, like yeah. Zacco or something, yeah. please don't move to Piedmont. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a chair beast. Lone Wolf. Yeah. Firepower, batteries, and chains. Uh, I have a tendency to not trickle charge my bike, mm -hmm. and uh, thanks to those folks for bailing me out several times with fresh batteries. Maxima USA. You don't have to use a pressure washer to keep your chain clean. Pro filter. Uh, I was cleaning filters a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and everyone said I'm super dumb for not having a pro filter, so I guess they're really good. Yep, they are. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, Renegade Racing Fuels. Good enough for Justin Brayton. ORW. Good enough for Enzo. OGO Power Sports. Good enough for me, like when I go out of the airport in five minutes. Uh, FMF. Uh, good enough for me. I have had one on my KTM 350. Guts Racing. Uh, they sponsor our... Rebraceables pod. They do. Big thanks. Yeah. Yep. Thank you to those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I had lunch with Andy Gregg and his wife okay. uh, last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Atlas Neck Brace. My kid has one because, you know, little guys, their helmets look giant. Yeah. And my wife was afraid he would break his neck going over a bump. So I had to get a neck brace. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Noof. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Are there? Yeah. There are jobs you can work in the sport of motorcycling for a living. Yes. It blows my mind every time you read one of those. Okay. I feel like there'd be like two of those jobs on earth. Seems like there's a lot. I, I know. Yeah. They have to find people. 
They don't have like the 10 people waiting outside the door for every industry job. Some of these jobs are really good. Honda advertised their motor guy for their race team on motorcycleindustryjobs.com. They, 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 they need to do this? That's what they did. They can't find a guy. I don't know, man. Wow. Uh, works Connection. I believe they're your Works Connection. That should be their slogan. <laughs> works Connection. Your Works Connection. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's what they should go with. Uh, get mm. Data. <laughs> that's our guy, Truman. <laughs> I think. Does he actually do stuff for them? I don't know. Nobody knows. He's got 37 <laughs> other things. I mean, he's working on the donuts. Yeah. He's got Jetson donuts. Yeah, he's got donuts. He's got fantasy. He's got 83 compound. <laughs> is he actually taking care of get data? Is yeah. he actually doing I it? I think okay. he is. Yeah. Okay. I've seen him mapping bikes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. With donuts as yeah. well? D- juggling <laughs> yeah. donuts? WUSA. Uh, oh, that's our guy, John. Great, great company. Ride yeah. Engineering. It's almost like Works Connection. Engi- ride engineering. Yeah. Engineering for your ride. Intense cycles. Look, I got a Ridgeline. I got a Blue Crew. Mm-hmm. I can't go this far. Mm-hmm. I can't go this far. You have an intense primer. I do. I did. It's true. It's not an e-bike, but yes, everybody. I, I have a primer. Yep. Yep. I have a Ridgeline that I will load a Blue Crew and an intense mm-hmm. mountain bike into my Ridgeline. Let's be friends. Move out Move here. Move out here. <laughs> we'll go. We'll be friends together. We'll be friends with our ridge lines. lines and our blue yeah. crews and our intense. Yeah. I do really enjoy. I enjoy my intense mountain bike. I do. Why Scope Piston? Everybody ran the fork stickers back in Everybody the day. Did. Everybody did. Yep. Uh, EVS. Um, Travis Pastrana yeah. got 11th in the Daytona 500. And let me tell you something. If you're a safety-related company and you have maintained a relationship with Travis Pastrana for 20-some years... You must build some good stuff. Good point. Pulp yeah. 30, code to save with those guys. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, that's a wrap. Weech, thanks for coming out. This is really fun. We should be friends. We should be. We should be Let's friends. Move out here. I like friends. The one good thing is that I wouldn't have to fly cross country every time I did the Pulp Show. Right. See, you could be a weekly co host. Maybe I'll pay you. And uh, we can go for beers. With, 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 at a place skips. That, we can go no, to skips. we got some backs. We need backs. Oh, we need places skip. for our backs. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll run up by the wife. Okay. But if she moves out here with me, I'll probably hang out with her. All right. Sorry. That's where it goes sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh. Thanks to Pookie and uh, Swiss Core and Roto for all their help. Moser as well. Marks. Thank you. See you at Bingo Wednesday. Yep. The chairs have backs. So yeah. You're good. Talon. Do you want to go build a sand track? See. Now they're all board being my friends. You got to thank Pookie for all what's, that. What's that song? You got a friend in me. Oh. Yeah, it's from <laughs> what Toy is Story. That? Is that what it is? Yeah, Randy oh, Newman. I want to hear more of this song. Yeah. Here, you uh, got a friend <laughs> in me. That doesn't really sound anything that's like it, it, but it, that is the lyrics. I think I'm yeah. mixing uh, Louis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you Randy, know, I and see Randy colors. In blue. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I'm <laughs> that's the way my voice sounded at the end of the night, trying right. to be Lurch. I think no, I'm, Randy Newman, like I love yeah, L.A. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's I love the voice. L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That voice sings. You but, got a friend in yeah, me. Somehow I think I can mix it up with Buzz Lightyear and, right. and Woody. I mix it up with the you know. <laughs> I see colors. Yeah, that one. Oh, All my right. gosh. You got a friend in me. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you to our guests. Uh, use the sponsor codes to save as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's a good time tonight. Thanks, Weege. I'm Steve Mathis. See you next week. I'm not stupid, dude. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude. And 
it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Sword inside your flame 